Patricia, my darling Patricia I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I bet you might not know who's back in town. I know because I'm, I'm crying over the song. Here she is, the wonderful, the delightful, the adorable, the one who is, let's see, what can I say? Is she the sugar to the apple pie? Is she the, <laughs> is she the chocolate to the chocolate cake? Here she is, the, the adorable one is back. Hello. Oh, she's back. Hi, Walden. Hi, Patricia. Oh, this is so much fun. Hi, everybody. I'm not going to be here for a 5 o'clock in the morning show, but I will do the best I can for every week across my little heart. Boy, what a trip this has been. I've been out since, what, the beginning of May? Uh, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, about second week oh, of May. Yeah. Well, you okay, now you have to bump your sound up just a little okay. bit because you're breaking up. Can you help? There we go. Hello there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you've been out 10 weeks, so it's... uh, Wow. We we can say maybe you went on a trip. Did you go to the Bahamas or... or (laughs) (laughs) I went on so many trips and had no idea where I was. (laughs) And now... (coughs) Excuse me, I picked up everything that everybody's been drizzling along the hallways in this rehab facility. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Patricia picked up a little bit of a cold from the staff here this last day or so, so... 
Oh, my goodness, yes, did I? And I was the one who stayed healthy the whole time. Mm-hmm. And and the day before yesterday, one of the staff came in and sneezed on me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I demand to take it to the Supreme Court. So anyway, here I am. I have not been to the Bahamas. I have been to anywhere between um, coma and here tonight in, in those 10 weeks. And golly, it is so good to be able to say hi and and know who I'm talking to and everything. You, you know, I looked at the, the email that you sent to me this week. Because, you know, we talked once you checked yep. in, and then we talked last night. And mm-hmm. you sent me an email, and you put in job application. Now, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were, the job opening was still there. <laughs> you saved it for me. I would have... Never replace you. I just have little placeholders. That's all. I know, but you know those little peg holes that you get in the comic book section of the auctions. <laughs> They've got holes all over them, and nobody knows who's doing anything except the people who did them. I don't know, but you know a lot of collectors do that stuff. Well, so you are you are irreplaceable. So you know you can just. If you decide to take two years off, you you will always have your job back. I could come I could come back because everybody hired after me would be a <laughs> conditional. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, it'd be like, all right, that's good. It, it'd be like World War Two, where the servicemen always got his job back. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, I'm doing okay. It's taken a long time, but this week was good. I I really had a a good stretched out week, so we should be able to build on that and do an extra amount of walking, which I did today. And I am just, I'm really pleased with the progress I made in the last week. Before that, it was... (laughs) 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 I mean, really, it was people surrounding me that they force-fed me one night. Can you imagine? But anyway... Um, I am here. I am upright. I've got a smile on my face. And can we say hi to people? Alrighty, let's open the phone lines at 714-545-2071. We're going to keep them all called somewhat short, just because Lord knows whole, the entire United States won't want to talk to Patricia. So we'll be fair about it. And you can call Patricia at 714-545. 2071. If you don't want to talk to Patricia, I have her all by myself. So it's up to you. You know. 714-545-2071. All right. It worked. It worked. Hello there. You are on with Patricia. Hi, man. Patricia. Charles from New Jersey. Charles, it's so good to hear from you. Boy, you've gone yes. through everything, Charles. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Stuff like that there. I am doing wonderful. Oh, man. Are you really? I, uh, well, it's been a rough two years <laughs> and that. Yeah. I got my life on track, and I've been in my new place. It'll be a year next month, so I'm doing all right. I'm on a good track. Oh, Charles, I am so glad to hear that. You really had some rough, rough, rough times oh. in the middle there. Oh, too rough. Terrible. 
It was just terrible. So are you living in a community nearby, Charles, or a different part of the state, or uh, what, what? Well, I'm still I'm still in New Jersey, but I moved out of my town that I grew up in and lived there all my life. Well, right. So far, all my life, 48 years. Yeah. And that, and I'm in uh, in Elizabeth, New Jersey, by New York. Elizabeth, New Jersey, probably Patricia recognized that one. I oh yeah, I know where that is. You know that's. It's a big, it's like a big city, but, you know, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. People are nicer and around here, you know. It's, it's a change, you know, coming here for a couple nights, but, <laughs> and that's yeah. what, you know, hey, it's better than being on the streets. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, and, and you were just so sick. So sick. Oh. So, anyway, you get five gold stars from me. And I, I know I've been tardy and all that, but you were out, you were off a while? Yeah, Patricia's Patricia oh. been out for a little bit here and there, so she decided to, she, right, right. I'm crawling, I'm crawling back into my position here, and Walden kept the seat open for me and everything. Yeah, yeah, Patricia was, so you, Patricia, had a little, Patricia had a little muscle issues, her body, oh. her body decided not to walk. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she has some. So those are the things that are coming apart now, or kicking them on one at a time. But boy, oh boy, you know. from May until I don't know what, middle of June, I had no idea where I was, <laughs> what was happening, what people were doing, why I was where I wasn't even aware of where I was. So sounds like me. I didn't know where I was either. I know. I, I, I knew. I knew where I was. I just didn't know where I was going. <laughs> and I, I had both ends. <laughs> I had no idea where I was, and therefore could not tell them where I was going. And they kept asking me. And they kept asking me my my name. <laughs> I couldn't tell them who I was. Oh my! They tried to give me hints. Yeah, they tried to give me hints, but. <laughs> It didn't work. But anyway, I'm in the right direction, and I was out pattering around all day today with my walker and <laughs> the physical therapist. I'm, Charles, you and I are going to take over the world. As I, as I always say now, one day at a time. Yeah, yeah, but I am just so happy to hear that you're doing well. Well, I overheard the other night Walden was saying, Patricia will be back Saturday. So, okay, i got to remember. Yeah, I Because usually, I, my, my, I don't know, my... My biology cock is, since I work all those years, I get up at 6 in the morning. I still do. Are you really? <laughs> if I don't have to, I get up at 6 in the morning. Well, that's what your body is accustomed to, yeah. I put it on Facebook, Patricia coming back, spread the news, so we had a lot. Oh, you are so sweet. Thank we, you. Yeah, Thank we had a lot. Oh, like oh I said, happened. yeah, because I heard that, and I said, I got to try and call. Yeah, I had 20 people. Liked it or put comments by it and stuff like that. So, so, what, what, so, everybody's been expecting to, to come. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a reunion night tonight. Yeah, it is. It is so. <laughs> it's a what night tonight? A I'm reunion. on a squirrely phone here. A reunion. It's a reunion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a reunion night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So That's Char good. I like that. So, so you, like like that. Your, you like your apartment? Anybody? Is it the same size? What, what is it? Is it? Are you comfortable with the place you have at the moment? Yes. Well, as oh, I said, I, 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 I yeah, I'll, be, I'll be here a year next month. Okay. 
And the first couple of nights, of course, I couldn't get used to it. <laughs> and that, you know, in a new place, new area. But my apartment's much bigger. It's it's like it's it's a luxury apartment complex. Wow. Wow. Oh, much bigger. Yeah, God, it's the, the living room's bigger. The bedrooms came furnished. I I just always slept. I think it was a a, a small bed, not a kid kid size bed like a. Yeah. Small, yeah. small bed. This bed has a queen bed. It took me about a week to get used to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> to find the other end of it. It's like, okay, do oh, I rolled over. I didn't fall out. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good deal. All right, Charles. We're going to let you go. Can I okay, yeah. Other people love to talk to Patricia. I'm glad you're good. I'm glad you're safe. And Oh, yes. And give it a call whenever you got some free time. Yeah, I got to get back to normal here. Well, I've been back to normal, but I've been tardy with uh, you not calling every okay. week. <laughs> but continue getting up at six in the morning. I mean, that's you know, when Patricia goes to bed anyway. So everybody. Clock oh yeah, I get up at six in the morning. I don't have to. Then by nine or ten, I'm asleep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, Charles. Talk to you soon, pal. All right, great talking to you. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, and you welcome back, Charles. I'm so glad. Thank you, you too. Back. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, there's, there's a member I hadn't talked to us in a little while. So you got two welcome homes tonight. 714-545-2071. You like to talk to Patricia? She's here. Ah, oh, the phones are ringing. That is good. Hello there, you're on with Patricia. Welcome back, Patricia. There's Fred from Vermont. Well, there you are, Fred. Thank you. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I start to laugh, I'm going to cough, and I'll be over here hacking while you guys are talking. Um, let's see. It's the end of July up there. What is happening in Vermont in terms of temperatures? and stuff, because I have missed everything. I only started being able to pick up um, computer information, like, you know, the news, uh, the newspapers, oh, probably just within the last week. So anything oh. you tell me is new, no matter how old it is. <laughs> well, we're doing all right. We're, uh, this is a nice time of year. Right now it's like 68 degrees. So so, so Vermont is still part of the union. So Patricia would have not known if you guys seceded from the, the the union or not. Not yet. Yeah, what's, yeah. Hap- what's happening with your <laughs> with your campaign there? <laughs> Please explain it up front, and then give me an update on how you're doing marching across the country. Oh well, so far I'm one for one. I haven't got I haven't gotten any further. I've, uh, one for one is, uh, that's a good one to hold on to. I'm trying to get some grassroots help in other states and stuff, but we got it going in Vermont, um, and I've been contacting friends from other states, and i got a lot of people who are interested in helping. It's, it's weird because every state's different, so it's harder than I thought it was going to be. So you want to explain it just to the family, just in case, Fred? What, what yeah, what I'm trying to do is uh, get so civics is required for high school students to graduate, a required course. Um, and, and most states now, it is not. You know what we should do, Fred? We should set up a little Facebook page just for your for the movement. I think that's a great idea. You know? um, 
and free and be you know just click onto the page and we can promote the heck out of it and yeah create like a group type uh -huh. of thing that's a, that's yeah. a good idea because that way all 50 state could be involved and maybe we can get this thing rolling you know that yeah, i think that's a great idea yeah okay yeah i'm all for it um but yeah we got it we got it happening in vermont but i guess what i found out was the i thought it was a, a sure sure thing but what happened what it, i guess what's happening is the way it works in vermont is there's a an advisory group that sets up recommendations and then the legislature still has to vote on it so the legislature hasn't done the voting yet but the group that advises curriculum is supporting it so do you have okay, a full-time you have a full-time legislation branch or is it um part-time how did how did the state of vermont body i'm not sure if they're full-time or not i think they are uh -huh. i think they are i i uh i worked with a i worked with a guy years ago on his campaign um and it's a uh, I, I i think it's though I don't think it's a salary. I think it's a stipend. It's a good stipend. I mean, a lot of them, and I think, I think they're, I'm not sure how long they're, if they're in session for the whole year. I don't think they're in session for the whole year, actually. I think it's more like half a year. Um, but when they're working, they're working, they work full time. Uh, they, uh, and I'm not sure what they get paid. Um, but I know that, because I looked into it because I was worried I looked at some people that asked me to run, actually. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, for, for for our local area, for state. I, I turned it down, um, but I was asked. Uh, and they ended up getting somebody else. Um, I'll tell you what, with your, with, with your brain and your outreach abilities, you are far more valuable to this as an individual than as, you know, some kind of leadership or participant permanent participation um right. you you've just got so much to give and i think taking a position would chop you right off yeah and, and I, I was worried about my disability too um, oh gosh yes and, and that's when i found out that it was a stipend so it wouldn't count uh -huh. or disability. Um, so I'm like, well, that was interesting. But then there was other issues. Well, you like, know, Fred, if you ran, I don't think people would forget you because you'd be very outspoken. There, there, with you, there, there's no gray. It's either black or white. I just don't like... I'm a very private person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't like, you know, that kind of... The way politics are in this country is just... Yeah, you, you just don't need that kind of intrusion in your life. You, I understand that. Boy, do I understand that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, me now. It's almost expected now that Congress goes home on the weekend. I got think that's a tough way to go. I mean, you can't really have one base operation. They've got a point there. I never even thought of today. There were, I watch a lot of C-SPAN, and they were talking about how, you know, back 100 years ago, congressmen, even 50 years ago, congressman would live would have an apartment in dc yeah now it's, it's so, but now they can just hop on a plane and they're home in two hours yeah and they're expected though i'm expected to be home on the weekend to work the the, the local area and i think boy in a lot of ways especially out here in california that's four four or five hours flying back yeah. on a friday and coming back on a monday that's a long it is 
It is. It's not a job I'd want, that's for sure. Um, but. So, so how do you like using a walker? Do you use a, I gotta ask you, do you use a regular walker or do you use a platform walker? Um, I'm using a regular walker right now. Um, and what I want them to let me do is, as long as I'm not having a dizzy day, which happens fairly frequently, but I had four in a row that were just terrific this week. Um, what I want them to do is just use the gate belt and let me walk freely in the hallway with one of the therapists instead of, you know, sitting in front of a piece of equipment and saying, okay, this is for your leg and this is for your arm. And this is for your right. They, yeah. they, they exercise everything, including your eyeballs. And, um, you know, for me, functioning, uh, I realize all of this is part of the program. You know, you've got to strengthen your upper arms in order to be able to stand up and, you know, move around. Um, so I'm just, I'm just going to be a hound dog and <laughs> say, okay, is it time for us to walk today? So anyway, I'm doing good, but it's plain walker right now. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, well, I'm, I'm in a kind of a weird situation because my ankle's getting stronger, my knee's getting worse, so. Oh, gee. Tell hadn't heard it. You, you, you told John Larry and I a couple of weeks ago, but you're just, uh, w w give it the current static for people who might have missed it. Fred. Well, well, basically, I'm still recovering from a broken ankle I got over a year ago, uh, yeah, but I'm walking a lot more, and that's becoming a lot easier. But my left knee, and it was bad before I broke my ankle, but it has really gotten worse. And I fell a couple of weeks ago, and that seemed to really aggravate it. Um, and now it's just it's getting worse all the time. So I've got to I've got to go see an orthopedist, and I might try a silicone shot. I just I'm just not in the mood. To be honest with you, if we're, if we're going through another rehab, I just got done one. Uh, I'm still going through it, really. I don't want to start another one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm just yeah. tired of that. So I don't know. And, and surgery, of course, is no fun, you know. Yeah. Um, although I had a friend who just went through a new replacement surgery. He got through it pretty quick. I'll tell you something interesting. My dad is having some spinal issues, been having it for several years. But there, there's a new thing now that they put in a battery-operated thing in your back, and it basically eliminates the nerves issues that the mm -hmm. nerve pains you're feeling. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is interesting. My dad just, I like. my dad just celebrated, okay, get, get this, everybody. My dad, last Sunday, celebrated his 86th birthday. 86? 86. Wow. So on Tuesday, what do you think my dad did to celebrate his 86th birthday? Tell me he was on the roof. He was on the roof. <laughs> oh, my Lord. We, I bet he would. Oh, man. If, he, if he were on a roof. Me. That would scare me so much. I, I remember my dad used to do that. And he used to have balance issues, but he'd, he'd climb up on the roof and I'd be petrified the whole time he was up there. So when, when, his, family, when his family talked to him about this, he said, Well, remember, when I was, when I was younger, I was on oil derrick that was 150 feet up above the ground. And so we'll just, okay, Dad. Yeah, well, you know, the, when I was younger, it was a meaningful yes. statement. <laughs> yes. That's the yeah, oh, words. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're having such terrible issues. I mean, it, it's like the domino 
is starting from the inside and working out as opposed to the outside working into this world. Yes. It's, it's terrible. I'm really, I'm really sorry you're dealing with so much. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Well, then I had all that. Nothing compared to what happened this week. It was really rough. I, I've lost acquaintances before, but I've never lost a really good friend. And that happened yeah. tonight. So, totally unexpected, too, which was very rough. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. No, no matter what the circumstances are, it's rough, but you start adding on the... Well, it's like unexpected and major surgery, and we thought he was on the mend, and he was getting stronger and, and, and the whole bit, and he he gotten back home so he could be at home with his girlfriend, and uh, he had basically had to have two arteries replaced in his leg because he smoked he smoked so much that the arteries were shot, and it was major surgery, and apparently from what his girlfriend tells me, I. I you know, she was pretty upset when she called me, obviously. Uh, apparently, he, uh, one of the stitches just came undone the night he bled out. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's, I, can't even, I, can't even, I can't even fathom it. No. I don't know. Holy cats. Just Definitely totally. Well, um, you know, it, yeah. Yeah. And there were so many other issues that came along with the arterial problem. That's yeah. one of the things that you can see when it starts spitting out symptoms. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm really sorry for that. Well, yeah, thank you. But oh. you're 54 years old, way too young. Way yeah, too young. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yes. Well, I don't know if you put a damper on it. Tonight's a celebration. I'm so yeah, happy you're back. Patricia's back, so... Thank you. Thanks, I'm so happy. Yeah. I've been watching the clock all day and say, okay, I, I can do this. I can well, do this. Are you home or are you still where you're still in the rehab? I'm, I'm still at a rehab facility, and it looks like I'm going to, I thought, you know, in at oh, the end of the day, I, I guess it was May 24th I got here, and I have no idea how many days I spent in ICU and, you know, in order to get to here, but it, I think it was May 24th here. And I'm thinking, you know, well, this is okay, June, you know, they get me out. It didn't work that way. Well, I, so, I, uh, I feel for you. I, I, I mean, I, I remember, you know, last, when I broke my ankle, it was only a couple of weeks, but when I, four, three or four years ago, it was a month, so that drove me crazy between the hospital and, I, and, and rehab. I can't imagine yeah. three months. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's a really good facility. Everything is a crapshoot, even though this is in Fort Myers, actually the Fort Myers area. I guess it is Fort Myers. Um, you know, it's, it's in my home area. It, it's a dice roll because you yeah. don't, I mean, how many, you know, you know, you go in and out of a hospital, you know pretty much what the care level is, and other people use it too. How many people do you know have stayed in eight or ten of the facilities available and who can make recommendations, you know. So I'm really fortunate. This is a... Uh, yeah, you're lucky. Hmm? I'm lucky. I'm the same way in that the two times that I went to rehab, I went to the same place, and it's definitely the best one in our area. But I'm lucky because uh, my my uncle, my cousin is, like, head maintenance there. So... Mm-hmm. He, he puts in recommendations. I think I think that had a lot to do with it yes. because they don't like to take 
Uh, I mean, they will take them, but they're not real big on taking Medicaid patients there. Right. Because they can get more for the bed for private uh-huh. care. So, yeah, I was, I was fortunate yes. too. Yes, I don't, I don't know how the regulations work, but I do know that there is um, a distinction between the, let's say, regular, regular resident and um, the... <laughs> Walt and I lost my train of thought here. Yeah, the the uh, government the, the government plans or whatever they uh, however you want to fund uh-huh. it, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And they they specify how many beds they can have or should have for different types of medication um, of um, insurance coverage. Yeah. So right. this one took my insurance, and I said that's fine. You know, somebody. Somebody gives me a nod and said it's quiet. It's a quiet place. I said, "Take me there now." <laughs> a quiet, and it really is. It's quiet. So, are you getting any occupational therapy too? Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm. I'm oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big yes. Yes, good. I still that's, have a way. Uh, uh, they have a little. Any place you go outside there? Again, please. Any place to go outside. Especially like you could go outside and sit, any of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I'm very happy to sit in my little corner with my computer. and But most yeah. of the time, you know, I'm out, I'm out walking the hallways or, you know, pushing myself around and getting through rehab. I, I don't know why or how it happened. But this last week, I've gotten two, three, and four sessions a day. With PT. Well, they must see, they must see improvement. They, they must see improvement, Patricia. Oh, indeed, yeah. indeed. I sent two people home for the weekend. Very happy. Have <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned really about maybe doing a home visit? I, I, or do they do that this, there? The phones are a little screwy here. Would you and forgive me for keeping like, asking? Like I know. Uh, say it again. Okay. Before I went home, they would do a home yeah. visit. They would take you home. Look uh-huh. around, make sure that you can get around your house and that kind of stuff. Yes. Look at your access issues and all that. Do they mm-hmm. do that there or, or no? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to fail on most of them. So, you know, these are major transitions and major changes that are that I have to um, come up with and work with. Yeah. And the biggest one, yeah, the biggest one, of course, right now at the at this point, is that I'm still on the second floor. Now, yeah. and how many how many letters do we have in the alphabet, Walden? Twenty six. Well, we, no. uh-huh. we need to take up a collection for all the listeners and get you one of those chairs. There you go. Oh, is it, I got it. I love it. <laughs> they're they're outside stairs that I have to get up, not inside oh, stairs. Okay. So <laughs> it, we're, you know, I look at that every once in a while and I think, Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? But if I can get downstairs, and now I'm, I mean, it, you know, Fred, you've gone through so many changes, so it's just one day at a time, and I'm just so delighted that I had so many days in a row where I got some good therapy and good workout nice. and good, give me my aspirin, please. <laughs> I have a boo-boo, you know, I mean, it's, it's really painful sometimes, but, but anyway, I am doing well. And I'm just well, so it's, happy it's to, good to hear your voice. Yeah. I was worried for a while because I, I wasn't listening for a while, and then I started listening, and there was no Patricia. And I'm like, uh oh. Uh oh, I was a big row. Yeah. Big row. 
Oh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to keep notes or make notes of <laughs> 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 what went on along the way um, because people had to tell me. I have no idea what happened, um, but people have had to tell me what's going on. So I'm yeah. keeping notes, and I'm going to write little notes to everybody. Oh, there you go. Cool. All right. I would love to keep talking, but I'm sure there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch of people, and I, we're gonna. Pop. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step aside and let them talk. All right, Fred. We'll talk well, to you soon. Thank you, Fred. And welcome back. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, we we got we we tell the story where Patricia's at. She's not at a at a sweeping big court. They they let her wander the streets tonight. So someone what? more. Yeah, I'm not on the street. I'm on the third floor. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I'm calling the street. That you oh, okay. <laughs> Next to the vending machines. The very important vending machines with the Hershey bars and the honey buns and all the good things, you know? She so want to talk to Oh, good. All right. So what we should tell, how did you... They, they turned Patricia loose. They let her pick out her little camping spot. So she mm-hmm. she's up on the third floor. Hello there. You're on with Patricia. Patricia Walden. Hi, Paul. Oh, it's, man. It is I, the mouse of the house. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. Uh, and, you know, I've been concerned that you haven't been able to stay in touch because of where you're at, and I figured it must be pretty depressing for you, and yet you're calling now. Well, um, they've got a couple of phones set aside just for resident use only. And I grabbed the corner on the third floor. They've got um, first floor, I guess. The nurses, all the nurses stations have phone connections that pay, that the residents can use. And then on the third floor, where I'm sitting right now, they've got a desk and a phone. And um, so now I I can, <laughs> I can I'm loose. I guess <laughs> I'm out and about. So you, you 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 went up to the next level and you and you, and you staked out your little spot and got your laptop and stuff like that there. That is correct. And then wow. when we finish talking, when we finish talking later, I will pack up my goodies and bring them back down to downstairs with me. So we could actually email you. Oh sure, oh sure. I got that. Or- I'm I'm connected. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't for. Um, Quite a few weeks. That's what I figured. I kept, I kept people saying, "Oh, I haven't heard it." And I said, "She, I don't think she's connected yet." So that's just, yeah. I knew that was yeah. an issue. And, and even some of the times when I was connected, I just, you know, yeah, <laughs> gotta, gotta go away, guys. I can't do this, yeah. you know. So, but anyway, hi, Paul. Thank you for calling. Hi. Yes. You know what? I'm really, really curious of what actually is gone on for you and now I hear that you actually had cognitive issues as well so what's 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 wrong <laughs> if you find out would you send a note to the doctors I'm seeing <laughs> it's um it's probably a combination of several neuro problems uh, you know it's not just a single issue that they have to work on and everything has to be coordinated but so it is actually a, a nerve issue for your walking. Um, a nerve issue, and um, I don't know. There, there are just at least two or three neuro problems that they're working on with me. It's not. They haven't brought up MS, have they? I say that again. MS. They haven't, they haven't brought up MS, have they? 
Oh, we've covered everything, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely everything. They've done the brain MRIs and it. Oh, the whole route, yes. Yeah, Patricia's yes, yes, yes. body is on display at the local doctor's office. They know mm. all the parts. Yeah. They go into your. Um, did they do your cervical spine also? Because most of the time they skip it, in my case. Uh, but then finally one time they did that, you see, because you can't actually have um, plaques in in your cervical um, spine uh, cord, and uh, you may not know it if they just stick to the brain. Mm-hmm. No, they, they traveled. <laughs> they traveled, but, um, you know, but mm-hmm. being able to say I'm doing better is a really fun thing to be able to share. So yes. that's where I am too. tonight. Did you, like, have an emergency at your apartment and then you couldn't even speak or, or were, weren't even aware where you were? I dropped into a coma in my apartment. Whoa. So, you know, that was my starting point. So considering that was apartment. my starting point, I think I'm doing pretty darn well. Yeah. 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 Did you say you dropped into it in your apartment? Mm-hmm. In, yes. yes. The coma. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who found you? Um, the, the nurse, a visiting nurse, is, is, I, I'm visiting nurse is not a home health nurse, um, had scheduled an appointment with me for that morning. And, uh, she arrived and I didn't answer the door. <laughs> so, <laughs> so actually she was the one. So another couple of hours and I wouldn't be here, but I'm here. You're here. Well, I'm here. As so. I told Barbara, you have nine lives, so, you know, it's not, you know, you know <laughs> that's the way I always look at it with it's, you. It's true. Patricia. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, thank I you, Paul. Know. We're going to let other people say hi before we let Patricia get, get ready to sneak out to go back downstairs. But uh, thank you thank you for calling. I wonder if we lost Paul's phone. I bet we have. We'll give you... We'll give you five more seconds, Paul, just to make sure your phone comes back. Seven. I'm just saying, Patricia, I'm praying for you. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Okay. I really appreciate I, that. I think and thank awesome. you. Okay, bye-bye. 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 Yeah, Paul, just change his cell phone package. So it's been yeah. Bouncing I'm, I'm a, I want to put the phone down for one second sure. so I can stretch my leg. All Hold right, on. You do Don't that. go away, okay? You did that. You did that. Okay, we're going to let Patricia stretch, and let me remind everybody what's got me down the line. So stay there, call her. Once Patricia picks up back the phone, we'll put you on with Patricia. Uh, next week. On, uh, okay, I'm back. You're back. All right. Hello, Hello, Carl. You're on with Patricia, the one who can stretch. Howdy, y'all. Hello, Harwood. Harwood. Hello. I did not realize you were gone at all until I didn't hear you <laughs> Saturday, and um, then when I heard you while ago, then I found out all this stuff you've been into. You didn't even miss me. <laughs> well, this is, this is terrible. I'd, if, okay, I'd been, if I'd have been here and aware, uh, yes. I tell you, Patricia, you just got to stay out of those bar fights. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll manage that. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I promise. I promise. I'm very clear you're doing better, and I hope it continues to be that way. Thank you. I'm, I'm just so delighted to be able to say, just what, guys, I'm doing better. Oh, All right. that's nice. So how are you doing? Wait a minute. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right, I guess. It's just same old thing, but uh, I'm doing much better than you are, obviously. So I'm, I guess I'm doing fine. Yeah, well, we'll catch up with each other. The one thing a while ago, it's talking about one of the stair lifts. Um, the ones I'm hearing advertised, they say you can use them indoors and outdoors. If you get to a point, you can go back and you could use something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the apartment complex would never allow me to do that, but I wish they were, in general, more flexible around here than they are um, with the kinds of accommodations that, listen to me, I sound like a frog, um, the, the kinds of accommodations that they will work with people on, and it just isn't isn't coming around and now they get just more and more difficult to work with every every year around so considering the circumstance it looks like they would give a little considering the circumstance yeah yeah so i'm just getting hammered from all different directions but i'm coming out ahead so i'm cool on that I really feel good about being able to say that. I keep saying that over and over. It's been such a, a long-term thing of, you know, just not even being aware of where I was. How, how long has it been? Because mm-hmm. it's been months since I've been able to call. Yeah, this, uh, this whole thing started, I guess, around the second week of May. I don't even know what the dates are. I just know from here. Yeah, I, the, I, the last I, show Patricia did with me was Saturday, the second Saturday in May, and then uh, the second, then you saw okay. the, you saw the doctor Monday, and then uh, and then they they got they got you out by Tuesday, so we can look at the calendar if you want, and then uh, Patricia was in the hospital for a little while, and then they moved her. Yes, that's been at least two months, if not a little. Mm-hmm. It's been about ten weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, Patricia had a nice vacation from me, but <laughs> she's back. She, she had a nice vacation in some areas, some really <laughs> terrifying spots in other areas, but oh. because it, you know, part of the, the, the problems that they're trying to work through with me have to do with the brain. So there were times when I was, you know, just lying on the beach, and actually I was in the middle of ICU. <laughs> But as yeah. far as I was concerned, yeah, as far as I was concerned, I was out on the beach. Well, I've yeah. been through part of it, and I yeah. know it is not a good feeling at all. No, you know, it's scary. Yeah, it's, to, to, you know, am I going to wake up and this is not going to be a wake-up, or this is this reality? You know, I mean, it's just such a strange situation that I've never had to deal with before, so I've gotten used to a lot of stuff. Well, I hope it will continue to improve. Well, considering where she was uh, a few weeks ago, I think she's made dramatic improvements, so that's all 
It really is. That's all great yeah. sign. Well, from what it you're really tonight, it sure sounds like. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I'm doing good, and I thank you for calling in. Sure thing, and I will not keep you, but um, it's... Oh, no, you never do. You take it easy, and right, anything I can do for you, let me know. You can Thanks, Harwood. You, you can, anytime. All right, Harwood. We'll thank see. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, family, 714-545-2071. We're going to play a Christmas film again, Molly, after Patricia decides to pack up her laptop and cast a couple of weeks before she does her physical therapy tomorrow of walking around, mm-hmm. walking, walking, walking. They're, they're frequently closed on Sundays, but sometimes they somebody is there and you can go in and use the equipment. Otherwise, I'll just get one of the staff to run me up and down the hallway. <laughs> Hello there, you're on with Patricia. Hello, Waddle. Hello, Pat. How are you doing? Okay, how is Patricia? Patricia, how are you doing? It's Pat from Decatur, Illinois. I'm here, Pat. You're here. Well, good. You made it back. I made it back. We'll see how long they'll let me stay this way. Yes. Keep me this way. Yeah, and keep on going. So, So happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we have, we pack a lot of stuff into July, don't we? Yeah. Well, you know, that, that we had to abide by Patricia's rules. You know, she doesn't like knowing people for birthday. I know. All I know is it's is July. That's all that's I That's right. I think Patricia comes with that. I don't know, but that's okay. Yeah, July. And it's we July, too. We, and we don't know what year. So I think Patricia comes Right, that. yeah, right. <laughs> So I'm sitting here minding my own business. That's right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. But I really am doing well. How are you doing? I, I'm doing okay. I'm not having any problems or anything. I'm doing <laughs> as good as I can. Great. Oh, Great. So have you, We're have going you, to take over the world yet. Have you transferred any new radio shows? I know you're, you're one of our avid, our avid recorders. So have it, you been working on anything here, Pat? Oh, yeah. I've been... Well, I did like today. I did a uh, like an oldie show. It's it's called uh, it's called DJ Hall of Fame, hmm. and they do different like each week. It's a different uh, DJ from the '60s, from the rock and roll era, uh-huh. '50s, '60s, maybe '70s, from different stations across the United States. So that's kind of different. Sure, sure, sure. So, like today, like today was uh, out of Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I'm thinking the ones out in L.A. would have been old Wolfman Jack. I'm yeah, yeah, old. Wolfman Jack, yeah. yeah. They did a few of his stuff, too. You, uh, okay, that's a good trivia question. You know what? What, what was Wolfman Jack's real name? I've heard of it, but I really don't know right now. What your, I know what you're saying. His real name was Bob Smith. Not uh, Bob Smith. <laughs> 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 and all the personality of a string of tinsel. Wow. Um, I did not know that. Well, obviously I didn't well, know. One of the great stories no, about, about Wolfman Jack... Uh, he decided to 
uh, hold up a radio station in Mexico. Yeah. Hold it up? Yep. You mean like with a gun, bang, yes. bang, hold up? Yes. Oh. <laughs> He he wanted he wanted to take over the bro- he wanted to take over the the broadcast. It was run by the Mexican government, <laughs> so he he decided to take his guns down there and take over control of the station. So he held up the station. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. hey, I think that's the first time I've heard that. Oh yeah, I imagine if we all Google up the story, it's a pretty famous story. It's oh, in a book called. Border Blasters. And yeah, Border Blasters. I, you know, there was a radio show called that. Was it really? I, I've forgotten that. And it was on uh, PBS all, several years ago. Yeah, so, uh, I think there was a whole special about the Mexican Yeah, station. yeah, about uh, Mexican radio and different things. Yeah. Well, thank you, Pat, for calling. Yeah, and yeah, I thought I'd call see how things were going. Good, we glad that you did. And you're representing the middle state, so that's good. That what? You're representing the state of Illinois, and we appreciate that. Yeah, right in the middle, yes. Right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. good, great. Thank you, Pat. All I really right, appreciate Pat. your calling in. Take care. Yeah. Yes. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Sounds great. Yeah. 714 Oh, seven one. You like to talk to the mouth of the South or the adorable one, or <laughs> we got the whole the whole cadre here. Yeah, the but <laughs> the bunny rabbit of yesterday USA. You know she's here at seven one four five four five two zero seven one. So, do they serve Maxwell House coffee in in the facility, Patricia? They certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, hold on. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I've cleaned up the hallways. I hope everybody is healthy. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. Let me me give a couple of station announcements while Patricia, you know, stretched there. Uh, Next Friday, because John will in Nashville, Tennessee for the entire week singing starting tomorrow morning. Um, wow! Yeah, barbershop style. Uh, Donnie Pickford is going to sit in with me next Friday night, and we're going to do a whole show on Popeye. Oh and, my gosh! And so we we got Popeye experts and Popeye historians and people who worked on Popeye. That will be next Friday night show. Saturday night, Patricia and I have a very special guest. Orson Beam is going to be with us. Orson this weekend turned 88 years old and he has a one-man show around the country and he did old-time radio he was, of course a, a panelist on a lot of the famous panel tv shows of the uh, 50s 60s and beyond yeah and uh, uh, he had he had uh, and obviously still does have such a diverse um career yes and and profile like what am i what am i looking for resume you know, <laughs> the whole list. Absolutely. It it just goes on and on and started early and he's still out there. I had no idea. And then Ed Clue will be with us next Sunday on the 30th. So that is the schedule. We, and I've been, Patricia and I have been talking. We've been working on some ideas, like talking to a Christmas tree grower. So my cousins... picked up that one. Yeah, my cousins and I with found somebody. So we're trying to work something out. And then the Ultra Santa Claus School has been open since 1936. 
and it's based in Michigan, so that will be a future oh, guess. Good. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, good. And mm-hmm. somewhere in between here, um, maybe I could give Ted Sylvester a call and or uh, pop an email and see if we can pre-record something yep. with him. Either that or is is there something that uh, a date or a day sure. that is in particular hold up that will work out so is there some is there a day or <laughs> I'll talk to you later <laughs> <laughs> well basically you just you just you just me your schedule we'll work around your schedule okay all right you know that'll be good okay um I Okay, all I, like coming this week, all I have, I'm taking my Lion Club to the Richard Nixon Presidential Library on Tuesday. Woohoo! Yeah, and then on August, Sunday, August 20th, I'm taking my, uh, my Lion Club to the Walt Disney Barn. This is interesting, Patricia. Um, in his home, in the backyard, he decided, as we think we all know, he built a train set. Mm-hmm. And it was so big, it, it, the train track went underneath his wife's flower beds. Oh, gee. And, <laughs> and, okay. And and so then he uh, he built this barn where he had all the master controls. Mm-hmm. And then he used that as his office. So he planned the future of Disney in this barn. And so once the family sold the house, the daughter realized the importance of the barn. So she packed it all up. And they had it in storage, and then they moved it to Griffith Park and opened it. And inside the barn, it's the it's the family personal items on display. And, oh, okay. And, and the, the, the 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 wonderful thing about this, this is the only thing I think is free at Disney. I mean, everything else, you know, the museums and parks, they all cost money. But this oh my one, gosh. This oh one, my gosh. This one is free. So I'm taking my. There fa- is no such thing as at a Disney anything. <laughs> so I'm gonna, It's only open once a month, uh, from eleven to three. And Tinkerbell, the gal who played Tinkerbell in the movie, it to see one of the docent that leads you through the tours. Margaret. Oh, Scott. yeah. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> so uh. it's set up for picnics and things like that. So I'm gonna take my wine club up there. In August, so look at that. Uh-huh. So, those are some of the activities I have planned. Well, the phones are quiet. I'm going to call a friend of ours who's on the road. He wanted to say hi if, if there was nothing. And I think we got time to do that. So, let's do that here. Hold on, my dear. Nothing like having your own phone system. <laughs> Okay, stand by. Let me, let me just see if he'll pick it up. And we'll find out if the man in question is going to say hi before I put him on it. Alright, Dad, we put you on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the road. Hello, Daniel. <laughs> How are you? Well, hello. How is everybody? Why? You want to say? I'm good. You want to say hi to Patricia? Hi, Patricia. Hi, Dan. I'm good. You know how long you've been away? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> you left Derby Day. 
the second day in May, or was it the or was it the first the first Saturday in May? First Saturday in May, I think about uh, maybe about the sixth, I believe. Okay. Well, Patricia decided to she she had other things to do for a couple of weeks, I guess. Now, now I really wonder if she's been sick. I think she went away and had a little work done. Hmm. Well, she did that. <laughs> can, can you notice a little touch up here and there? <laughs> You're going to have to well, help me on the translations here, Walden. He, she, he, he wants to know, did he go have to work done? Like plastic work surgery? Done. Yeah, plastic surgery. Yeah, and, and I said, yes, I've had a lot of work done. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with what the finished product will look like, I think. But anyway, so. Well, is, yes. is, it, true, is it true or not you had people knocking down your door? Uh, I had people knocking down my door. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, yes. That's how popular she is. Yeah, you are popular. People, she, what happened true, she's been in negotiation, everybody, because she is in such demand with other radio stations. We had to hold her hostage for two months to make sure we can hold, hold, her, hold her to a contract. I, I missed the last couple of words there, Walden. Well, because you're so popular, you've been, you've, yeah. been, you've been negotiating with other, other people to see what the best <laughs> deal Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> Uh, well, I called Walden earlier, and I told him, I said, uh, I'm on the road. I went to see Ray Stevens tonight and saw Sweetest T. Judd, and uh, I'm just now passing through Frankfurt. So was it a good show? Okay. Oh, I, so then, was, no. was it good the last, was it just as good the last time you saw him, or was it about two years ago or something? Uh, would you believe five? Five? Five years. He's now been in uh, entertainment for uh, 60 years. He started in 1957. Wow. He has, I, I don't know if you uh, get this out in California or in Florida, but uh, he has a new show on uh, PBS here. Uh, the, he's in Nashville. He does a show called Ray Stevens Cabaret Nashville. Huh. And, <laughs> and how old is he? He's, uh, you know, I'm just not absolutely sure. I think he's close to uh, 78. Wow. Well, I know, yeah. I know I had him on the show years ago, and yeah. he started as a disc jockey. I don't know. So you, uh -huh. think, you look at a lot of singers started out as a disc jockey. Huh. Um, well, if you think about it, uh, Jim Reeves was a disc jockey. Ray Stevens was a disc jockey. Bill Anderson was a disc jockey. Tennessee Early Ford was a dick jockey. Well, and Jennings. William Jennings was a dick jockey. Marty Just, Robbins. Yeah. And Patricia was a disc jockey. Yeah. Um, Dan, when, when, could you lower your voice? Not, not anything on the equipment, but, you know, talk a little bit softer, and then I'll be able to hear more of the words that you're, you're sharing here. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I'm not talking that loud. I didn't think. Uh, well, I I realized that you know for you it sounds normal. For me on my end, it sounds like you've got a bullhorn in my ear. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was that loud. Well, yeah. yeah. I will turn him down. Well, that's... You, you are the powerhouse. I'll turn. Yes. I'll turn him down. Really, coming from the road, I'm surprised. Well, you know, what can I say? Dan, you got the big... Yeah, Patricia, can you hear him now? Phone system's all over the place. 
and I'm I'm really stuck yep. on a very limited level here. Well, that's why so. I, I, right. I, I turn it I turn him down. Right. That would help. Yep. Well, I'm so glad to hear you, and I'm glad you're back. And it's been, I mean, the Gaspins have been great, but uh, you know we need our Patricia. That's right. For the interviews and everything. I didn't same. even know until this week that um, Walden, the Gaffins, were working with you on Saturday night, so I can get to say thank you to them. And um, We had oh Ivan Curry as a guest, and, and Tommy and, Cook as hmm? a guest. We had Ivan Curry as a guest, and Tommy Cook as a guest. And we've been trying oh, to my keep, goodness. We've been trying to keep your sheet warm for you. <laughs> you know. Oh, well. That's right. Well, so what? Uh, yeah. You're doing a lot of walking now? As of this week, yes, and I am so happy I can say that. Uh-huh. Uh, the two weeks two weeks ago, when I, I, I could, with help, stand up, and that was it. Well, that's that was, great. That was, that's great. That, that's what I could do. do. Yeah. Do you have a walker then that you, uh, like a, a two-wheeler, a four-wheeled I, walker? I have a two-wheeler that I'm using here. Um in my apartment, I have a really nifty one that's got, you know, a seat on it. So, you know, I can use it as a walker, and then if I have a problem, I can just turn around and sit down. Those so are really neat, really aren't they? Pardon? Those are really neat, aren't they? Well, then help me. Oh. You're saying the, the, the walker that's in your room sounds sound like a really good one. It's it's not it's you know it, it's an okay and it's a fun one and they you know keep everything up to date, but um, right now all I needed for is security because balance was the big problem, and now balance is starting to straighten out. So we'll see. I worked on I worked on leg A and leg B and tomorrow I'm going to start working on leg C. Well, that's great. Do they think they call it, Do you think that you call it a virus or something like that? A virus? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. No. Mm. Oh, no, that's, that is... Okay. Oh, yeah, that, that's one thing that can be struck. No, that one's off the table. Okay. But, so, anyway, some people make it to the end of life with stuff that has never been identified, and they did just fine. So, somewhere in there, that's where I'll be. That's right. That's right. How is Barbara doing? She's doing very well and helping me, and she'll be back down for a visit in September, I think. Wow, she moved it back. So, okay, you know, and, I, and I'm looking to, <laughs> to have gone home by the middle of June, you know, like last month mm-hmm. type stuff, and she's talking about coming down in September, and I'm thinking, are we going to be able to have everything <laughs> figured out what we need to do by then? I know she was. September. I know she. I, I, I know she had some issues. Just incredible. I know she mm-hmm. had some. She probably had some issues after surgery. So. I'm glad oh my gosh! Yes, she had back surgery she a couple of weeks ago she, too. And she fell. So. Yeah. But she's doing really well. Well, that's good. That's good. Any other news from uh, Florida? Well, I think other news from Florida. I think. The, I think. No, this still, is the. Huh? I think you. They're still part of the union, so I don't think Florida <laughs> seceded from the union. So I don't know. I've been watching. <laughs> Finally, I've missed. Uh, you tell me I've been gone for ten weeks, so at least eight of those weeks are missing in terms of 
news and updates and which alligator chewed on what alligator down here. We've got some free-roaming alligators. But, um, no, everything it seems... I am I am a healthier person for not paying attention to what's going on in the world right now. Oh, that's great. We've had a heat wave here at 510 this morning. It was 83 degrees, and the <gasps> that was 90 degrees. Oh, my word. And it's worse out to the west. Mm. So, so, so Dan, pray, for, are you on, pray for Paul. Are you on vacation for a couple of days? How, how, how were you able to break away from the library on a Saturday? I actually left work and uh, drove down to Renfro Valley and saw the, the uh, show and um, got down there just, you know, uh, right, right up down there with a half an hour to spare. And uh, right now I'm about uh, 40 minutes from home, so... Uh, from the time I spoke to you earlier. Yeah, you've been on the road because you and I talked about uh, ten fifteen Eastern time. So, so yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that's right. So you tell me you're going back to work tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'll be back at work tomorrow. Uh, you know, Ray Stevens was great. He is building a complex in Nashville called Ray Stevens Cabaret, and it's going to be opening in October. And uh, they film his TV show down there, and like I said, it's on. Here it's on TBS. It used to be on RSD TV, and they've moved it to TBS. And it's uh, here it's Saturday at 8. Ah, okay. Well, you might want to check your local sure. listings. Sure. All right, Dan, I'm going to let you go. That way you can concentrate on the road and see if anybody wants to talk to Patricia before we let her go upstairs. Or All right. Sounds great. Thanks. Happy birthday, and you <laughs> take care of yourself. Thank you, and uh, be safe. Get home safe. All right. Take care. Take care. See you later. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. I can give Patricia an update. Uh, we had Milt Larson on a few Sundays ago. And you remember, Patricia, we had his wife on talking about the boat. Yes, the yes, yes, boats. yes, yes. The and? The boats went for $60,000. And, and they're satisfied with that. I, yes. I thought it would be worth a lot more than that, personally. Uh, I did, too. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, David Copperfield bought it, the famous musician. Oh, my goodness. So, so that was a, a sentimental thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I understood better on the pricing and the, um, the bidding on this particular item because it was a mass-produced item. Okay. It was not an individual, and and that certainly um, would have affected the the price value of it. But mm -hmm. I, like you, thought, my gosh, they're going to bring down the roof on I this would. one. I would. And then, the I, house. yeah, and then I did, yeah, I did some reading on it, and um, she and I, when we were the three of us, were on the phone together. Mm -hmm. Arlene, is, is that correct? Right, correct. Ar no, okay, Arlene um, explained a. The the, the write-ups that they had about the um, brooch or right. medallion or whatever they were right. labeling it at that point, um, it took it, it the one of the write-ups said that it was uh, taken and converted into a brooch, and that was not the case at all. No, it, it was it was a standalone item and it was made to be used either as a brooch or a necklace, um, you know, a pendant. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, you know, then I started understanding why she, her expectations were a lot more conservative than mine. My gosh, I thought they'd knock, knock it out of the ballpark with a quarter million at least. I thought so, too. But and they're planning to open the, uh, the place in January. So, uh-huh. And they're going to have several pianos. That way the friends can all play the piano. I know how much oh. people love piano music and things like that. Super. So, hello there. That you're, is really super. You're on okay, so Patricia. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you are you talking to me? We are talking to you. Hey. Hey. Bob Bro. Hi, Bob. Are you guys? Am I talking to you too? You are. I am. Hi Bob. How you doing? How how are you? Well, I am doing a heck of a lot better than I have been, so I'm pleased to be able to say that. Well, we've been concerned about you, so I I, uh, I get little updates from Walden now and then, but uh, I, I'm not usually around on Saturday night to listen that much. So anyway, I'm just just glad to be home and doing better. I am doing. This week was really good. Really had a well, good week. Well, glad to hear it. And Walden, you are well? Uh, we are. Hey, did you see the news about SoundCloud? About what? SoundCloud? Yeah. No. Have you seen the news about the company? Oh. They're planning to go out of business. Oh, you're kidding. No. The major write-up, they, they got to take enough money to stay for 60 days. What happened? Boy, isn't, isn't that typical? Yeah. Well, basically, everybody, Bob Rowe has a uh, podcast on SoundCloud, and they figured the, the model is just not working for them. So there's all these articles that have hit the last week or so that they think they got enough money to get into part of the fourth quarter at the end of the year. And I've got like I've got like uh, 200 shows on. I know. That's why I thought you, you might want to back them up or however you're going to do it before. Well, I've got them backed up. Okay. Move them over somewhere else. Yeah, but uh, but that that hit the big news here about a week ago. If you Google online. You can see these stories about the financial. They just laid off a ton of employees, like 40% of the workforce. Wow. They're over in Europe someplace. Germany, yeah. Germany, yeah. Germany. So, so they, they think they got enough money to last for 60 days. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, I know. I know. Because Bob and I were talking about that, uh, particularly because Bob had good experience with them, and I thought, I better let you know. If you seen the news. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got, uh, yeah, yeah, I put my all my shows, Patricia, on uh, podcast. Uh-huh. So you can just, you can go into iTunes or any, any show anytime. And then I've got them all up on my website, so they're all backed up. But SoundCloud is the, 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 the board you kind of use to do the cast, so. All right. Uh-huh. Well, that's a shame. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Walton is... <laughs> Walden is our sniffer out there with all of this yeah. information. Walden, you know, a lot of us would be in miserable places without you. You understand that, right? I keep my ear to the ground, you know? Huh? I, I, for example, I didn't know there's a whole new phenomenon. Uh, maybe Bob aware of this. Called Echo Radio. And called Amazon Echo. 
and these are now these are very popular because people can talk to the radios, and so they can say tune in to Yesterday USA or tune in to AM station or that station. Oh yeah, I've had I've had listeners of my podcast send me emails asking. Well, I've had a number of them that are blind. Uh, two, two or three now, I think, and they say that um, they've asked me if I could put the number of the show recorded at the beginning, because they'll go into their echo and say, "Listen to Boomer Boulevard, such and such," and I don't know exactly how all that works, but uh, well, it tells you it must be pretty popular because Amazon just sold 10 million copies of these things. Now, is this the same thing we're talking about? What's it called again? Amazon Echo. E- Echo, yeah. Yeah. So that's the latest. Yeah, big, it's the latest big thing out there. Isn't it sort of like Siri on your iPhone? I, I mean, guess, it's just I it's just so. a voice. Yeah, I guess so. But it, it's just you know everything's moving so fast right now. But to think that Amazon has sold ten million of these things to me is pretty amazing. Well, I know we're about to cut the cord on our on our uh, cable TV because we had a two-year, you know, special pricing, and that's due to end next month. And I've been looking at it, and I'm, you know, we're just we're just going to cut the cord and go with like a Roku and and a couple little other little things. And one of the things I know, a number of those are voice activated now, so you yeah. can just say watch such and such, and well, because it'll you, come on your TV because YouTube and others are now streaming different. Networks live. People yeah, are just gonna, yeah. The, people yeah. Are just YouTube is. Yeah. You know, it's really too bad. Uh, you know, I can I can remember when there was no such thing as remote controls, but you know, remote controls are not good enough for us. We have to be able to just say turn the station. You know, I mean, why should we have to click that thing? That's an awful lot of inconvenience. You know. Or get up, and get over, and walk over to the TV. St- st- uh, unit and <laughs> move the channel over. I remember the original remote controls had wires. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, boy. I'm, age, I'm, I'm really aging myself now. Well, Patricia, is it hot down there in Florida? I have no idea. Oh, you're inside in the uh-huh. air conditioning. We, <laughs> we had a heat index here today of 116. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, it got up to like 104, 105, and the heat index was 116. Yeah. I, I never knew this was possible, my, but my friend Beverly Washburn called me about three weeks ago, and it got up to 116 in Las Vegas, and she said during the day they were warning people not to drive the cars because you could pop your wheels. I, I could see that. Um, one day last summer, I, it was a really hot day. It wasn't this hot. This is unusually hot mm-hmm. for us. But one day last year, I, um, I, I got in my car and it was, it was dusty and I just wanted to hose it off and it cracked the windshield immediately when I put water on it. It was just too hot. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty hot. 116 heat index. That's like really unusual for us. Yeah, I've been in Las Vegas when it was 113. But the yeah. thing is there, when when you walk outside, you, you know, you, you don't really, I mean, if you perspire, it evaporates immediately. So you're, you never feel wet and sticky. But, you know, here it's just 
although it hasn't been as humid as it as it gets. It's just mostly just hot. Now, but, does it feel different comparing now you live in an apartment complex versus where you used to live in a house? Um, well, there's as far as the temperature and whatnot. No, I mean, no, we've got central air and it's uh -huh. really efficient. I was, thinking, I was thinking when you walk outside, all that cement and everything would almost increase the heat compared to you know we had all the grass and everything else. Yeah, well, where we are here is pretty pretty well landscaped. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really beautifully landscaped. So, but you're right. There's more parking surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no question about it. It's just it's just hot. But next week it's supposed to be back down to which is normal, which for us this time is uh, 90. You know, in the summertime. But boy, it, it's really been really been warm. So I'm I'm glad that uh, that you get to stay inside then, and you don't have to <laughs> have to worry about. It. I I thought maybe you got there in Florida too. Uh, you thought what? I thought maybe you you guys were having the heat down there too. Oh, well, I I haven't been outside a building since May. So oh my goodness! I had I I mean I really have not been outside a building, so I I don't know what's going on out there, and I've I've not wasted the time I have available to use the computer. Um, I haven't wasted it on stuff like how hot is it outside because it doesn't matter right now. <laughs> so, yeah. so I haven't kept track of my own weather. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll let you go. I'm glad glad you're back, though. I'm, I am, too. You're on the mend. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Oh. And it's, it's really fun to be able to say that, finally. Yeah. Yeah, we were concerned. I didn't even know about it until about a month ago or so. Yeah. Patricia works, so now now everybody knows she's back, so that's that's what counts. Yeah. All right. All right, Bob. Well, I'm going to let you guys go. go. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for Bob. Up, Walt, and I'll 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 find out about. Yeah, I figure you might want to be prepared if it does if it really going to happen. So. Okay. All right. Bob. All right. See you guys later. You Take care. Thanks, Bye -bye. Bob. Anyway, she likes to talk to Patricia. We've got a few more minutes with the adorable one at 714 545 2071. 714 545 2071. That RI, yes. If you send her $2, she can put it in the vending machine for you. Yeah, that's right. I have to fill up my soda stuff here before um, <laughs> before I go to bed because then I won't have to come up here. Do you know what? I had a friend do something really super. Mm -hmm. You know how I complain about the water. I kept saying, oh, it was just awful tasting water. I can't, can't get it down, you know, and I was contributing to the dehydration and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Well, a friend came in one day. Actually, it was one of the staff and put down one of the, it's a handheld bottle. It's, it's um, almost like a baby bottle, but about maybe 25% larger than that. And it's a Brita filter in the water container. So, you know, you tip it up and take a drink from it, and it's gone through the filter. And all of the garbagey flavor is gone. So I'm really happy to be able to say I think I got my water fixed. Hello there. You're on with Patricia. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Celeste. How are you two? 
we're do- oh, I'm doing well, and Walden sounds good. He sounds good. You know, Patricia, since you've had you not to be outdone, of course, whatever you do, I have to do it better. <laughs> I've been in the hospital two times since we talked. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? Uh, I couldn't let you get ahead of me and get all this attention. Well, by golly, I'm working on staying on top here. What, <laughs> what happened? I, I really, I, I stumbled up the stairs, and then I had another time when I just kind of passed out. But I had the most darling for a month. I had the most darling therapist. She's originally from Hawaii, but lives here in Dallas, and she's really, really good and has just been so good to me. And today was her last day, and we both almost cried. (laughs) Mm. She's really been good. Do you have a therapist that helps you walk and all that? I'm still in a rehab facility. So, yeah, I've got um, a a whole therapy department. Yeah. And they do, you know, the, the arms and the legs and the uh-huh. balance. And, uh-huh. Yeah, and balance was a big problem until um, this week. So I'm a happy camper. So I don't know how, Good. you know, still not knowing what I'll have to do when I get home. I know I'll be able right. to have a, a home health aid uh, a couple of times a week, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to keep my freezer full. Well, yeah, I was so happy to get back home after those two. Even though they were kind of short stays, I did have two short stays in the hospital. And, oh, was I glad to get back to my own home and my own. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just the same anywhere else. But uh, it sounds like, or maybe I can hope, that they'll be sending a therapist to your house once you go home. That that will be part of the package, um, and I'll, oh, I'll I'll be very, sitting down with, uh, with yeah with the business office people and see what happens in discharge planning and what I'll be yeah. eligible for. So I'm fortunately in a facility that takes my insurance. So um, you know that was that was the number one. Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here here are three or four places you can stay, and that your insurance will cover. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, I know. Well, you know, that's really nice they're out there, but who's going to help me pick the right one? Yeah. And just, yes. you know, just, by, just by happenstance, I yeah. wound up with, in an excellent, excellent facility with uh, outstanding PT, and, you know, just everything is good. Oh, that's I, I guess wonderful. I can't say anything bad. And you just sound so good. You sound good. Oh, thank you. Oh. There's, only, there's only one downside. What? They serve Maxwell House coffee. That's the only downside we've been able to figure well, out. Well, I want, I want you and I want Tom in New York to understand who always picked on me for my coffee. And, and yeah, Maxwell the, the world, The world will be better if you stop drinking coffee. Well, I haven't had coffee and did not have coffee <laughs> from, the, from the day, you know, I went, I went to the hospital. Yeah. And so that's, that's been... Since early May. Did you get to have coffee? Hmm? Did you have coffee? She has no coffee since May. No coffee. Okay, I misunderstood. Okay, yeah. All right. 
Nope. No coffee. No coffee. They serve Maxwell House. I am not drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> we know you like it secretly. You don't have to hide your secrets. I know, I know. You know, you hear this last drop. You've kept it such a secret all these years about how much you like Maxwell House. <laughs> Well, you can always uh, copy Gracie's line. Gracie Allen wouldn't appreciate that at oh, all. Good to <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to let you go, and you sound good, Precious, and we're all thinking about you. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I, today, when she was here, she was so cute, and she said, Miss Grill, maybe you need to twist a toe or something so I can come back another two weeks. And I said, no, I better not. <laughs> but she was really wonderful. And I know the people you work with are probably wonderful to you. They are. I'm really fortunate because I, I got nailed a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, and it, it was not a good situation at all. Uh-huh. Uh, but but this is, I mean, it, I couldn't have asked for more. Good. Well, we're glad to hear your sweet voice. And when, do you have a time when you're going home that you know of? No. No, not yet. No idea. Not yet. Okay. All right. Nope. Well, we'll say our little prayers for you. Okay. We go to bed. Thank you. Okay. All right. Good night, honey. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Celeste from Dallas. Well, we... Are you there? Yeah, we got about what okay. five more five okay. more minutes before we let Patricia get her stuff put together, and she can what? wander it down. Well, so you got places to go and things to do. Um, yeah, I yeah. do. I can yeah. stay for a little bit more if okay. you want. Oh, but I love having you. I, it's just, it's just yeah. you know, we 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 shot, we look for a target goal. So whatever you decide. Yeah, midnight <laughs> is a good time. Yeah. that'll that'll keep me in good shape for tomorrow because I have to do lots more work for tomorrow. I know. Okay, you, you are the energizer bunny rabbit now. That's right. <laughs> I have to go back and, and do the bunny routine. Do the bunny routine. So anyway, so maybe next week I can better say thank you to all of the people who put together cards and emails and the card collection, I mean, it was just so neat. There were so many great messages, and you all made me feel so good. Uh, so next week, if uh, we're going to play it week by week to see if, if, they, if uh, everything works out with Patricia's schedule, but we'll, we're going to count on Patricia being here with Orson Beans with me, so I'll, I'll do my homework, and Patricia has time, she'll do her homework, and we'll have Orson on for a little while. And, mm-hmm. then, and then Patricia and I will take it for a while together, and we'll ha- invite your phone calls. But it should be fun. Next Saturday, July 29th, year 2017, with Orson Beams. Here on Yesterday USA. Thanks to Dave King for putting that together for us. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Dave, if you're out there, hi. And I know you always keep track of stuff like that, but thank you so much for doing that and for he, being there. He called last night. And he said, he said I went and ordered a dress just in case I needed to sit in for the Saturday night show. But when I heard Patricia came back, I took the dress back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in a nut house here. <laughs> but it's the funnest nut house in the country. Yeah. 
We are good. So, yes, I am going to say good night. All right, my dear. So, with um, that, we're going to play the Fred McGee and Molly that I pulled out of Christmas show from December 6, yeah. 1949. And I know Patricia loved that one because it's decorating Christmas cards, so. Yeah. Uh, that is really cool. So. All right, my dear. Well, I have, I have you email, so just let me know what you wanted to do throughout the week. Sure. I can do that. Stuff like that, there. I just have to remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dear, I think it's I, 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 I cried during the Perry Como show tonight, so you can tell how much it meant to me having you back. So. Yeah, and I heard it, yeah. and I knew you were out there. Yeah. Oh, my so. gosh. All right, honey. Well, okay. be be safe. Don't don't run around the don't run around the block too too much tonight. You know, get oh get, my your, gosh. get your sodas and stuff like that there. I've got my soda. I'm ready to pack up my computer, and I will go downstairs and crawl into my bed and make some notes and stuff like that there. Perfect. Okay. All Good right. night, everybody. Thank you for being there, and thank you for just doing so many wonderful things. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. We love you. All right. There's our Patricia. Now we're going to flip over to Birmingham, Molly. Now, Fibber McGee and Molly, and at nine, here, Big Town. Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's new water repellent glow coat presents Silver McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Tonight, I'd like to make one thing clear to everybody. There is only one glow coat. It's the water-repellent new glow coat that's on your dealer's shelves right now. There's been no change in the familiar glow coat container, but wait till you find out about the wonderful change inside. For it is a wonderful thing to be able to cover your floors with a self-polishing floor wax that is positively water-repellent. Now, the big thing from your standpoint is that it'll last so much longer without losing its smooth, lustrous shine. Water that's dripped or spilled on it can be wiped right off without leaving an ugly streak or spot. You can damp mop low-coat-protected floors over and over without killing the protection or the shine. You get more for your money now in Johnson's Glow Coat than ever before. More beauty, more protection, more freedom from floor care drudgery. Guaranteed the most economical self-polishing wax you can buy. Its protective shine lasts up to four times longer. Get water-repellent new Glow Coat tomorrow. <laughs> In 1649, a Dutchman named Rembrandt took some oils, some brushes, some canvas, and some talent and turned out a lot of masterpieces. In 1949, a fellow in Wistful Vista got out the card table, loaded it down with art materials, and started to make his own Christmas cards. (laughs) The sound of the gong was so we could avoid mentioning the two artists in the same breath. Because one of them is Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. 
boy, I sure wish I'd have thought of this before, Molly. Look at the money I'd have saved if I'd have made my own Christmas cards every year. How's this look, kiddo? My first one. Let me see. Hmm. Very interesting. Isn't it, though? Too bad you had to spill that big blob of red paint all over it. What do you mean, big blob of red paint? That's Sandy Claus. It is? Where's his beard? That's the whole idea of the card. He ain't got any beard. Sandy Claus with no beard? Why, certainly. He's just coming out of the barbershop. <laughs> the verse is going to say, St. Nicholas had his beard cut off as up on the roof his reindeers trample. Because how can a guy with whiskers on show little shavers a good example? <laughs> oh, Mickey, that's cute. Oh, shucks. I got a million ideas as good as that. Or better. Well, I should hope so. Huh? Among your many good ideas, have you got one about how to get that India ink out of the rug? Oh, I'll clean up here when I get through. I ain't quite used to handling all this stuff, but I'll learn, Tootsie. I'll learn. My gosh, I'll bet Somerset Maugham didn't learn to paint overnight either. Somerset Maugham is a, is a novelist, dearie, not a painter. Oh, he gave it up, huh? Couldn't stand the gap, eh? Well, believe me, I'm staying right with it. I got tenacity. I got grit. I got perseverance. You have something else, too. I have? Yes, you have a jar of blue paint dripping into your lap. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I must have tripped it over with my elbow. Yeah. Uh, there. Shucks. That was my only jar of blue paint. I'll have to paint the rest of the reindeer with brown eyes. You've been painting reindeer with blue eyes? Why not? A good question. For all I know, reindeer might... Come in. Oh, it is out on the mayor, McGee. Come in, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Molly. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrev. Well, you must be having a circus with those watercolors. You certainly look like a clown. <laughs> If you're referring to the pigment so plentifully permeating my pretty puss, Politico, it is purely a product of my poster paints and my peculiar pictorial proclivities. Are you through, dear, or shall I open up another can of peas? <laughs> I'm through. No kidding, Latrib. This artwork is a great little hobby. It gets your mind off of things. Oh. I didn't know you ever had yours on anything. But I agree that a hobby is a fine thing. My secretary collects stamps. Has she a valuable collection, Mr. Mayor? She must have. I buy about $50 worth a week, and I can never find one around the office. I think she must be papering a bedroom with them. If she doesn't like the results, she can always mail the house to some relative. I come by my artistic talent kind of natural, Latriv. It's hereditary. My Uncle Sycamore was an artist. Uncle Sycamore? Oh, yes. You had an interesting family tree. Oh, yes. A squirrel's idea of heaven, I imagine. <laughs> I didn't know your Uncle Sycamore was an artist, McGee. Portrait or landscape? Mail pouch tobacco. <laughs> Painted it on barns, fences, and silos. You got any hobbies, Latrip? Yes. She sells. Uh, you mean seashells, don't you, uh, Your Honor? No. No. My housekeeper is always selling raffle tickets for something, and I have to buy whatever she sells. Be kind of interesting sometime if she sells tickets on some seashells. Well, anytime she sells seashells, she'll sell the seashells to somebody else. Because if she sees that she can sell me seashells, <laughs> she'll sell the... Hmm... <laughs> I'll have to change the subject. My bridge work is coming loose. <laughs> anyway, I have to be going. I can find my way out, Molly. Don't trouble to... No, no, Mr. Mayor, not that. No, 
orchestra, and she wore a yellow ribbon. those Christmas cards going to take, McGee? Mm-hmm. The way the page is thrown around in here, it looks like Sherwin had a fight with Williams. <laughs> My dear girl, a true artist is not concerned with such trivial things. When one is creating, one thinks only of putting one's best work into one's work. You seen the pot of glue? Yes, you're putting your best elbow in it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt that a while ago, but I thought it was just the red paint. Hey, look at this card I just designed for Mort Toops. Not only wishes him a Merry Christmas, but carries a thoughtful little message, too. Something sentimental, I suppose, like go boil your head. <laughs> Here it is, picture of a fish. You see, fish is swimming through a sprig of mistletoe. A fish and mistletoe? Yeah. The verse says, I hope the fish I hereby show recalls the fin I loaned you last July. And though he swims through mistletoe, I ain't gonna kiss that fin goodbye. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> you like it? Well, five dollars is always a nice touch if you can't get ten. <laughs> but that's what I say. Hey, come in. Oh, it's only from the Elks Club. Come in, boy. Well, hello, Mrs. Hello, McGee. What's the mess, Mrs.? Well, himself here is making his own Christmas cards, heaven help me. Yep, personalized handmade Christmas cards, Ollie. None of that run-of-the-mill stuff for me this year. I painted every one of these babies with my own hands. Well, maybe they wouldn't look so messy if you painted them with a brush, McGee. <laughs> well, he did use a brush, Ollie. He means that... Hey, he... I might not do so bad with just my bare hands at that, Ollie. You've heard of finger painting, haven't you? Oh, sure. My daughter, Christina, she makes good money with finger painting. <laughs> 
Yeah, what does she paint? Well, what would a finger painter paint, McGee Fee? She paints fingers, of course. She's <laughs> she's a lady curist. You mean a manicurist, Ole? Me and the missus, we don't like Christina holding hands with the men. She used paints fingers on ladies. Have you done any of your Christmas shopping yet, Ole? Uh, see, what are you going to give your wife this year? Then my missus is always a problem. Every year for Christmas, she wants something sensible. But I want to give her foolishness. And you're right, boy, you're right. That's what Christmas is for. Sure. But this year, though, she changes. Yeah? This time, she wants foolishness, too. Oh. And such foolishness. Oh. <laughs> what does she want, Ollie? A diamond necklace or a mink? No, she drops hints by the kids so that they say this year, Mama wants for Christmas a dyed rabbit. Well, now a dyed rabbit is very nice, I think. Yeah. So I make a deal with the pet shop. The first rabbit that dies, I give it to my man. <laughs> Goodbye, it's a good thing I keep on talking while I'm working, or working while I'm talking, or I never get finished. I got some beautiful cards here, Molly. They weren't so messy. Mm -hmm. Now, you take this one for the mayor, for instance. Kind of a symbolic card, see? You get it? The picture of the pork barrel with a hand in it? That's lovely. That's about as subtle as a blackjack. <laughs> I didn't realize I was so loaded with ideas, so productive, so specific. Not specific, dearie. You mean prolific. Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm afraid you're thinking of that stale movie at the Bijou, my dear. <laughs> the one that the ad claims it's colossal, it's stupendous, it's pro prolific. <laughs> That's terrific, McGee. Thanks. I think it's a nice card myself. <laughs> it's got that certain something that you can't... Hello, Molly. May I come in? Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Welcome to the McGee Greeting Card in House Wrecking Company. Pull up a chair, Junior, if you can find one without any paint on it. And watch a Julius at work. Thank you, pal. I'll stand. Hey, uh, this is very interesting stuff to me, kids. I used to work in a greeting card place, you know. I didn't know that, Mr. Wilcox. Sure, I designed Christmas cards. Modernistic stuff. You mean modernistic stuff like a picture of a fried egg draped over a half moon under a watch with a woman's face with roller skates for ears? And it says, onions are for love? You mean that stuff? Yes, yes. I was kind of a dilly-dally. Oh. Matter of fact, I designed a beautiful card for myself this morning, kids. Really, Mr. Wilcox? Sure, I just flashed a card with a lot of colors, you see. Then I drew a picture of Santa Claus carrying an umbrella and a rubber band. Looks terrific. That's supposed to mean something? Why, certainly, pal. Look, take the colors on the card, you see. They simply stand for the colors the Johnson self-polishing glow coat restores to your worn and faded linoleum. Oh, of all the dirty waste of stick. Then the umbrella. The umbrella. That means the new glow coat is water repellent. Yes, sir. This great new discovery, Johnson's new self-polishing water-repellent glow coat, is the one floor likes at last that does not smear and show drab dull spots when you wipe up spill things with a damp cloth or mop it with a damp mop. Yes, and you have no idea what that means to a housewife like myself, Mr. Wilcox. The heck he don't. He's now, you hush, McGee. You know, I don't have to wax my floors nearly as often with the new glow coat since it's water repellent. That's right, Molly, because when you mop up dirt and spill things, you don't mop up the wax. It stays on and it stays bright even after repeated moppings. That's why I drew the rubber band on my card, because your work is a snap when you use the new water repellent glow coat. <laughs> and hey, pal, come. The Santa Claus is me, the way I look to a housewife when she learns how much work she saves with Johnson's new water repellent glow coat because it lasts so much longer. Hey, hey, look, no, hey, no, hey, no. hey, look. Waxy. Yes, pal. 
How long did you work in that Christmas card place? About an hour and a half, pal. Huh? The fellow who owned the place made a crack about my drawings that I didn't like. So I left. Oh, independent, eh? What'd he say to you? Wilcox, he said, you're fired. <laughs> so I left. Like this, kid. Sensitive kid. Look, sweetheart, uh, why don't you give up designing Christmas cards, too? If Mr. Wilcox could do it, you can do it. Just say to yourself, I can give it up. I will give it up. I... What are you doing with the yardstick? Trying to draw a picture of the Shah of Persia. With no curves, just angles, you know. It's just an experiment. But why no curves? Well, I know I can't draw a straight line with a ruler, so I wanted to see if I could draw a ruler with a straight line. <laughs> you see, my dear, when an artist... Hold it, kiddo, hold it. Come in. Oh, McGee, it's Dr. Gamble. Hello, doctor. All right, Tonsil Burglar. Hello, Molly. Good day to you, smear face. What are you doing, dying Easter eggs? He's painting his own Christmas cards this year, doctor. This year? Seems like this has been going on for 300 years. <laughs> Pull up your stomach and sit down, microbe merchant. <laughs> You're looking at Wistful Vista's answer to Courier and Hives. <laughs> Well, I couldn't think of a nastier answer. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. All praise right. from you is praise indeed. Well, I must have missed a line someplace. <laughs> but give the boy credit for effort, Doctor. You'll have to admit he's trying. Admit it. I accuse him of it. He's very trying. Oh, my gosh. You guys got to have a hobby, hasn't he? What's your hobby? Needlework. Roll up your sleeve and I'll show you. Oh. <laughs> Nothing doing. You get under my skin without any extra equipment. What are you staring at my vest for? Just noticing how full it is, stuffy. Can't button the bottom button anymore, can you? Well, gee whiz, I get hungry. I exercise a lot, Doc. A guy that exercises... Yes, yes, he does, Doctor. He exercises harder with a knife and fork than anybody I know. <laughs> well, looking at you, Goonsboro, and your little round hand-painted tummy has inspired me to a little Christmas poem myself. Yeah? Maybe you can use it on one of your cards. Gee, you made one up just sitting here? Uh -huh. Let's hear it, Doctor. Oh, yes, let's. All right. Christmas is a time of cheer to think of the colorful friends we've got. Like little Buckle Buster here. He is the rainbow at the end of the pot. So long, <laughs> Man and Little Teeny tell the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This is the story of a reindeer, a super extraordinary reindeer. He wasn't what a reindeer ought to be, for he had one peculiarity. Go on, Teeny, you tell him. Okay, fella, I'll tell him. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say St. Nick can't ride tonight. Just then along came Rudolph. Galloping, galloping, galloping through the stormy night. Lighting the way before him with his little nose so bright. Santa Claus shouted, Rudolph, please guide us on our way. And the reindeer shouted, Rudy, 
Come along, we'll let you play. So Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen and Common and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen away. Don't you give it up? My dear, did Da Vinci give up? Did Piscassio give up? <laughs> did Somerset Maugham give up? I told you before, Somerset Maugham is not an artist. He's an author. He's an author. I'm an author and an artist. Who wrote that wonderful little Christmas verse? It was the night before Christmas and all through the house, we could smell Uncle Dennis. He was such an old souse. <laughs> now, McGee. Who wrote that? I did, five years ago. That was the night Uncle Dennis came home. Now, now, now. Look at this card I designed. Mm-hmm. See it? But you drew the figure too large. The hands and the feet are clear off the page. I know it. I done that on purpose. This one is for old McDonald at the Third National Bank. But why did you make the picture so out of proportion? I wanted him to see how it feels to be overdrawn. <laughs> Look, how many cards have you finished? Well, as soon as I finish this one and two more, I'll have three. <laughs> kind of discouraging at that, but it's going smoother now. I'm getting the knack of it. Oh, McGee, watch it. There goes the ink. Oh, do something, sweetheart. Don't just sit there and watch it pour out onto the floor. It ain't going onto the floor. It's running down my pants into my shoes. <laughs> All I got to do is sit here till it dries, and then I can get up and walk. Oh, dear. Come in. Hello there, Donner. Hello, Johnny. Oh, hi, old-timer. What are you making the Christmas cards for? Christmas? <laughs> well, the way I'm laying eggs with them, I think I'll use them for Easter. Where's your girlfriend, Bessie, Mr. Old-timer? Isn't she with yeah. you? Yeah. No, daughter. Bessie's working down at the carnival. Me and her had a little falling out. Had a fight, eh? Nope. Falling out. Oh, out of the top seat of the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Heavenly days. Was Bessie badly hurt? No, she was delighted, daughter. <laughs> she fell with her face in the cotton candy and they gave her a job as a bearded lady. <laughs> oh, Bessie's a sweet kid. <laughs> now, anyway. I can have a lot of fun in the carnival. I mind one time I was throwing darts at some balloons and a fat lady walked past. Yes, I sure are fun. <laughs> The Hall of Mirrors. Oh, that Hall of Mirrors. <laughs> what those things can do to your shape. You said it, daughter. Bessie never looked better. <laughs> I never quite understood, old-timer. Is, uh, is Bessie a daughter of the Old South or just an old daughter of the South? Now, McGee, <laughs> 
Dorothy, uh, where did you ever meet her anyway, Mr. Oldtimer? Well, old daughter, I was judge in a beauty contest down in Possum Chokey, Alabama, and Bessie won it hands down. Hands down, eh? She was scared to raise them. The elastic in her bathing suit bloomers was busted. <laughs> well, what was the contest? Oh, a bunch of planters was voting on the sugar they'd most like to raise cane with. <laughs> They named her Miss Blackstrap of 1914. <laughs> Incidentally, Johnny, that painting of yours reminds me. Bessie's papa was a painter. He was? Good one, too. I remember one painting he'd done of the whole family standing around a vat full of moonshine. Sounds very effective. Uh, what did he call it? Still life. <laughs> well, we gotta get down to the carnival to see Bessie, kids. So long. So long. Look, dearie, huh? let's call this whole Christmas card thing off, shall we? You're ruining your clothes and the living room is a sight. Yeah, I know, kiddo, I know. I, I've been kind of clumsy at it, but I'm getting the knack of it now. And... What's that noise? Sounds like something. Heavenly days, grab the glue, McGee. It's running off the table. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got it. Oh, what a mess. And look, it went all over all the cards I had yes. done. Dead rat, the dead rat. They're all ruined. Oh, it's too bad. Dear, oh, dear. Come in. Hi, mister. <laughs> Hi, Miss McGee. Hello, sis. Run along with you. I'm in enough trouble. Well, I'm... now, don't take it out on Teeny McGee. I ain't taking it out on Teeny just because I make an unholy mess out of trying to make my own Christmas well, cards. Gee, I guess if you make your own Christmas cards, you don't want to see these then, mister. So I'll just... Hey, 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 wait a minute. What was that you said? Who? You. When? Just now. About what? About I don't want to see those. That's what I thought. <laughs> These are just some ten-cent cards that I was trying to sell so I could make some money for Christmas, but... Well, if you make your own, I guess I... You got Christmas cards for sale? Come here, kid. I want to kiss you. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> How many cards do you want to buy, mister? How many, hmm? How many you got, sis? About 30, I betcha. About 30, huh? I'll buy all of them. Oh, I'll kiss you. All right, <laughs> sis. There. Now give me the cards and I'll give you the dough. Boy, are these beautiful. Look at them, Molly. Lovely. So colorful. Mm -hmm. Such clever verses. Mm. How can them commercial companies turn out such beautiful stuff so cheap? Here, sis, here's three bucks. And thank you ever so much. What's the matter? Well, nothing, mister, only I guess I better tell you. Huh? The reason they're so cheap is they've been used. <laughs> and, and the ones that have got writing on them, you'll have to erase. Mm. If you need any more, let me know. Our attic is just full of them. So long, mister. Oh, hey. Hey, Molly, hand me what's left of the glue. What are you going to do with it? Drink it. I've been stuck every other way. I might as well go the whole hog. Bitter and Molly return in a moment. Let me remind you again, there is now a self-polishing floor wax that is positively water repellent. It's Johnson's new glow coat. That means long-wearing protection for your floors, freedom from ugly spots or drab streaks caused by water. 
spill things, muddy footprints, melted snow, whisk right off that hard glow coat surface. Glow coat stays on, stays bright, even after repeated damp muffings. And this wonderful new water-repellent quality means that glow coat's protective shine lasts up to four times longer. That's why glow coat is guaranteed to be the most economical self-polishing wax you can buy. So tomorrow, get the smooth-spreading, self-shining floor wax that's positively water-repellent. No change in the glow coat package, remember, but what a wonderful difference inside. Ask for the new water-repellent glow coat tomorrow. Well, uh, McGee, what are you going to do for Christmas cards next year? Make your own again? Well, I ain't the type of guy that gives up easy, Tootsie. I'm strictly the type of guy that he makes up his mind to do something and I do it. So? So about December 1st next year... I'm going to the art store, buy a lot of paint and cardboard and brushes. Oh, no, not that. And paint a big sign for the front door. Welcome, Christmas card salesman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's New Water Repellent Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Here's a time-saving way to keep your furniture sparkling clean and shining bright with almost no effort. Tomorrow, start using Johnson's Cream Wax, the fastest wax furniture polish money can buy. Johnson's Cream Wax cleans so quickly, dries so quickly, polishes so quickly, that using it is almost as easy as dusting. A few strokes of a cloth do the cleaning, a few more polish your furniture to a satiny smoothness. And this wax contains no sticky oils to catch dust. Tomorrow, start using the fastest wax furniture polish money can buy. Get Johnson's Cream Wax at your dealers. Stay tuned for Big Town, coming to you next on NBC. WMAQ and WMAQ-FM, NBC in Chicago. December 6, 1949, Fibber, McGee, and Molly, this is the Lord. Thank you for allowing us to have Patricia back tonight. We are so grateful. Bless her. Thank you for the Gaffman. Have, have a safe trip tomorrow. Bless our family out there, the listening family, people who work on Yesterday USA. Let us do your will. We are thank you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Well, this week, I got a chance to interview the people at the Museum of It's a Wonderful Life, and they also had Kellen Grime, who plays Zuzu there, too. So you're going to hear those next two interviews, and then we're going to go to a Ray Bream interview that John Lloyd did with George Bowser, the writer of the Jack Benny Show. So that's sent out to Mark, who liked to hear Ray Gaffman's on Ray Bream, so we're going to play that for Mark tonight, so... Stay tuned, everybody. Here our interview coming next here on Yesterday USA. Jaws Professional One, One Fibber McGee and Molly One Two Six. Oh, tab. Saturday night, 7222 and Wayla edited interview with the museum unloading junk. Okay, enter. Saturday night, 7. Hi, everybody. I'm Wong Shoes, and on the line, I bet a very busy lady. And Wei, 
Law. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. You're part of a wonderful museum devoted to It's a Wonderful Life. And can you tell me a little bit about the museum and how did you get involved? Well, we started the museum in 2010 here in Seneca Falls, New York. Um, Seneca Falls has had an It's a Wonderful Life festival for many years. In 2002, Carolyn Grimes, who played Zuzu, uh, first came to Seneca Falls, and we got to know her. And uh, our organization, we also have a human rights organization, we started giving out the George Bailey Award mm-hmm. um, to someone who, uh, without whom, you know, if they weren't here, Seneca Falls would be a very different place. Right. And so we got to know Carolyn, and in 2010, we talked about the fact there needed to be a place where people could come year-round, not just during our December festival. So we started with 20 things from her collection, one display case, and a row of um, quotes and from Frank Capra about promoting the value of each individual, and photographs from the movie, and then um, photos of the local story that we think inspired a couple of scenes in the film. And that's how we started. Mm. Now we have many, many display cases and more than 200 items from Carolyn's collection, and we also, um, she's introduced us to Carol Coombs, who played Janie, Jimmy Hawkins, who played Tommy, Mary Owen, who's Donna Reed's daughter, Frank uh, Capra's granddaughter, Monica Capra Hodges, and more and more people just keep um, being interested in this mu- museum and interested in working with us to make it a very special place to remember this film. We're, we're heard around the country, so can you give us a little location? Where are you in the upper part of New York, and is there an address for the museum? And do you have a website? What, what can we send people? Um, the address is 32 Fall Street, Seneca Falls, New York. We are uh, midway between Syracuse and Rochester, and our website is wonderfulmuseum.com. And we are open, uh, our regular hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 4. But we often are here later, or if people call, we can do special appointments sometimes. Do you guys change the exhibit out on every quarter? Or how do you... because, because, because we continue, not every quarter, but we're continually getting new things. So we, um, we're always adding new things. And, um, uh, you know, this year for our It's a Wonderful Life Festival, we'll be adding a couple of new exhibits. And so we change things out. Um, I should also point out that admission is free. Wow. Always be free. So can people donate to keep, to keep help can. cover expenses? What can they yes. do to help out? That's, no, that's greatly appreciated. We have a laundry basket like they gathered money um, within the movie. Yep. And people can certainly donate because that's um, a real help to us. And do you have like an online store? Maybe people can buy items to help? We do. Okay. We do on our website. We have an online store, and we're going to be adding to it soon. Each year, we've, um, for the last, this is the third year, we've produced a calendar. And um, the first year, it uh, told you on what day every scene was filmed. And last year's calendar had um, uh, told you sort of what happened after It's a Wonderful Life premiered and when it premiered in different countries. And this year's calendar has a lot of behind-the-scenes photographs that people I don't think have ever seen before. Mm. So we're adding a little, um, you know, they're really like little books in some ways, but they're in a form of a calendar. So we've just gotten our 2018 calendar. So that'll be up and available soon. Now, can private collectors donate some of their memorabilia? They might have something related to the uh, museum. What, absolutely, absolutely, we would welcome that. And um, yeah, that would be great. We have had some people do that, okay. and uh, you know, some fans even come in sometimes, and they'll happen to have something, and you know, uh, we'll send it here. 
Have there ever been any surprises that somebody some somebody might have that they gave it to you guys? Any anything that comes to mind? Well, um, I I you know there's sometimes there's copies like there was a, a man who came in here who had had a letter from Jimmy Stewart. He sent us a copy of it, and you know it looks like the real thing. Doesn't matter. It's the words that matter. Right. Um, but I think that. Um, there's surprises in terms of what people associated with the film have sent us. And I think it's a very special museum because it's a very personal museum. So, for instance, with Carolyn, when we went out to um, where she lives to uh, bring some items back, she brought out the portfolio that had photos of her as a young child uh, that she showed Frank Capra when she went to... Uh, um, you know, try out for It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about the fact there's a postcard she wrote to her father when she was on the set of Rio Grande in Utah working with John Wayne. And um, Carol Coombs has, has sent the doll her uncle gave her during World War II, and Jimmy Hawkins has sent his yo-yo and Cub Scout patch, you know, as well as things, um, you know, photos related to their careers. And so it's really a personal place. It's it's about the movie. We have information. You know, this cast was a great cast. And they take us and this whole history of entertainment from the days of medicine shows in vaudeville with Harry Holman, uh, who was Mr. Partridge in the movie, up until, you know, through classic movies. You know, Carolyn was in movies with Cary Grant and John Wayne and uh, Bing Crosby. And then Jimmy Hawkins, who played Tommy Bailey, uh, was in movies with Elvis, and he was in TV shows in the in the 50s and 60s, and Donna Reed show, and um, and also produced Motown specials. So we have this whole history of entertainment within the cast of It's Wonderful Life. That's kind of neat. Mm. Do you guys do anything special each month besides the big festival in December? Do you guys do some other activities? Uh, well, not every, not each month. Uh-huh. This month, right this week, as you're calling, we are holding a Carolyn Grimes Film Festival. So we're working with the Smith Opera House um, and Smith Center for the Arts in Geneva, which is about 25 minutes away. They have the largest screen in the Finger Lakes region. And last night we showed The Bishop's Wife. Tonight we're showing Rio Grande uh, with John Wayne. And tomorrow night we're showing It's a Wonderful Life. So um, this is the first time we've done that. Uh, but it's fun. And Carolyn's um, introducing the movie each night and giving her personal recollections of working with these great actors. And... Um, so, so we do different things, and we're also involved in other events. Um, you know, Seneca Falls is well known as um, the site of the first women's rights convention in 1848. So mm-hmm. we just had a celebration of that event, and and there there are tie-ins, and so we we also do things with that because we believe that having it's a, it's a wonderful life museum in Seneca Falls helps add another dimension to the message of women's rights and human rights, which is about promoting the value of each person. And that's the message of this film. And that was Frank Capra's philosophy of filmmaking, was that everybody is important. And so it ties in real well with the other traditional history of Seneca Falls. Have Seneca Falls do some other tie-ins with the movies? Have they have they uh, renamed any of the streets? Are there any stories that are based upon a theme of the movie? Are there anything that they tie-in to the movie? Yeah, there are, um, well, we have our bridge, um, and the important thing about our bridge is there's a plaque on the bridge to a young man named Antonio Veracalli, who had come over from Italy with his father. And in 1917, a woman jumped from the bridge, and he went in to save her, but wound up drowning. 
and the community came together and got him a Carnegie Heroes Medal. Someone donated a grave site, and then um, they raised money for his mother and sisters to come from Italy. And then they put a plaque on the bridge in 1921, and we think it's very likely Frank Capra saw this plaque when he came through town. And, you know, on it, it talks about him giving a life for another, but it also, at the bottom, says he honored the community. The community honors him. Sounds a lot like the final scene of the movie. Yeah. And we think that this story of this young man that happened 100 years ago, um, it's very likely Frank Capra, we feel, saw this plaque. The young Italian born the same year as him, and, um, you know, and so, and also um, the scene, we think it may have inspired the scene where George jumps in to save Clarence. Mm. And, um, and then there's streets, or we have a building called the Partridge Building uh, in Seneca Falls, and Mr. Partridge uh, was a school, school uh, principal, and that's a pretty unusual name. And, of course, with Frank Capra and his scriptwriters comes Rochester, Elmira, Buffalo, all these areas around here that are in the film. It, it, at the museum, all on one floor, if people come? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. And, and we have a ramp. And okay. it's actually, the museum's located in what was the first movie theater in Seneca. Ah. It was built 100 years ago by the first Italian to permanently settle here. So it's quite an appropriate place for Frank Capra's favorite movie. Mm. And right now, um, you know, it, it has apartments upstairs. And we only, you know, and it, it's been subdivided over the years into different, um, you know, into different... Uh, rooms and things, and of course, our dream is to be able to open up this whole space and really, um, you know, plan and and create more space because we're we're always re- you know we're running out of room. Yeah, <laughs> we're get, you know, but it's yeah, it's very it's a, it's a accessible. Who was the brainchild of the festival in two thousand two? Who who how did it all come about? Do you know? Well, um, they the the town has been talking about the similarities between Seneca Falls and Bedford Falls for many years. And, um, you know, even going back into the 70s and 80s, they would watch the movie and feel that there were similarities. You know, buildings, even though everything was filmed in California, there are buildings that look, you know, resemble buildings or the feel of the town. And so people have talked about this for a long time. Now, I didn't move here until 2002, so I didn't go to those earlier festivals. Mm -hmm. But the first year we did move here was when Carolyn Grimes first came. Ah. And so... um, you know, so once when she started coming here, and this is the 15th anniversary of when she first came to Seneca Falls this year, um, that's why we're doing some special things. Um, but you know, it 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 added um, an element of authenticity connected with the movie. You know, mm-hmm. to uh, what people in Seneca Falls have been saying. And I remember when she first came here, and she can tell you this, you know, better than I. But um, you know, she just you know, got out of the car and there was snow falling and she just felt that this this was, you know, this reminded her this was Bedford Falls. It reminded her of that. And I think you should ask her, you know, she can express that better than me. But so I think each year since then it's been growing. And then when she started introducing us to other people connected with the film, you know, it, it really started. The, the festival, I, I think Karen told me one, you have a run out in the snow. I mean, Do we have a 5K run? <laughs> and they basically now get about 4,000 people doing that. <laughs> so it's huge. You know, they're running through the snow or whatever the weather's like. And Are, um, are there a favorite food to eat during the uh, festival or anything like um, that locally? No, what we've done, it last, did last year, and we were actually just discussing plans for this year, was mm-hmm. on Friday night last year, and we'll do it again this year, we... Um, we recreated the dinner that Frank Capra had at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles on December 9th. 
and it was exactly 70 years ago when we did it last year. And so we had the same menu, and on the menu is something called a Los Angeles salad, and nobody knew what that was. But a, a, a researcher at USC found out what that Los Angeles salad was. So we recreated the Los Angeles salad, too. It's great, you know. And so, you know, um, and that... It was it was a wonderful experience, and then we also had another dinner that was called Days of Old Lang Syne, where we it was the final event of the weekend where we, um, you know, the Bailey kids talked about being in those final scenes and everybody sang Old Lang Syne, and you know it was wonderful. And then we have a dance with a 19-piece orchestra, you know, with big band music, and there's a parade and bonfire, different things, you know, that there are different people involved to really create a feeling, you know, of Bedford Falls and. A neighborly atmosphere and, you know. Are the community fundraising, does it help the community raise some money for other charitable things? Or yeah, well, I think it helps local businesses. You know, this uh-huh. is a small town and yeah. towns everywhere have a tough time, you know, yeah. much throughout the year sometimes. And, and so it, the festival is, you know, there's a lot of nonprofits involved, and it helps those. And also, um, you know, I know the, the run... Um, the 5K run also provides some scholarships and different things. Wow. So there's a lot of good that emanates. But also, you know, people, I think, these days need a place, whether it's coming during the year to our museum or coming to the festival. They need a place that's kind of a little oasis of hope. And, it, and you know, it's, this movie's quite long, but, um, and there are parts that are, um, you know, they're, they're sad or they're, uh, you know, there's a lot of despair. But when you know the ending, you know, the hope's always in the, in the ending. And I think that this museum and I think the festival provide that, you know, in, in a world that's somewhat uncertain. I think people are gravitating to this movie as much, if not more, than before. Because the message is still relevant, um, maybe even more so. And people need that feeling and, to be, and, and the feeling of remembering who they watched the movie with when they were growing up, you know, their grandparents or their parents mm-hmm. or, you know, um, their kids. And it, it, it rekindles a lot of those memories. But even more so, it just um, provides a place that's filled with hope because that movie is filled with hope. I do, when the festival get ready to release information, can the people go, come to your website or the festival website? Or? Yeah, they can. Okay. We're about, on our website, we're about to release information on who will be here this year. Okay. Because our museum coordinates the, um, the participation of the, of the people connected with the movie because we work with them year-round. So that's going to be coming up soon. Very soon. Okay. Next week. And for the audience, I'm assuming there are places to stay in town near the museum, right? There, if there are places within Seneca Falls. Some okay. are already booked. People okay. need to um, make reservations soon. Uh, everything gets sold out. But there are several hotels within, you know, five minutes of here, you know. so Or even 25 minutes away. There's Geneva and Auburn. And, you know, so there are outlying areas that are close. But if they're going to li- be... Within, you know, five minutes of the town, they got a book soon. So what's the most snow you ever seen at the festival? Anything come to mind? Um, yeah, a few years ago, um, I don't exactly know in terms of inches, but it was very cold and there was a lot of snow. <laughs> so a lot of people had to cancel their plans, but it's really only been that one year. Then I think uh, a couple of years ago it was 60 degrees. So, we never know. And last year we had snow, but you know, it's nice to have some snow. Oh, yeah, especially during the holidays. You need some snow. Yeah. And, 
you know, it just is always manageable. And one of the things we always say is that the fans of It's a Wonderful Life are very adaptable people because they're here because they love this movie. And they know not everything goes as planned. In this movie, not everything goes as planned, you know, for, for George Bailey or his family. And it doesn't matter because it's wonderful to be surrounded by so many people who love this film. So do we have a hot chocolate stand near the race course when people run? Or do you do anything special? for? Uh... Um, no, I mean, I think that uh, they... You know, it's 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 a 5K, and so what what often happens, they like to run it when the lights are just coming on. Uh-huh. And so people will often, you know, along the route, stand outside their homes or light up their homes and, you know, and cheer people on and things like that, you know. So it's a really good spirit, and, uh, you know, and people, there are a lot of people who love to run in the winter. So, so are there <laughs> any plans? What do you think, what were your hope and dream for the museum and the festival the next few years? Anything? Anything that you're hoping for, especially, or is it just you'll kick it one year at a time to build it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I uh-huh. mean, I really, I think that, um, you know, we, of course, our, our visitations to the museum doubled last year, and it will continue to increase. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, that we do need support to help keep things going. And um, But I, I think for us, it's just um, the most important thing is to keep... Um, opening up new doors, and, and Carolyn helps us with that, and others do too, of, of more people, you know, who were connected to the movie. We have, we do have audio interviews that were done by Jimmy Hawkins years ago. We have the potential to have sound in here, you know, so we have, of, of hearing people who were in the film uh, who are no longer with us, or people who worked on the film talking about it. So we have a lot of potential but, um, you know, we, we're going to need some support in, in order to realize that potential. Sure. And, um, but, you know, we've never, we never even expected to be doing this. And so we just wait and see what comes each time. And, um, you know, this year we have a new person attending the festival that we'll be announcing soon. And so um, we're thrilled about that. Wonderful. So before we talk to Kellen, give me the website again and the address and okay, how can people get Okay, the website is wonderfullifemuseum.com. Terrific. And your address? Yeah, if, address is 32 Fall Street, Seneca Falls. Terrific. We're right on the main street of Seneca Falls down near the historic Trinity Church. And um, we're right down the street from uh, Na- Women's Rights National Historical Park and the National Women's Hall of Fame. So there's a lot to see in Seneca Falls. And the Historical Society, too, is right up the street. So it's a great town to visit for more than one day. And, you know, um, and, yeah, and our phone number is 315-568-5838. Terrific. And you have a Facebook page or anything like that? We do. It's a Wonderful Life Museum Facebook page. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you for doing this. Sure. And, uh, so much. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Yeah, all Thanks right. for helping us get the word out. Hey, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, would you like me to get Carolyn? Yep, if she's ready, we'll do it. You bet. Okay, hang on. Jaws Professional 1. Alt-Tab. Soundforge Pro 11, Alt-Tab. Sound 2 Star, Soundforge Pro 11, Windows M, Desktop, My Music. M, my document, enter, docket, 4 on S, Saturday, enter, shell, 2 and way, 3, Carolyn Grimes, edited, interview, unloading, can't, okay, enter, Saturday, night, 1. 
Hi everybody, I'm Warren Hughes, and on the line is a lady who's been with us a few times over the year. Karen Grimes, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I always enjoy it. I always love having you. I guess you you have a film festival you're attending this weekend, I hear. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> um, it's my very first film festival for my films, and and I'm just really thrilled that that they're having it at the uh, Smith Opera House in Geneva, New York, which is close to Seneca Falls, where my heart is. Yeah. And I'm really having a great time. So did you pick Did you pick out all three movies, or was it a negotiable deal? How did you guys decide on the three movies? That oh, no, they did it. I <laughs> really do that. <laughs> I, I just go and inter- introduce films and talk about them and, and meet and greet the people, and, and I get to see the films myself on the big screen, which is so exciting. I love doing that. Is it... I, I've never seen Rio Grande on the big screen before. That's what I was wondering, because I, I, I know how much The Bishop's Wife, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life, you've seen both of them. That, the, the, the Rio Grande must be, you haven't probably seen it on the big screen since you did it. No, I haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I haven't done that. My God. That's been a long time ago. <laughs> it's uh, nine turned ten when I did that. Wow. When you watch It's a Wonderful Life in a theater setting with a bunch of fans, you know the fans know probably every dialogue better than you or anybody else who did the movie. Uh, is it a surreal feeling in a way? Um, when I watched, I watched The Bishop's Wife last night, mm-hmm. and that kind of was surreal because it, it was on that big screen and I... I kind of saw myself, and of course I criticized everything I did wrong, but <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> but, you know, it was a great experience because I figured that, yeah, this is really special. Uh, I'm kind of a piece of film history up there, and it's, it's, uh, it's a privilege to be able to be, say that and to, to be able to, to watch it at this age in my life. Um, that's pretty cool. And I see my grandkids, my kids, all of those little features that they had and as they've grown up. And you know, it's, it's really a, a blessing to be able to watch that. When you, do a, a, when you do introduce a film, do you generally do the same routine? Do you have a certain way you want to, are there certain things you like to highlight to the audience before they watch the film? And do, generally do they always ask you, the basic Q&A questions afterwards, or there have been some surprises over the years? Most of the time I don't do the Q&As in the beginning because um, the movies are a little long, mm-hmm. and by the time I introduce it, I tell them what to look for. Sometimes it depends on how much time I have, and then I tell them of my personal experiences in the film with the stars I worked with mm-hmm. or whatever crazy thing happened to me. And, um, you know, like, for instance, in in Rio Grande, when um, there's a, a scene at the end of the movie where Victor McLaughlin drags me kind of across a platform, and I got a big splitter in me. Oh no! <laughs> in my bottom. <laughs> oh no! And you know you can't show that. You no. can't show how, how it hurts you or anything. Boy, I'll tell you that was acting. <laughs> I I know it's a wonderful life. You you, you were able to show all the little goofs in the movies have have been able to spot goofs in the bishop's wife over the years oh you have (laughs) i haven't but have you no ah okay 
That's what that, I wanted to know. That, no, that's, that's, because um, I was really going to, if you found some, I would want to know. Because <laughs> you have never, I've never seen any. Wow. And um, I've always thought that maybe the reason there's so many goofs in the other one is because I think Frank Capra had to hurry up and get it ready for Christmas. Yeah. I think, you know, his editing was not perhaps the the very best it could have been at the time because it was so rushed. But, no, I've never, in The Bishop's Wife, I don't find anything that's um, got any problems. Mm. Never found a mistake yet. Julie, you always have some wonderful items for for sales or the different events you go out throughout the year. Have you created a new item for the Christmas lineup yet for this for this season that people can buy from you? Well, you know, I do have a new children's book, and it's called Zuzu's Petals, and it's a story of Zuzu as she uh, goes about on her journey to learn about having faith. She um, prays for her daddy as he's in all this problem, and she goes to sleep, and she goes on an adventure while she's in her dream. And then she wakes up, and things. Um, her daddy comes home, and things are good. And I'm assuming people can get that through your website, suzu.net? Yes. Huh? And can they buy it through the museum? Is, the, is it available? Do the museum yes. keep copies huh? of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you surprised about the, how the museum have expanded over the years? Any thoughts about No, I'm not surprised because I know uh, how much this movie is beloved by so many people. And I know the people, Onway um, and Henry Law here, who run the museum, and they are so into every little minute detail, and they do excellent research. And because of their um, love and their follow-through, I know for sure that uh, this will continue to go on and, and be a great place to come to learn about the making of this film and the messages and, and how the follow-through has happened through the years. I mean, every person is just, you, that was in the movie, you learn about. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. I, I got a chance to talk to Jimmy Stewart's daughter up in Northern California here a couple months ago, and she said that in her mind this, this was her dad's favorite film. You know, it's a wonderful Oh, it life. was. Yeah. I mean, he told me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What about the festival? Are you surprised how that have expanded in, into the run and all the different things that happened since 2002? Well, I'm not really surprised, but I'm, I, I am um, so happy. Mm-hmm. So happy. I, I didn't know for sure at the very beginning because I didn't really realize uh, the potential that this could have. But, oh, my goodness, more and more it's well-received. It's It's accepted as a part of the celebration of Christmas and it's the second weekend in December every year and everyone has it it just gets better every year and there's so many things to do and to learn and it's a great sharing experience and when the fans get together it's like old times because they all have this interest in this movie who has that's impressed their lives and continues to um, to grow and expand I'm getting fan mail from uh, so many different countries now that I didn't use to, to um, you know, Belgrade and Serbia, all these places that are obscure and who, you know, didn't, hadn't had the opportunity to see the film, 
now it's being exposed all over the world, and that's pretty incredible. Wow. What about the fans themselves? I imagine you have seen them several times over the last 10 to 15 years. I'm, I'm probably just love the experience of seeing the film in a theater. So they'll come and you'll occasionally you'll see them once in a while. Yeah, I do. I see a lot of the same people uh, over and over. And they get the opportunity to see it in the theater. And, and also to, here in, 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 in Seneca Falls, they get to meet some other cast members as well. And, you know, there's only five of us left. Did you know that? No. <laughs> no. So it's pretty cool to, to see how, how they uh, embrace this film and the messages from the film. My gosh. So, well, this is, the, what, this is uh, somebody's first year, so you guys, did you guys have a, did, you, did the cast have a reunion last year? Did you guys get together on the uh, 70th oh, birthday? Yes. Yeah. Yes, here in Seneca Falls, yes, and um, uh, the, the kids, three of us kids got together mm-hmm. with Tom Capra, who is Frank Capra's brother, and we got together at the Academy, Motion Picture Academy and showed the film. Mm. And it was so exciting to to be a part of that celebration of the 70th anniversary. It was really neat. Well, and have you come out with a new Christmas ornament, Carolyn? Can people pick out any ornaments from your website this year besides the book? They will be able to. It's, it's not on there yet, okay. but it's going to be on there soon. And then, new ornament is shaped like a book. Ah, and then Karen's schedule, everybody posted there. It seemed like from November through January, you are one busy lady. You seem like you... I am very busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Last year, it was every single weekend except Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I was swinging back and forth and going places during the week, and so it was pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, Karen, I'm going to let you go, get ready to relax for a little while before you talk about the movie tonight. So thank you for doing this for me today. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jaws Professional 1, 3, Carolyn Grime. Alt-Tab, SoundForge Pro 11, Alt-Tab. Windows M, Desktop M, My Music, M, My Documents, Enter, Doc, 4S, Saturday Night, Enter, Saturday 2, and Wait, 3, Carol, 4, Jerry, Colop, 5, Ray, Bream, 8, 8, 0, 6, 2, 5, with George Peltzer, Unloading, Jock, Can't, OK, Enter, Saturday Night, se- KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 790, the voice of Southern California. Hello, Americans, I'm Paul Harvey. You know what the news is. In a minute, you're going to hear the rest of the story. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Well, unless, of course, my boss calls a meeting or my wife wants the fence fixed. The Guard and Reserve often face a terrible choice. Their country or their jobs and homes. Don't make them have to choose. They're a full one-third of our nation's defense. Protect their future while they protect yours. Or I need to fix the porch. Brought to you as a public service by your Committee for Employer Support of the Guard and Reserve and the Ad Council. Pure Bayer Aspirin. A friend of our family for generations. 
Yet it's reassuring to learn from medical doctors and from organizations of medical doctors what they think. And among professionals, the number one first choice among all pain relievers is pure Bayer aspirin. Very many of these doctors are presently part of ongoing research measuring Bayer aspirin for even greater benefits than we can talk about yet. Pure Bayer aspirin, the wonder drug that works wonders. Now, the rest of the story. Of England's early kings, he may have been the best loved of all, and yet history has all but forgotten him. We know that he ruled during the third century. We know that his pleasant nature helped to soothe the savage times in which he lived. We know that his daughter was a skilled musician, but we really know very little else. Today, all that's left of him is an earthwork amphitheater in Colchester and something more, something which survives the reign of that ancient king to tell us the rest of the story. Historians are not agreed as to when English history begins. Many choose the mid-fifth century as a starting point, if only because this period marks the departure of the Romans from English soil. But let's go back a bit further. When Christ walked the earth, England was occupied by an ancient tribe known as the Celts. It would take four centuries for Christianity to be recognized in that northern territory. In 43 AD, the Romans invaded England. Governing the Celts was a fairly easy proposition until the third century, and that's when the Angles and the Saxons and the Jutes began moving in for a piece of the action. Among the earliest of those Roman kings to defend England against invading tribes was this one in particular. His reign was mentioned briefly by two ancient writers, Geoffrey of Monmouth and Robert of Gloucester. We see this third century king as remarkable for his era in that rulers of those days had reputations for negligence and unscrupulousness and thievery and even murder, but not this king. Geoffrey and Robert characterized him as brave and yet even-tempered, as capable and yet good-humored. So respected, so popular was he that even his daughter's accomplishments were recorded. What you've heard is virtually all we know of this beneficent king. It's not as though the four centuries during which the Romans ruled England have dropped into obscurity. After all, the fabled King Arthur was one of those early Roman kings. His Camelot is right now under excavation. His life and times are of great interest to scholars. And yet this other king, this gentle king of the third century, has been all but overlooked in the history books. We do not remember the specific dates of his reign, nor are the wars in which he fought recounted in prose or poetry. In fact, we would know nothing of him at all were it not for those ancient chroniclers, Geoffrey and Robert, were it not for the earthwork Roman amphitheater, which exists to this day in Colchester, were it not for a few lines of verse which were written about him. A few lines of verse written about him. The third century author of the lines is unknown, perhaps a court jester or a nobleman or a man of the street, but regardless of who's responsible, today we have greater insight into the temperament of an ancient king because somebody took time to make up a little rhyme. And in this, the forgotten king of England has achieved a degree of immortality. Here it is. Old King 
Cole was a merry old soul, and a merry old soul was he. He called for his pipe, and he called for his bowl, and he called for his fiddlers three. You've just met the real, the original King Cole. Only now you know the rest of the story. Your passport to the world is waiting. Experience Moscow, Madrid, and New York. The West Coast number one dance season. The classic ballet season at the Orange County Performing Arts Center. A full season for as little as $68. Enjoy Mikhail Voroshnikov's American Ballet Theater and the world premiere of Swan Lake and repertory favorites including Gaiety Parisienne. Treasure the first U.S. tour of the Moscow Classical Ballet. Performing the passion of Romeo and Juliet. The electrifying Royal Spanish National Ballet's first West Coast tour and the fiery excitement of flamingo and classical ballet. And the legacy of the late Robert Joffrey continues with the West Coast premiere of Billy the Kid and Nijinsky's The Rite of Spring by the innovative Joffrey Ballet Company. Four internationally acclaimed dance companies and five exciting evenings. Subscribe now to the West Coast number one dance season. The classic ballet season at the Orange County Performing Arts Center. Don't wait. The best time is now for first class seats. Call the center or Ticketmaster Orange County, LA, and San Diego. Check Sunday's ABC Orange County Los Register Angeles. or LA Times. Radio You're invited to participate in a learning experience as you join us right here on Talk Radio. You'll meet new and interesting people. You'll hear fresh and stimulating ideas. You'll be a part of what Talk Radio is all about. Talk Radio is... Ray Bree! From Palm Springs, California, the Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny. With Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, the Sportsman Quartet, and your truly Don Wilson. And good morning, everyone. That's the way it sounded in all those great years of broadcasting on radio and, of course, then later on television. The great Jack Benny program, the most uh, popular comedy program either on radio or television. With us tonight, George Balzer, writer for Jack Benny for 25 years, and with us also Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac. And if you don't know what Spurdvac is, that's the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio Drama, Variety, and Comedy. Gentlemen, glad to have you with us. George? It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, John and uh, Larry? Glad, glad to be here. Glad nice to, to be listening all. live rather than on tape for yeah. a change. Oh, really? Oh, I well, you I still got to sleep sometime. I see. <laughs> for those who don't know about uh, the Gasmans, if you listen to uh, National Public Radio, for the last two rose parades from Pasadena, they have uh, done the... Uh, and that, that's a unique thing in itself, because both these uh, gentlemen are blind. They're identical twins, and they have been reporting the Rose Parade. I don't know how you do it, and I guess you'll tell us a little bit later on. Sure, sure, be glad to. And uh, George Balzer, you know, I've been an admirer of the uh, work that you've done for so long, and uh, we're going to have fun tonight, I hope. I think we will. Maybe uh, uncover a few mysteries. One of the mysteries, of course, that uh, I want to get into a little bit later on is, is what made the Jack Benny show, other than Jack Benny, so funny? It was a combination, I guess, of many, many things. Well, yes, it was a combination of, of uh, first place, we had a star who knew comedy. And he got people uh, with talent 
to work with him, and that I'm thinking uh, in terms of uh, actors. And uh, fortunately, I guess he felt the same way about the writers, uh, because we uh, went along for all those years as a as a family. We understood each other. And what a family it was. Uh, you were all together, it seems like, uh, for all of those 25 years. Yes. Uh, you consider uh, take uh, Don Wilson, Phil Harris, the writers. They're all 25 to 30, 35 years. And, you know, you had uh, Mel Blanc and, of course, uh, Mary Livingston, and you had Rochester. And uh, let's not forget Frank Nelson. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, mister. <laughs> yes. Oh, you again. Uh, did you specifically write things just for uh, Frank Nelson? In other words, knowing that he would be able to do his thing with that? Or, 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 or did you just write straight and then let him interpret it? No, no. We wrote, uh, when we wrote, worked on a script, we wrote as though we were the people talking or or performing and we wrote in that style i uh, i don't think that frank uh, maybe on a rare occasion changed lines uh just took it as it came off the paper the uh, the show uh, of course was was very very funny and it uh, had the running gags uh, was yours the first show that had the running gags well, I, I believe so. If we weren't the first to do it, I think we were the first to perfect it in that we, we got it down to, uh, well, I was going to say to a science, but that's probably not true. Uh, other shows have tried, other shows have tried uh, the uh, uh, running gag. But this, this is something, and, and they, they sit down, they block out the show, and they ha get a gag up front. Then they figure they've got to get it a playback to it, mm -hmm. uh, four or five pages down uh, the track, and then again, four or five pages up further along. It doesn't work. Running gags happen accidentally. Now, I want to get into uh, how Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga came about, but for our listeners who don't remember... Let's go back a little bit and listen to this, perhaps uh, greatest of all the running gags on the Jack Benny Show. Ah, oh, gee, Mary, it was awfully nice of you to drive me down to the station. Oh, that's all right, Jack. I wanted to see you off. Yeah, well, let's go in. Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. You know, Jack, there's something fascinating about a railroad station. Yeah. So many people going so many places. Yeah. Mary, I'm going over to the newsstand and get a magazine. You wait for me here. Okay. Attention, please, attention. To facilitate the holiday rush, all passengers going to Cucamonga may have their choice of trains, local, express, or mule. <laughs> Validated. Well, I've still got time to get my magazine. He hasn't announced my train yet. Attention, please. Attention. Train leaving on track one for Baltimore and Washington. It's leaving now, so you better run. Well, I... <laughs> 
better go over and get that magazine before the train leaves. Attention, please, attention. Train leaving on track three, all the way to Schenectady. Just one stop at Kansas City. to get a newspaper, too. I want to see if they have anything in it about uh, my... Jack, what time does your train leave? I don't know. It's not on the hit parade yet. <laughs> what? Nothing, nothing. Attention, please, attention. Train leaving on track two for Asheville, Nashville, Kalamazoo takes on water at Waterloo. <laughs> Mary, I'm going to stop at the mag... did that come about? Well, it, 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 that was about 1945. We were going uh, to New York to do a couple of shows, and uh, this meant that uh, we had to get there by train, and it just happens on this thing, but I didn't know you were going to play this one. Uh, I just had an idea that if, if we went to the railroad station, that we could have some fun. And uh, we... Uh, started out with the, with the train announcer, Anaheim Azusa and Cucamonga, and from that time on, the, the, the spot played so well that we uh, used it every time we traveled. Now, it, what made Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga funny? Well... They're funny-sounding names, I guess. That, that's, that's part of it, yes. Just uh, Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. They're not even on the same railroad. <laughs> Actually, the, no, two of them are. Uh, 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 but Cucamonga uh, got moved by the freeway. Anaheim <laughs> is off... Uh, is off it's a Disneyland. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, Cucamonga is... Uh, is uh, Cucamonga. On the line, yeah. yeah. So now I'll tell you a little story about this. We did the railroad station every time we traveled. Mm -hmm. So I had an idea one time, went to Jack. I said, next time we travel, he said, well, we're gonna do that this week. I said, I know, here's what we do. You are so fed up with going into that railroad station and having all this trouble. It just, they drive you nuts. Frank Nelson gets on you, the train announcer gets on you, everybody, you can't buy a magazine, they drive you crazy, you can't validate your tickets and so forth. So I said, here's what we're gonna do. We'll go to the railroad station and you go in, and we started this way. They walked up to the door of the station, and he says, gee, Mary, I can't do it. I just can't go through that again. She said, but Jack, we're going to New York. You have to get on the train. He says, oh, I guess so. So they open the door, and you just hear nice crowd noises, and Jack says, you see, Mary, he's... Wait a minute. That train announcer didn't say anything. Now we had a beautiful train announcer say, ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please, and gave a classy <laughs> announce for the announcement for the, for the trains. Jack says, gee, I can't. This is marvelous. Oh, this is great. He says, well, I got to validate my ticket. Went up to validate the ticket where normally we would find Frank mm -hmm. Nelson. Mm -hmm. Very nice man says, yes, sir, what can I do for you? He says, I don't understand it. We did everything nice, beautiful. No trouble. He says, gee, Mary, this is wonderful. We get on the train. Train takes off. 
we're just getting started, and they're all in the, in the drawing room or the, or the compartment, and they're talking, and Mary says, oh, darn it. She says, what's the matter? She says, I forgot to buy a magazine. He says, don't worry about it. We get off at Pasadena. We stop at Pasadena, five minutes. I'll get off the train, run in, be right back out. Train came to a stop. Jack got off ran to the station, opened the doors, and we heard train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. <laughs> now, the interesting thing about it is that when we didn't do it first, you could hear the audience go, oh. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They, they expected it. Of course, of course. On the next week's show, George, didn't they all go to New York and meet him when he got off the train there? I, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with uh, George Balzer for 25 years, the chief writer for the Jack Benny program, along with Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. Make more money at your present sales job than you ever thought possible. If you know how, it's easy. The Heilbrunn Sales Seminar can magnify your talents to a degree where you can turn them into money making sales tools. If you currently hold a position in sales or your company employs a sales force, you owe it to yourself to take the opportunity to find out more about the tremendously successful Heilbrunn Sales Seminars. Learn how to turn fear into dynamite and make it work in your favor. Learn how to make prospecting pay off and learn better ways to close a sale. The revolutionary Heilbrunn sales techniques were researched and developed over 15 years and are designed to sharpen your skills, keep you energized in the field, and motivated in the office. The Heilbrunn seminars are so certain that you'll immediately benefit that they'll promise a 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. You have nothing to lose by calling now. Area code 818-347-7562. 347-7562. You've heard me tell you that every nine seconds, a burglary occurs in California, and most violent crimes and rapes occur inside unprotected homes. Now, the strongest protection against intruders is not a burglar alarm. The answer is safeguard shutter systems, a security system that doesn't allow the intruder in. Statistics show that once a criminal has entered your home, your life is in very high danger. Now, some people are under the misunderstanding that bars on the windows will be the strongest way to keep intruders out. Well, that's not so. Bars can be easily pried apart in nine seconds with a common carjack. They lock you in. And, of course, with Safeguard, you get the beauty, the security, and even the noise reduction you're looking for. They even insulate your windows. Eighty percent of Europeans are now protected by these shutters. Call Safeguard Shutters at 800 962 65. That's 800-962-8765. 800-962-8765. True blue, true Dodger blue, telling the story old and new. True blue, true Dodger blue, adding to the glory that's always Dodger blue. Rose and company try to get back into the thick of things in the National League West. Can the Dodgers put their plans on hold? Join us for game coverage this afternoon at 3.30. It's the Dodgers and Reds today on KEBC. Followed by Talk, T-A-L-K. All Talk Radio 79 numbers are followed by the word Talk. Orange County, 714 area, dial 750. And the 213 area, dial 448. 
The South Bay Area, 679, and the San Fernando Valley, dial 990, and then All right, talk. we'll start taking some calls here shortly, so now's your chance to get in. George Balzer is my guest for 25 years, chief writer for the Jack Penny program, and, of course, uh, Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac. Uh, George, how did your association uh, come about with Jack Penny, and tell us about yourself. Well, What's let your background? Me, yeah, let me go back uh, uh, a bit, quite a bit. I guess I'm one of those uh, who broke the myth that in order to uh, think funny, say funny, write funny, you had to come from New York, specifically Brooklyn. Well, I didn't come from New York. I was born in Erie, Pennsylvania. My father brought the family west in the early 20s, and about 1926 we settled in the San Fernando Valley, and I've been there ever since. Uh, after finishing high school. I went to grammar school, Winnetka Grammar School, Canoga Park High School. At that time, the school and the town was both named uh, uh, Owensmouth. And, uh, and at, that after, at that time, you were out in the sticks. You betcha. Yeah. It, was, it yeah. was beautiful. It was all farm country and uh, marvelous. Mar we had the, the best years of my life was spent out there as, as a young man. But uh, after graduating high school, I had uh, a chance to listen to a lot of radio, and I began to say to myself, I think I can write comedy. And without having any connections at all, I wrote five scripts that I felt was along the, uh, the, the Benny pattern. And then when I finished that, I didn't know what to do with them. I had never been in a radio studio and I just kind of uh, made contacts wherever I could. I kind of watched them build the NBC studios at Sunset and uh, uh, Vine and CBS studios on Gower. And I used to sit around the lobby there. And well, anyway, as time went on, nothing happened for about a year or so. Then I got a lead, which got me a, a job for a short time writing material for uh, Bob Burns on the old Kraft, Bing Crosby Craft Music Hall. And then I worked for a while, Signal Carnival. And then I went to Burns and Allen. And with Burns and Allen, when they first went with Lever Brothers, and that was the occasion when George and Gracie first became married, became mm -hmm. man and wife on the air, rather than just a vaudeville team. That's where I met my partner, Sam Perrin. And then Sam and I took the summer show for Burns and Allen, which was Tommy Riggs and Betty Lou. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you remember them or not. But uh, it was a man who had a very high voice, and he called that voice Betty Lou, and his own normal voice was, uh, was Tom, Uncle Tommy. So uh, we were supposed to take that for 13 weeks. At the end of about 11 weeks, our rating was sufficient, so the sponsor kept us on. We ran that into 65 weeks. About the 63rd week, we got the call to uh, go and join Jack Benny. So that's, uh, we had to go to New York. Jack was over, overseas North, uh, in North Africa uh, with the USO troops entertaining the uh, armed services. All right, when, when you saw Jack Benny for the first time, do you remember what he told you? No, I really don't. I think it was just a, just a very quiet, Hello, and a, and a handshake, a very gentle, soft handshake. And when, we, when that happened, I'm sure that neither one of us had uh, reason to believe that uh, we had started a relationship that was the last 25 years.
And shortly after Sam and I got there, we were joined by two other writers, uh, John Tackaberry, Mill Josephsburg. And here's the kind of a mix we had now. There was Sam, myself, Milton, Tack. Uh, uh, Tack was a Texan. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, Milt was a uh, uh, press agent. Uh, Sam was a musician, played drums. And I uh, got started after school in the family laundry business. I broke away from that to get in, into writing. And even as the years went by, our, our past occupations you could distinguish us in that uh, uh, Milt was still a, a press agent, only he now he was down to one client himself. Uh, Tack was still a Texan. Uh, Sam walked a little sideways as though he was still carrying a bass drum on his hip. And from the laundry beginning, I guess I was the only one with a clean shirt. <laughs> so uh, you, you you had your ticket, right? So that was right. <laughs> they, they gave it back to me. <laughs> My guess, George Balzer, writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years, Larry and John Gassman of Spurred Vac. We'll be right back. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. It's amazing. It's exciting. It's Dynamite Dealing Days. Right now at your California Jeep Eagle dealers with Dynamite deals on everything in stock. We say Dynamite because these prices will absolutely blow you away. Save up to $2,050 on a Jeep Comanche. Here's how. Take our option discount package that lets you save money when you compare the MSRP for the package against what you pay if you bought the options one by one. Now add a $750 cash bonus and you can save up to $2,050 on a rugged Comanche pickup. Get the same kind of deal on select Jeep Cherokees. Choose the option package. Get $500 cash back and save as much as $1,800 on a hot new Jeep Cherokee, a top seller year after year. And Dynamite Dealing Days is your chance for blowout deals on New Eagle Premier, a world-class sedan with world-class handling and comfort. Make your best deal in Premier and walk away with a $750 cash bonus direct from Chrysler Corporation. You can even use the bonus as a down payment. See dealers for details. So check out the deals. Outstanding savings on Eagle Medallion, Jeep Wrangler, Wagoneer, on everything in stock right now during Dynamite Dealing Days. Only at your California Jeep Eagle dealers, where you can expect the best from the best. Remember when you first moved into your house? It was only you and your beautiful spouse. Perhaps you had a child or two, and it seemed there was nothing that you couldn't do. The chores were light, the outlook bright, and then something happened that didn't seem right. That elusive thing we all know as time took its toll on your house. You could see all the signs. The paint is chipping, the faucets are dripping, the backyard fence is falling and splitting. The carpet is dirty, the future's not bright, but we have the answer to make all things right. Call Dial 1. 40 trades and services to help keep your home and business in great shape. A Dial 1 skilled professional can repair, replace, remodel, construct, or clean whatever you need done. Just look in the yellow pages under the trade you want. To get everything fixed and every job done, just pick up the phone and call Dial 1. Each Dial 1 company is independently owned and operated. All services may not be available in all areas. Car with license number BJS472. Please move it. Junior, get out of that candy. Clean up in aisle 5. Mrs. Watson, your prescription is ready. Mrs. Watson, your prescription is ready. Has the task of filling a prescription turned into a circus act? Try the medicine shop. Fast service, low prices, and personal attention are guaranteed. By selling only prescriptions and health care items, your medicine shop pharmacist has time to get to know you. Whether you're looking for everyday low prices, fast service, personal attention, or just the great selection of health care products, 
Your neighborhood medicine shop is the pharmacy you should get to know. And next time you're in a participating medicine shop, ask for a free photo of yours truly and mention KABC for $2 off on your first prescription. And visit Gene Pickens in Anaheim at 2795 West Lincoln or Gene Poulter in Baldwin Park at 1624 Pointe Avenue or Peter Becker in Corona at 1267 West 6th. KABC, Talk Radio 790. All Talk Radio 79 numbers end in the word talk, T-A-L-K. South Bay Area, dial 679. Glendale and Pasadena, 244-990 for the San Fernando Valley. And in Orange County, the 714 area, 750. The 213 area of Orange County, 448. Los Angeles, it's 520, and then talk. George Balzer and Larry and John Gassman are with us. Uh, Larry and John, of course, are with Spurdvac. That's the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio Drama, Variety, and Comedy. And uh, George Balzer, for 25 years, the, uh, the writer, the driving force behind the uh, Jack Benny program, both radio and television. You were, what, 22 years uh, on radio and about 16 years on, on television, I guess. Uh, yeah, we, we, had a, we had an overlapping period there where yeah. we did both radio and television. All right, uh, we're talking about uh, Jack Benny, the, the miserly one, the tightwad. How did that develop? Well, that was, that was started before we, uh, before we joined the show. And uh, it was just such a great facet of his character and got such big laughs. We would do such things as, uh, let's say, for instance, they were in a, uh, maybe in a coffee shop. And when the Don, Phil, Dennis, Mary, and Jack, well, when the check came, Phil says, let me have it. Donzie says, no, no, let me have it, Phil. Dennis says, wait a minute, it's my turn. Phil says, I insist, I want it. Don says, give it to me. Dennis says, I want it. Mary leans over and says, Jack, why don't you take it? He says, Mary, I'm not even in the argument. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one, same kind of a situation, let's say walking out of, down the street, the same group, Mary notices Jack is no longer beside him, she, she, beside her, so he, she looks back, and there's Jack, maybe 100 yards behind him, down on his hands and knees looking for something. She says, Jack, what, what happened? He says, I lost a quarter. She says, kids, we better go back and help him. He'll be there all day. So they go back. She says, Jack, are you sure? He says, Mary, I lost a quarter. So they all got down their hands and knees. They're looking, 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 and Dennis says, oh, boy, look what I found. Jack says, you find my quarter? He says, no, I found a dime. Jack says, oh, well, in that case, give it to me, and you can owe me 15 cents. <laughs> now, how do you work up a gag like that, uh, get the punchline? Well, I'm, I will confess that uh, that last joke we never used on the air. You didn't use it never on the air? Never used it. It went through my mind, and this happens all the time. Uh -huh. Material we could use on the Benny Show, which we can no longer use, still goes through my mind. And one day, about two months ago, I'm just driving along. Don't ask me why. And you thought of a line. That whole joke yeah. just <laughs> laid itself out. It took 40 years, I, but you I, got I just right? can't. <laughs> I just can't explain, uh, uh, you know, wh how and, and it, why. It, it would just develop. It, it just, yeah. It's, to do this, you, you have to be born with a natural way of just seeing the funny side of everything. And turning things around. Yeah, just, 
if you you can write comedy if you can see something funny in in what might be a very tragic situation there's just there's something funny if you want to dig it out my guest is George Balzer for 25 years writer for the Jack Benny program with us is Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac we'll be right back I'm Ray Bream and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790 are you thinking about replacing or selling your oriental or Persian rug if so, then listen to me for a few seconds. Abraham Oriental Rugs would like to buy your Oriental rug. That's right. Your old rug may be worth more than you've ever anticipated. Even if your Oriental or Persian rug is a little worn or needs repair, you can sell it for top dollar. Abraham Oriental Rugs has been in business for a quarter of a century, and they have been very fair about their prices. In fact, one of their slogans is, if they cannot earn your trust, they don't deserve your business. Just tell Abraham that Ray Bream sent you, and one of his associates can consult you over the phone. When you're ready to sell your rug, he'll go to your home and pay you immediate cash. If you're selling your Oriental or Persian rug, call Abraham. Your rug could be worth more than you're anticipating. For your convenience, Abraham Oriental Rugs has a 24-hour toll-free number, 1-800-222-RUGS. That's 1-800-222-RUGS. Call Abraham Oriental Rugs. When test driving a new or used car, your mind should be at ease. It can be, especially when your dealer is among the top 1% with the highest customer satisfaction ratings. For the last two years, Beach Lincoln Mercury has received the Ford Motor Company Customer Satisfaction Award. That's your guarantee for their personalized attention that you deserve. In fact, the president of Ford Motor Company has said, keeping the customer satisfied is the reason we're in business. As far as I'm concerned, there's no higher achievement. Now look, whether you're looking for a new or used or leased car, if you can't stop by Beach Lincoln Mercury for a test drive, then just call and tell them that Ray Bream sent you and receive your brochures absolutely free without any obligation. The service, parts, and body shop are open Saturdays with extended hours, and Beach Lincoln Mercury is located at Beach and Warner in Huntington Beach. Drop on in or call now. Area code 714-848-7739. That's 848-7739. Beach Lincoln Mercury, a continued winner, ready to serve you. Make more money at your present sales job than you ever thought possible. If you know how, it's easy. The Heilbrunn Sales Seminar can magnify your talents to a degree where you can turn them into money making sales tools. If you currently hold a position in sales or your company employs a sales force, you owe it to yourself to take the opportunity to find out more about the tremendously successful Heilbrunn Sales Seminars. Learn how to turn fear into dynamite and make it work in your favor. Learn how to make prospecting pay off and learn better ways to close a sale. The revolutionary Heilbrunn sales techniques were researched and developed over 15 years and are designed to sharpen your skills, keep you energized in the field, and motivated in the office. The Heilbrunn seminars are so certain that you'll immediately benefit that they'll promise a 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. You have nothing to lose by calling now. Area code 818-347-7562. 347-7562. Speed. On your mark. He's a blur out of the starting blocks. But the biggest hurdle he had to get over was high blood pressure. If an athlete with high blood pressure can control it and still win, so can you. Don't let high blood pressure stop you in your tracks. The American.
American Heart Association. We're KABC. fighting for your life. Talk Radio 790. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word talk. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then, talk. My guest is George Balzer, writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years. Also in the studio, Larry and John Gassman of the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio Drama, Variety and Comedy, Spurdvac. Uh, George, we were talking about Mary Livingston, not only uh, Jack's wife, but uh, also another very important part of the Jack Benny program. And uh, the letters from Mama. Well, uh, as I say, we have one when it's, uh, it's ready, ready to, to go. roll. Is it ready to go? Yeah. Well, then this is the type of letter that, that she would get from Mama. All right, let's listen. Oh, a letter from your mother, eh? Uh-huh. Well, what does the Ma Kettle of Plainfield <laughs> have to say? Just a second, I'll read it to you. Okay. <coughs> 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 my, <coughs> my darling daughter, Mary, as you'll notice from the stationery, I'm writing this from the Plainfield Hotel. The reason we're here is because three days ago, we shut the house up and had it fumigated on account of the pests. We got rid of them, all except your Uncle Lou and Cousin Willie. <laughs> Well, it's about time. We really Your don't... mother wasn't, didn't start out very funny, incidentally. Go ahead. We really don't mind Willie, as he's very little bother. Mm -hmm. He spends all his time down in the basement with his printing press. He has to work night and day because his biggest, biggest competitor is the United States government. Your mother writes them all right. You just can't read them. <laughs> Blaming the mother. <laughs> Go ahead, Mary. I'm sorry. Oh, there's more. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, Mary, dear, I kind of like Willie because he's so sweet and thoughtful. Every Mother's Day, he gives me a $10 bill with my picture on it. Well, I guess I was right in the first place. <laughs> now for a paragraph or two about your sister, Babe. Ah, good. This is the part I like. <laughs> Since the warm weather is here, your sister, Babe, got herself one of those new French bathing suits. She tried it on yesterday, and I haven't seen so much a babe since the doctor said it's a girl. <laughs> However, she's very happy with the suit. Next month, she's entering a swimming contest. A contest? Gee, I didn't even know that she could swim. Oh, sure, Jack. Babe's a regular mermaid. Well, I've noticed the resemblance, except the, the wrong half looks like a fish. <laughs> than your mother today. <laughs> Continue with the letter, Mary. Okay. Huh? Uh, Mary, dear, you'll be happy to know that Babe is also taking dancing lessons from Arthur Murray. Well. <laughs> she got his well deal, too. He teaches her dancing and she fixes his plumbing. I knew she could do it. You know, Mary, your mother writes some of the funniest letters, though, I've ever heard. <laughs> Before we go to uh, the next, no. uh, let me say that there was a pretty good example of Jack's ability to ad-lib, but that was something that he, he rarely did, and the reason for that is he had too much respect for the script. Uh, at times he was prompted to, he saw an ad-lib that, he, or that, mm -hmm. he, that he could, but he figured, wait mm -hmm. a minute, if I say that, it spoils what's coming up two pages right. later. In this particular instance, it was such a, a separate segment 
that it didn't make any difference, and there he got a chance and what to, a punchline. to, to uh, mm -hmm. work. All right, let's uh, take a call from Hollandale, Florida. We have Tom on the line. Good morning, Tom. You're on with George Balzer, Larry, and John Gassman. Morning. Good morning. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's amazing how uh, some of the material that was written for that show is talked about even today, just as if it was uh, it happened a week or so ago. Well, it's it's a, a pleasure to hear that indeed, and I, if I may, I have to uh, agree that the material does hold up. It certainly does. And it uh, it uh, brought entertainment to so many people, and those who uh, remember it uh, are very kind with their comments. Are you are you responsible for that uh, very very funny one? I think it was supposed to take place at Ronald Coleman's house. <laughs> Ronald and Benita. Yes. And I forget how exactly how it was set up, but the the end line was something about. Uh, uh, Ronald Coleman's wife says to him, "Have you seen Phil Harris's band?" And <laughs> oh, he's oh. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You want? Well, let's see. He says uh, uh, he's a musician. Says no, no. He just leads the orchestra. I th I'm not sure. You know, you have the one I was uh, was talking about was uh, she. Ronald says, "Please, I'm eating." Oh, oh yes, yeah. yes, right. yes, 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 yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we use the Coleman's. Uh, Quite a bit, uh, and the and to the idea of using the Coleman's uh, came from Jack himself, and he just felt that if he could get a real classy couple to be his neighbors, uh, that we could then use them uh, on a few scripts and see how it went. And it went so beautifully that over a period of uh, oh maybe four or five years, we used them uh, three four times a season. Every time I heard Ronald Coleman, it was. If I were king. <laughs> yes, yes. Are you fellas responsible for the uh, program's uh, trip to the vault around Christmas time? Or was that written by you men? Yes, yes. We, uh, they were hilarious. We wrote all those vaults. Uh, uh, it was, wasn't Christmas if it wasn't a trip to the vault. You have to go to, well, he was going to do his Christmas shopping for about 20 people, and he had to go down and get $5. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. So, uh, uh, one of his attendants there said, is the war over? And Jack Benny says, uh, yes, the war is over. And something, how is Mr. Lincoln? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom, on the screen it says that you want to ask about the longest laugh on radio. Yeah, that was supposedly the one about um, the, your money or your life. We're, we're glad that... Uh, uh, your uh, joke? Well, all right. No, tell you what, I, Tom. Listen, listen on the air because we're going to go through that. We're going to disclose right? that whole situation. All right, and we'll talk about. All it. All right. Thank you very much, Tom. In fact, let's play it right now. The very famous "Your Money or Your Life." Hey, Bud. Bud. Huh? Got a match? Match? Yes, I have one right here. Don't make a move. This is a stick-up. What? You heard me. Mister, mister, put down that gun. Shut up. Now, come on. Your money or your life? <laughs> Look, bud. I said your money or your life. I'm thinking it over. and give me a wallet.
All right. Uh, that's supposedly the, the longest laugh in radio. No, but... I'll tell you what, what happened on that. It, that is the, uh, the most publicized mm -hmm. joke mm -hmm. that we ever did. And the reason for that is because at that time, uh, John Crosby, the uh, radio uh, critic and mm -hmm. columnist, mm -hmm. was doing a piece on our show. So for that week, he stayed very close to us, went through rehearsals and also the broadcast. And that joke was in that particular broadcast. Well, it did get a big laugh, and he jumped on it and and wrote considerable uh, uh, mm -hmm. words about that joke and other columnists pick it up and it just seemed to grow now that joke was was never written it happened and it was recognized and the way it happened was Milton Tack were working on that particular segment that week and they got the burglar saying to Jack your money or your life, but they had no answer. Mm -hmm. And Milt paced up and down, trying to think of something. Tack was lying on the couch, and it looked like he was half asleep. And Milt is thinking, 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 nothing's happening. And he looked at Tack, relaxed, and he says, Tack, for God's sake, say something. And Tack, in defense, said, I'm thinking it over. And Milt says, wait a minute, that's the line. So they put the line in in the script. Well, so when, when I said the joke was never written, it was recognized and got all that publicity. Now, a joke that I think and Jack says at one time for uh, uh, Grant with the Hollywood Reporter, mm -hmm. Hank Grant, Jack was asked to do, a, to, to do a column. And he wrote the column based on the 10 biggest laughs he ever got. And he started off by saying, it was not money or your life. And then he named 10 jokes. And the last joke was a joke from Mary. It was Mary who got the biggest laugh. Really? That Jack ever had on stage, screen, radio, television, anywhere. And it was a situation where we had Dorothy Kirsten. Okay, now we have that. Mm -hmm. I'll tell All right. you what, let us take a break, and we'll come right back, and we'll hear it. All right, fine. All right, my guest... George Balzer, writer for 25 years for the Jack Benny program, along with Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. Maybe you're handy, maybe you're not. Maybe you just want to give it a shot. Maybe it's an old leaky pipe that you've got, and you want to fix it right there on the spot. You might be the type who thinks that it's fun to keep working and working till the rotten job's done. But if you've tried and tried and just can't make it work, or just the mere thought of it drives you berserk, you don't have to solve the problem alone. Just pick up the phone and call Dial 1. Look in the yellow pages under plumbing for the Dial 1 plumber near you. Dial 1 has 40 trades and services to care for residential, commercial, and industrial property. From plumbing to heating and air conditioning, from carpet cleaning to pest control. If you've got a problem, chances are there's a Dial 1 skilled professional to handle it. Dial 1 is the only recommendation you need to be sure the job is done right. The next time that you've got a job to be done, just pick up the phone and call Dial 1. Each Dial 1 company is independently owned and operated. All services may not be available in all areas. Thrifty people know that fighting the pain of headache, muscular ache, back pain, even toothaches is a serious business and demands serious measures. 
Now that's why you'll find Advil, the advanced medicine for pain in the tablets or caplets of 165 size at Thrifty and Thrifty Junior. Now Advil contains ibuprofen, now in non-prescription strength. For safe, effective, fast-acting freedom from pain, get Advil. Thrifty has a suggestion to try. Next time you have a backache, try Momentum. Momentum muscular backache formula helps you get moving again with a combination of fast-acting and long-lasting medications. Momentum helps relieve and relax tight knots of pain, helps you straighten up and move more freely again. Get moving again with Momentum in 24 or 48-count sizes at Thrifty. And look for Thrifty's coupon book in the mail or at your nearby Thrifty or Thrifty Junior. You could be a winner when one of four cruises for two. Out here, due process is a bullet. It's a Western showdown this coming week as the Dodgers head for Texas in a series with the Houston Astros. Hi, this is Fred Wallen. Join Stu Nahan and me for another week of sports talk and Dodger talk. Will the sort of lads put some distance between themselves and those pesky Astros? Well, let's talk about it. Also, the heavyweight championship of the world in boxing is up for grabs Monday night between Mike Tyson and Michael Spinks. It's sports talk and it's Dodger talk all next week at 4, right here on Talk Radio 790 KABC. From Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word talk. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then, talk. My guest is George Balzer, chief writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years, along with Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac, the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio Drama, Variety, and Comedy. <sighs> Got it out. That's the <laughs> longest title I've ever seen, but we'll get into that later. George, we were talking about uh, the longest laugh not being your money or your life, but one with... Mary Livingston and Dorothy Kirsten. That's correct. Uh, Dorothy, Dorothy Kirsten, the great uh, singer. The great uh, operatic Opera singer. Uh, she was our guest, and uh, it was out of a routine done between Don and Miss Kirsten, with Mary standing along, standing there, and Jack also nearby. So if you want to uh, run that, why we'll uh, let's take a listen. The longest laugh. Not your money or your life, but this one. Oh, Miss, uh, Miss Kirsten, this is Mary Livingston. How do you do, Miss Livingston? How do you do? And this is Dennis Day. Hello, Dennis. Glad to know you, Miss Kirsten. Dennis, you must be very proud to be associated with a man of Mr. Benny's stature and importance. In a bathing suit, he looks like a spider. <laughs> Kid, oh, Miss Kirsten, I wanted to tell you that I saw you in Madam Butterfly Wednesday afternoon, and I thought your performance was simply magnificent. Well, thanks. Thanks awfully. It's not an awfully nice and kind of you, Mr. Wilson. But uh, who could help singing Puccini? It's so expressive, and particularly in the last act, starting with the Allegro Vivacissimo. Well, now, that's being very modest, Miss Kirsten, but not every singer has the necessary bel canto and flexibility or range to cope with the high testatura of the first act. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Wilson. And don't you think that in the Arion Bel di Vedremo that the strings played the con molto passione exceptionally fine and with great sostenendo? Well, I thought... Oh, shut up! <laughs> So, so, 
shut up is the longest laugh. That's, that's the longest, biggest laugh Jack ever got, by his own uh, uh, judgment. That's very interesting. So we're all learning something tonight. All right, let's take a call from Marvin. Marvin of the movies. Hello, Marvin. Hello again. Hello, John. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're on with George, Larry, and John. Go ahead. Good, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, good morning to you. Benny Kubelski was a very funny man. A lot of people don't know that he was born on Valentine's Day in 1894. He's just, if he was still living, he'd be six years shy of 100 years old. No, he'd be 39. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, some of the classic bits that, that, that was written for the Jack Benny show, uh, Mel Blank, C, Cy, Sue. Mm -hmm. uh, we're we're going we're gonna to touch on that in a little bit, but go ahead. Okay. Yes. The, the feud with Fred Allen, uh, Buck Benny, Andy Devine, hiya, Buck. Uh, doggone, there were so many good things in uh, Mary Livingston, uh, people don't realize, uh, being as nervous as she was about performing. Uh, many people don't realize that Jack Benny originally was not supposed to do the radio show. It was Benny Rubin who was going to do the radio that, show. That's, that's correct. He didn't want to do it, so he talked to, uh, I believe it was NBC, was it not? Uh, it was. Well, and, and yes. Yes, it was NBC. He went to, uh, to, to the uh, moguls at NBC and said, there's a young comedian that you people should see. It, they, they looked at him and they loved him right away. Uh, again, it's unfortunate that there are so many young people here today that were never able to hear and see Jack Benny. I have probably... Uh, on video, oh, maybe 45 or 50 of his funniest, funniest films. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll put one on. The Horn Blows at Midnight on the radio show, on the TV show, they would always knock mm -hmm. that film. Well, that was our, uh, uh, we used that for comedy purposes for years. Great running gag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, George Washington slept here for one of his films. Right. Yeah. The one, the, the one that I like as far as the TV show is the one at uh, Christmas time when Jack is shopping for a gift. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is it for Rochester? Yeah, it's a I, gift for I Rochester. Think so, yeah. And uh, Mel Blank is the guy behind the counter. And finally, uh, after he's unwrapped it and put it back together again about three or four times, it's gone in the mail mm -hmm. and he's retrieved it. He finally commits suicide. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> yeah, it was Don Wilson. Wilson. If I remember correctly, it was, it was a gift, and I'm not sure who, but the, the issue was... It was a pair of it was shoes, uh, shoelaces. Cufflinks. Cufflinks. Shoe shoelaces first. Well, shoelaces. Shoelaces. Metal chips and, and, and the debate tips. was metal tips or plastic right. tips. It was always for Don Wilson yeah. every year. Well, there was one yeah. that had the card, whether he should say something yes. right on the card. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and, and then you, you have to talk about the Maxwell. And you, uh, we're going to do all of that, Marvin. To talk about the bear. Carmichael. Carmichael. Well, yeah. not Car yeah. Carmichael was on for oh, a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Then he ate the gas and, man. And that's right. Yeah. yeah but Rod mm -hmm. used to say, "What happened to the gas man?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do it, Marvin. Thanks for the call to Akron, Ohio, and Scott. Hello, Scott. You're on with George Balzer, Larry, and John Gasman. Well, first of all, let me thank the gentlemen for for uh, the comedy they've given us over the years. I'm 23 years old, and my question is, I'd like to know what uh, what the relationship really was between Jack Benny and George Burns. What the relationship was? Were they were they really the friends that they... They, they were great friends. They were friends uh, coming up through vaudeville, and they remained friends all the way through uh, until Jack passed away. Very close friends. I, I can... Uh 
I can gather that from from what they uh, did on tapes that I can get of the old radio days. Uh, they did some fantastic bits with George and Gracie. And yes. Well, of course, we did the bits where where Jack dressed like Gracie because Gracie missed the show and Jack had to take her place. Uh, and that worked out very well for us. All right, uh, hold on just a second, Scott. My guest is George Balzer, writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. All right, go ahead, Scott. The, uh, the one that comes to mind to me is the Brown Derby scene where, and we were, you were talking about this earlier in another skit, I guess, but uh, they're in the Brown Derby and they're arguing over who's going to pick up the check. Did you have anything to do with that? Well, um, did I have anything to do with it? Or anyone. It, uh, well, he wrote the see, material. All, all I can <laughs> say is I had something to do with everything that Jack did. I joined Jack in 1943. And from that time on, I was involved with uh, with everything he did. That doesn't mean I wrote everything he did, that, that, but I was involved with it in that uh, uh, I either did write it or I was in on writing it with other people and so forth. Well, that, that I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for the well, company that you've given. You're very welcome indeed. All right. Thank you, Scott, for the call. Uh, to put a half-hour show together once a week it must be a terrible grind. It, it was such a grind that when we went off the air on Sunday radio, we didn't know what we were going to do <laughs> the next Sunday. <laughs> oh, my. And we wouldn't give it a thought until Monday Monday we would take off on Tuesday we'd kind of start kicking it around in our minds trying to get something going and then uh, together or separately d uh, usually uh, usually usually sep separately mm -hmm. uh, I want to ask you too and we'll do that next hour uh, about uh, did you have any uh uh, dry runs. You know, a lot of the comedy shows, Red Skelton and uh, Jimmy Durante, they used to uh, do dry runs just to see what jokes hit and which jokes did not. No, no, we, right. we never did that. All right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. George Balzer is my guest, along with Larry and John Gassman. It's spurred back. Stay tuned for the news. KABC, Talk Radio 790. <laughs> It's amazing. It's exciting. It's Dynamite Dealing Days. Right now at your California Jeep Eagle dealers. With Dynamite deals on everything in stock. We say Dynamite because these prices will absolutely blow you away. Save up to $2,050 on a Jeep Comanche. Here's how. Take our option discount package that lets you save money when you compare the MSRP for the package against what you pay if you bought the options one by one. Now add a $750 cash bonus and you can save up to $2,050 on a rugged Comanche pickup. Get the same kind of deal on select Jeep Cherokees. Choose the option package. Get $500 cash back and save as much as $1,800 on a hot new Jeep Cherokee, a top seller year after year. And Dynamite Dealing Days is your chance for blowout deals and new Eagle Premier, a world-class sedan with world-class handling and comfort. Make your best deal in Premier and walk away with a $750 cash bonus direct from Chrysler Corporation. You can even use a bonus as a down payment. See dealers for details. So check out the deals. Outstanding savings on Eagle Medallion, Jeep Wrangler, Wagoneer, on everything in stock. Right now during Dynamite Dealing Days. Only at your California Jeep Eagle leaders, where you can expect the best from the best. 
KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 790, the voice of Southern California. From ABC News, I'm Mary Margaret Myers. Japanese news reports say a U.S. Marine helicopter with seven Marines on board crashed into the side of a mountain in central Japan this morning and that at least four on board were killed, all of them in battle fatigues. A Marine spokesman has confirmed the crash but not the casualties. ABC's Robert Jefferson tells us what he's learned in Tokyo. A military spokesman reached by phone from Tokyo said the CH-53 helicopter was returning to its home base at Futima, Okinawa from Iwakuni, which is located about 19 miles south of Hiroshima on Japan's main island of Honshu. The chopper crashed just one mile east of the Ikata nuclear power plant. Although the cause of the crash is still not known, there were heavy rains which drenched southwestern Japan since Friday. Robert Jefferson, ABC News, Tokyo. According to NBC News, there are videotapes of government officials allegedly taking bribes. Tapes made by federal investigators looking into charges of fraud at the Pentagon. The network quotes sources as saying the tapes show money and highly confidential documents changing hands and names Victor Cohen of the Air Force, James Gaines of the Navy, and former Navy official turned consultant Melvin Paisley as among those on the tapes. I'll have more after this. For Smokey Bear, here's Ronnie Graham. Being careless in the forest is really not very bright. Nothing personal. Tossing matches in the forest, it simply is not right. Nothing personal. How can a sapling ever grow up to be such a beautiful sight? No chance, you see. Being careless in the forest is really awfully dense. Nothing personal. Don't be a nitwit in the forest, because the forest ain't got no defense. You smoke a cigarette, you toss it out of your car. It starts a little fire that can spread so fast and far. Being careless in the forest is as dumb as one can be. Nothing personal. Burning up our resources is a boneheaded act, you'll agree. So let's all get together. Let's use the old noggin. Because trees supply so much. You want a plastic toboggan? Being careless in the forest is dumb, dense, stupid, and not very bright. Nothing personal. A public service of the Ad Council, the USDA Forest Service, and your state forester. A 45-year-old security guard has been arrested in Concord, California. Police say he walked into the lunchroom at a water purification company and opened fire on the employees. Police Lieutenant Jim Giddings says they still don't know why. At this point, we're looking at no specific motive. Uh, uh, possibly a depressed individual, uh, upset about job, home. Uh, we're not sure what set him off tonight. We really don't know. We've got nobody who can positively say that there was a serious problem. A 17-year-old girl was killed. Five other people were wounded in the attack. Yesterday marked the eighth straight day of 100-degree heat across the nation's midsection. It's still slow going on the Mississippi River, but at least the traffic is moving again. That after dredging crews removed sand that had left a 30-mile-long traffic jam of more than a 1,000 barges and towboats near Memphis. But the water levels are still dangerously low. They're hoping to clear the river north of Cairo, Illinois, today. About an inch of rain fell near Independence, Iowa, and that has perked up the crop somewhat. But farmers are still expecting record losses there and in other farm states. A congressional subcommittee traveled to North Dakota yesterday to hear the farmers' plea for federal aid. The president's panel on AIDS has delivered its final report to the White House, a much kinder version than preliminary drafts. ABC's medical correspondent George Strait tells us it was White House pressure that forced the panel members to sugarcoat some of their recommendations. The White House supports the recommendations calling for more voluntary testing and more research, but it's against spending an extra $1.7 billion for drug abuse treatment as the report calls for. 
And the White House is against the proposal for new legislation to protect AIDS victims from discrimination. Sources say to sugarcoat the controversial recommendations, the commission agreed to change radically the tone of the final report from the preliminary one. It eliminated the call for an AIDS czar to oversee government AIDS policy. And while the preliminary report was harshly critical of the administration's efforts against the AIDS epidemic, in the final document, all criticisms are gone. George Strait, ABC News, Washington. This is ABC News. Sometimes you wonder what future archaeologists will think when they dig up some of the stuff our generation has left behind. Take, for example, what James Reinders is doing in Alliance, Nebraska. There, on the great rolling curves of the plains, he is erecting what he calls Carhenge. It's his replica of the great stone structures in England called Stonehenge. Only Reinders is made entirely of old cars, stacked upright and welded together. The 60-year-old retired oil consultant who lives in Houston says he's not sure why people are getting so excited about it. He's not even sure it's art. For the ABC Information Network, I'm Mary Margaret Myers. There's something special happening in your town if you just take time to find it. I found it in our city park where I work with handicapped children. You know... I always thought volunteering was something you did for someone else. But the first time one of those kids smiled and gave me a hug, I knew it was something you do for yourself. I help out once a week by taking someone a hot meal. And believe me, when you help someone like that, you're really helping yourself. For me, it means an hour or two on weekends at a retirement home. I never really thought I had anything to offer senior citizens. I mean, I sing a little and I play the guitar, but I never thought I was very good. I guess they like it, though. That's what they tell me anyway. <laughs> and who am I to argue? The Disabled American Veterans encourages you to be a volunteer. Look under social services in your yellow pages and find an organization that's right for you. A message from the Disabled American Veterans, where volunteering KABC is a Los way Angeles, of life. Talk Radio 790. I'm Ray Brain. My guest is George Balzer, writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years. Also in the studio are Larry and John Gassman of Spurdback, the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio Drama, Variety, and Comedy. Stay with us. In Los Angeles, the number is 520, followed by Talk, T-A-L-K. All Talk Radio 79 numbers are followed by the word Talk. Orange County, 714 area, dial 750. And the 213 area, dial 448. The South Bay area, 679. And the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. And then, George talk. Balzer, tell me about uh, the two different broadcasts. In those days, you had an East Coast show and a West Coast show, and they were three hours apart. That's right. After we finished the uh, show going directly east, why, then Jack would, uh, we'd all sit around in a circle with our scripts, and Jack would go over it. We go over it very with a, like a fine-tooth comb, and we would try and make a line here, a line there, a little funnier, maybe change a joke or two, just to keep it, uh, to try and improve it a bit and also to make it fresher for the performers. That was the basic now, idea. I've heard that, I don't know if they were funnier or, or what, but I've heard that uh, certainly the second shows were a little looser. They were 
Well, it seems like in that three hours, some of, some of the characters, the cast of, of the shows, would go to the nearest watering hole, <laughs> and they'd well, come back. And uh, they... You know, I, hon I honestly <laughs> don't know how much of that went on, but it's possible. But we did, we did have fun. I, I, I know that. Uh, I was talking to Larry and John here, and you were telling me about uh, the Burn Show, I think. We were talking about the the show, no, the Fred Allen show. Oh, the Fred, Fred Allen, Allen show. Yeah, and frequently uh, between the two shows, the East and uh, the, the West. East and West Coast show. Uh, well, first of all, Jack would go back and and look at laughs to see how mm -hmm. he could construct them to make them even funnier. He'd go back and listen to discs of the first show, mm -hmm. and he'd watch the laugh. And if it was a good laugh, he'd amplify, you know, and leave the joke in. Mm -hmm. But we were talking about Fred Allen, and we have West Coast shows and East Coast shows for Fred Allen. And frequently, Fred, who loved to ad-lib, would ad-lib at different spots. So naturally, you almost got two different shows from the first show, which was for the East, and the second show, which was for the West. Now, Fascinating to listen to. I'll bet. I'll bet. Now tell me about the, um, the way you put this thing together. Well, um... The way we the we, way we, we we left you on Monday. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, here's, here's what happened. When the show goes off, went off the air on on Sunday. We had no idea what we were going to do <clears throat> on, for the next week. So Monday we would just kind of forget about it. On Tuesday we would start to think, give it some thought as to what could be a possible idea to hang a show on. Well, somehow by late afternoon or evening. We would contact, the four of us would contact each other by phone and discuss it, and we'd come up with what we thought was a, a workable idea, and then we'd call Jack. He'd be home in Beverly Hills. We'd call him and say, Jack, we got an idea here that might work. What do you think? And we'd tell him what it was, and usually he would say, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Go ahead and write it. So then on Wednesday and Thursday... Sam and I would write our half the show. Milton Tack would write their half. And at the end of Thursday, we would contact each other by phone, and we would, we would have no idea what they wrote. They would have no idea what we wrote, except in a general mm -hmm. way. They'd know nothing about the dialogue. And we would what, what day does the panic set in? Well, I'll tell you when the panic <laughs> sets in. <laughs> panic. So anyway, this is now... Thursday when we both finished our assignment. Both teams had finished the assignment. Now, we would call them and say, what line did you finish with? And they might say, well, we had Jack and Mary walking out the front door on their way to the, to the store, let's say. And we'd say, fine. And what, what did they say? They'd give us that line of dialogue. Then we would pick up and make our half fit right into that dialogue. Mm -hmm. Now we've got a whole rough script. On Friday morning, we'd go over to Jack's home in Beverly Hills. He'd meet us there about 10 o'clock, and we'd start from the very top, page for page, and clean that script up. Mm -hmm. If we were in good shape, it may take uh, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. If it wasn't in very good shape, it may take four, five, six hours. But by Friday night... It was ready. What about a recurring line you know, that you wanted to use again that you may have used on page three, and then you bring it back again on page 20, but there are two different teams writing the show? Well, all right. A running gag, it will develop itself. If, something, if we found something in their spot, if they had the first spot, that we could put in later, then we, we would do that. We, we would do that. But... Uh, uh, 
we would, would get that all ready for Mimeo. Then we would send it down to NBC. That would be ready then Saturday morning. We'd go down. We'd have our, our reading. Then we'd go into the room and just Jack and the, and the four writers. Uh, dress rehearsal was what day? On Sunday. Before the show? Yes, uh-huh. Mm. Very interesting. That, that tight. Oh, sure. And, and uh, if, if we have time, I'll tell you a little incident while we were sitting around a table working on the script. This All right, we'll do that in a minute. Let's take a call from David in Salt right. Lake City. David, good morning. You're on with George Balzer. All right, I'm the Grouch, Ray. The Grouch? Yeah. Okay. I have reason to believe that Jack Benny was a very generous man. You're correct. Yeah. I couldn't prove it, but... Uh... Well, uh, let me, let me in, in, uh, inject something here. Um, generous, not only from a monetary point of view, but as a person, he was generous, generous, uh, generous. His, generous, my gosh, with his, with his feelings, he was just a fine man. He, uh, visited the hospital where I was when I came back to the States in 1945. And where was that? In San Diego. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, I, in 45, I was with him. In San Diego. Uh-huh. And he visited the ward I was on. Uh-huh. And he spent a couple hours with us. Yes, whenever we traveled around like that, why, we would uh, uh, do a show from one of the bases during the war, and then at the same, and then Jack would, either before or after the show, go over and visit the hospitals. We, uh, on this particular time, there's somebody right there standing there pulling these pant legs up like, it's getting awful deep here. We were in a bull session. Uh-huh. We recognized him. Oh. And uh, the next, and he spent, as I say, at least two hours there with us. Well, that's, that, that's Jack. Day, on each one of her beds, there was an envelope with a brand new $10 bill in it. Mm. Oh, marvelous. But it was been delivered by a messenger. Uh -huh. I always suspicioned that it came from Jack Benny. Well, could could very easily uh, uh, have come from Jack. Thank you very much, Grouch. Uh, you were going to tell a story about, uh, we were talking about the dress rehearsal. Well, we were talking about uh, the day that we cleaned mm -hmm. up the script, getting yes, ready right. for Sunday's broadcast. Right. On this particular day, now I hadn't been uh, with the show very long. But uh, on this particular Saturday afternoon, we're sitting there at the table at NBC, and we, Jack had gone over, oh, four or five pages. Then he turned the page of the script, and he says, fellas, I want a new joke in here. And there's silence from us. Mm -hmm. He says, I want something, I want something bigger something more meaningful silence i want something that'll really tie this whole thing up silence and i leaned over to him and i said jack we'll get you a new joke he says oh you agree with me huh i said no but it's possible that the four of us can be wrong <laughs> now that's a pretty smart alecky thing to say but he slid right off his chair pounded the floor and he sat there yeah. on the floor and after a while he's screaming just screaming and after a while he got up he says, I wouldn't change that joke now for a million dollars. And he didn't. It went on the air. It played beautifully. He looked up at us at the booth as if to say, you cocky. <laughs> but uh, it, it was just great. We'll be right back with George Balzer, also in the studio, Larry and John Gassman of Spurred Back.
I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. Make more money at your present sales job than you ever thought possible. If you know how, it's easy. The Heilbrunn Sales Seminar can magnify your talents to a degree where you can turn them into money making sales tools. If you currently hold a position in sales or your company employs a sales force, you owe it to yourself to take the opportunity to find out more about the tremendously successful Heilbrunn Sales Seminars. Learn how to turn fear into dynamite and make it work in your favor. Learn how to make prospecting pay off and learn better ways to close a sale. The revolutionary Heilbrunn sales techniques were researched and developed over 15 years and are designed to sharpen your skills, keep you energized in the field, and motivated in the office. The Heilbrunn seminars are so certain that you'll immediately benefit that they'll promise a 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. You have nothing to lose by calling now. Area code 818-347-7562. 347-7562. The hurry-scurry, hustle-bustle world we live in means short showers, fast talking, missed weekends, and little time to worry about nutrition. But with your medicine shop pharmacy nearby, there's little need to worry. The pharmacist will help you personalize a vitamin program to suit your busy life. He'll recommend what vitamins to take and when to take them. Medicine Shop even has its own line of high-quality vitamins at very affordable prices. Stop in and ask your Medicine Shop pharmacist to tailor a vitamin program just for you. Whether you're looking for everyday low prices, fast service, personal attention, or just the great selection of health care products, your neighborhood Medicine Shop is the pharmacy you should get to know. And next time you're in a participating Medicine Shop, Ask for a free photo of yours truly and mention KABC for $2 off on your first prescription. Visit Neil Sugarman in Encino at 17479 Ventura Boulevard or Steve Sherman in Granada Hills at 11020 Balboa Boulevard or Les Jones in Los Angeles at 11126 Palms Boulevard. Almost all women have fallen under the spell of at least one Don Juan in their lives. How do we spot these lovers on the run and avoid the predictable hurt? This is Dr. Sonia Friedman. Monday between 2 and 4, join me for a look at the Casanova Complex. How does he make his victims feel as though they are the center of the universe? They are men who can't love enough. Find out more Monday with me, Dr. Sonia Friedman, 2 to 4 on Talk Radio KABC. Talk Radio 79 numbers and in the word talk, T-A-L-K. South Bay Area, dial 679. Glendale and Pasadena, 244-990 for the San Fernando Valley. And in Orange County, the 714 area, 750. The 213 area of Orange County, 448. Los Angeles, it's 520 and then talk. My guest is the writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years, George Balzer. And also in the studio, Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac. That's the Society to preserve and encourage radio drama, variety, and comedy. Don't try to remember it. I still can't. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we have Simon on the on the phone here from Beverly Hills, California. Simon, good morning. You're on with George Balzer. Hello. Hello. I met Jack Benny a few times in San Francisco when I was the manager of the St. Francis Hotel Drug Store and Liquor Store. Uh-huh, yes. We used to stay there. Yeah. And he used to come there, and one day he said, Tell, the, tell you one of the guys to take this package to my room. And when the guy went there, he gave me a $20 bill. That was in 1948 or something like that. I can't remember the, exactly what it was. Uh-huh. Okay, now I own the Beverly Hills Liquor Castle, and every Saturday night at 9 o'clock, I put the Jack Benny show. I have a crowd of people listening to it. Mm-hmm. For, for those who don't know, there's a major radio station in the L.A. market that plays the Benny show every Saturday night. Okay, 
they, uh, we play for about half an hour. As soon as Jack, uh, what do you call it, Charlie McCarty comes, all the customers run away. And <laughs> 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 uh, something more I want to ask you. Yes. And every time when the Jack Benny show f is, is over, you know what he says? Uh, we are uh, we are running a little late. So yes. We're a little late, folks. That's right. right. We're a little late, folks. Good night. Whether you were uh, on time or not, you're always a little late for. I was going to add, you stole yeah. my uh, line there, Simon. Yeah. But thanks a lot. <laughs> well, why did he use that? Well, that's standard. That's a standard on that particular. Well, that's indicated package. package cart. Oh, and but he didn't why? always use it. Well, actually, uh, we we usually ran a little late. Oh, you did. Yeah. Usually there was a little more to say, but. He would just get in, not part of it, but whatever he got in was complete, but there was still more to it. We'd just get uh -huh. that in, and we're a little late, folks. Good so, night. so that was his uh, part of his yeah. sign-off, is yeah. we're a little late, folks. We always had the yeah. bumper room there. All right, okay. Let's go to Raleigh, uh, Durham, North Carolina, and Hal. Hello, Hal. You're on with George Balzer and also Larry and John Gassman. Top of the morning to you, gentlemen. Good morning. And to you. <laughs> Ray, you know I'm the all-night man at PTF. That's right. And uh, How's the modulation? Everything all right? Yeah, coming, by, coming through four by four. Good. As usual. Uh, I won't even talk to you about our technical stuff as we usually get into. I want to know about Rochester. Well, we're going to get to Roch, and I think we're going to cover uh, the story on Roch pretty completely before too long. Okay. Are you, are you going three hours this morning? Yes. Good, good, good. You know, with the uh, new DB system we got, uh, we get two hours of it, and then I usually end up short. You know, I have to play these shows back on uh -huh. weekend. Now, we're, we're going to be the full three hours. Good, so now I'll have uh, an extra show for next weekend. <laughs> now, cut that out. Yes. <laughs> for heaven's sake, yes. <laughs> Where did that come from? Sing, Dennis. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, I don't know. It was just one of those things that developed as we as we went along. And it wasn't from the same line being used over. I noticed. I heard you just mention the uh, crossover from one to one line over to the from the first 15 minutes to the second 15. Well, that's what we call the the running gag. Yeah. And in most of our shows, somehow or other, without being planned, running gags would develop. <laughs> And and we're gonna we're gonna get to that a little bit later too as to how the running gag developed and what it sounded like. We'll play part of that. Well, we'll be with you till six in the morning. Very well, good. Th thank you very much, Hal. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Bye. All right. We'll be right back. My guest, George Balzer, Larry, and John Gassman. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. Your pipes are leaking. The roof needs fixing. There's painting that has to be done. Your carpet needs cleaning. And you've just been thinking, now's a great time to call dial one. Nothing is easier. Nothing is faster. They're experts at each job they do. So why take a chance when you know in advance dial one is the right one for you? Dial one are the reliable service people. For home or business, the Dial One network of skilled professionals has the expertise and long-term experience to see the job through from start to finish. It's quality workmanship every step of the way. 40 trades and services taking care of the inside and outside of your home, business, or commercial property. Dealing with Dial One is like a recommendation from a good friend. Your direct line to dependable service, whatever you have to have done, is as close as your phone, at work or at home. Just remember to call Dial 1. Each Dial 1 company is independently owned and operated. All services may not be available in all areas.
You've heard me tell you that every nine seconds, a burglary occurs in California, and most violent crimes and rapes occur inside unprotected homes. Now, the strongest protection against intruders is not a burglar alarm. The answer is Safeguard Shutter Systems, a security system that doesn't allow the intruder in. Statistics show that once a criminal has entered your home, your life is in very high danger. Now, some people are under the misunderstanding that bars on the windows will be the strongest way to keep intruders out. Well, that's not so. Bars can be easily pried apart in nine seconds with a common carjack. They lock you in. And, of course, with Safeguard, you get the beauty, the security, and even the noise reduction you're looking for. They even insulate your windows. 80% of Europeans are now protected by these shutters. Call Safeguard Shutters at 800 962 65. That's 800-962-8765. 800-962-8765. The furniture is beautiful. The price is incredible. Do not pay until 1989 and pay no finance charges. Furnishings 2000. Just put 25% down. Make no monthly payments. The balance due January 1st, 89 on the group credit. Buy now, pay later. Sale prices in every department store-wide. Beautiful contemporary glass cocktail table, sale price $188. Choose a solid oak tiered cocktail table with mirrored top, sale price $188. Matching end tables all on sale. And wait till you see the ultimate from Spring Air, the Ultima 4 Back Supporter Queen, the mattress and the box foundation together, both pieces together, sale priced just $598. And this fabulous sofa from Sklar. This elegant sofa features a 10-year warranty on the cushions for years of wear, sale priced $588. And there's more, instant credit of the $1,500 with your good credit. Furnishings 2000 for you. Check Tuesday and Friday's LA Times, page 4, for sale prices in Furnishings 2000 locations near you, including Artesia and Van Nuys. Talk Radio 790. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word talk. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, Dial 639, and then talk. My guest is George Balzer, a writer for the Jack Benny program, chief writer for 25 years. Also in the studio, Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac, which is the Society to um, Preserve... I'm trying to do it by memory. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> entertainment? No. Uh, to encourage radio, drama, variety... And, and comedy. It gives I you an audio it. hernia to yeah. say that, doesn't it? Yeah, sure does. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> anyway, uh, let's get to uh, some more of the outtakes from the uh, Benny program. Of course, one of the uh, stalwarts was uh, Phil Harris, band leader Phil Harris, but uh, that was a big thing about being called band leader, right? Well, uh, you see, Phil uh, certainly was a musician. Phil did have an orchestra, but that's not why he was hired to be on the Benny show. Phil was hired for his character. The uh, curly-haired, cocky, egotistical... Frank Remley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just one of those young men about town, you know, think that he was God's gift to women. <laughs> and uh, It's interesting, though, in the very beginning, he was very soft-spoken, and that, that loud character evolved. Well, it yeah, it, it did. Mm -hmm. And then the, he became, uh, character-wise, uh, a big drinker. The boys in the band were... Uh, the same, a bunch of ruffians. Mm -hmm. They all had to report to their parole officers, right. remember? That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And uh, uh, as, as Jack would sometimes uh, introduce him, uh, Phil Harris and his international orchestra. 
Let's take a listen to the unforgettable Phil Harris. Okay, folks, the show may be flopping, but now Harris is here to start things popping, so shower me with that sun-kissed applause. I wish you wouldn't sneak in here like that. Now, let me ask you something. Why didn't you show up for rehearsal yesterday? Where were you? Well, I'm sorry, Jackson. You see, I couldn't get a room in Palm Springs, so I'm staying out at the B-Bar H. Oh, the B-Bar H, huh? What are you living in, a room or a cabin? In the in bar. bar. It's out there, too. to guess that, you know. You must have loved that. Bill. No, no, not anymore, partner. I'm on a wagon. You on the wagon? Yes, sirree. All I take is two drinks a day. Phil, if you're on the wagon, you shouldn't drink anything. Look, Jackson, my stomach's like a steel mill. You can shut it down, but don't let the fire go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always love Phil Harris. Yeah, well, now, in keeping with that last joke, uh, Phil came over to Jack's house one in our script, mm -hmm. and he uh, was telling Jack, he says that he and the boys were uh, in the band were out on a party the night before, and between the 16 of them, why, they'd killed about four cases of scotch. <laughs> and Jack says, for heaven's sakes, Phil, if they drank that much liquor, how in the world did they get home? He says, well, easy. He says, you know that white line down the center of the street? And Jack says, oh, they followed it? He says, followed it? They held on to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As we know, uh, this past week, uh, Dennis Day, a, a, a dear man, passed away. Lou Gehrig's disease. And he was a guest on this program a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, we, we played a lot of the great excerpts. But Dennis was a, 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 a real gem, and, and how did that line, Oh, Dennis Singh, come about? Well, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was, he, Dennis would do something which would reach a peak, and Jack couldn't take it any longer. He, just, he would just say, Dennis Singh, you know. So, uh, you're, you're right, Dennis was a, a tremendous talent. He was a, a wonderful mimic, impressionist. Mm -hmm. Great here. And had yeah. the, the character that he played uh, for us as, as the young, uh, silly kid. Uh, he's big, uh, just a, a, a great performer for us. We could use him any place. I read where he was discovered by Rudolf Frimmel. Well, I don't know. But that's what, the, that's what one of the obituaries uh, yeah. said. I didn't know I, that I really didn't know as, as to that mm -hmm. detail, but, uh, but losing him, I, I had the privilege of working with Dennis not only on the Benny Show, but after that was passe. Uh, Dennis and I remained very close, and I uh, would work with him whenever he would need something. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact... I worked with him just about a year or maybe 15 months ago on the, the, the last thing he did. He went back to Holyoke, Massachusetts to receive a, an award, and I assisted there with getting material and so forth and so on. And it was there in the parade when he first noticed his legs were giving him trouble. All right, let's take an outtake from uh, the Jack Benny program with Dennis Day. Oh, fine. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr. Benny. I wasn't doing anything, so I thought I'd come over and see how you're getting along. Well, that's very nice of you. Have a seat. Thanks. How do you feel? Mm, not so hot. I'm dizzy. My eyes are bleary. I'm weak, and I, I ache all over. Well, you're not a kid anymore. <laughs> no, 
now, wait a minute. There's only one thing the matter with me, Dennis. I've got a cold. A cold, he says. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Haven't you ever had a cold? Oh, Jack, don't be such a crab. Dennis comes over to visit you and you jump all over him. Yeah, if you're not nice to me, I won't give you the gift I brought for you. A gift? Uh-huh. Mother thought I should bring some flowers and my father suggested candy, but I decided it might be better to give you something that you can get some use out of. Well, I like practical gifts. Where'd you get me, Dennis? Instead of false teeth. <laughs> false teeth? What's the way they grab your finger? Oh! Get those things away from me. I've never used false teeth. I don't need false teeth, and I don't want them. Gee, then I guess I better take them back. Certainly you'll take them back. In the first place, who brings people false teeth for a gift? In the second place, Dennis, when someone needs false teeth, they have to go to a dentist. An impression has to be made. Fittings have to be taken. And you have to wait till the gums are set so the jaw won't recede. And even then, you may have to go back three or four times if the palate is irritated or the, the bite overlaps. Gee, for someone who doesn't wear them, you're sure an expert. <laughs> Dennis, cut it out! <laughs> Look, if he just came here to aggravate, he can go home now. Great, great gag there. Yeah. May I add to that? Yes, by all means. Yeah, Dennis was always uh, driving Jack nuts. He was doing things, uh -huh. that, and Jack would fall for it. Like one time, Dennis came over, we had Dennis come over to Jack's house to discuss the next week's music or uh -huh. something of that nature, and when they had finished that, why, well, Jack showed him to the door, and as Dennis left, he says, goodbye, Mr. Benny, and have a pleasant trip. And then Jack went upstairs and was halfway through, pa through packing before he realized he wasn't going anyplace. <laughs> so he just, anytime Dennis said something, he, he, he got sucked in on it. We'll be right back with George Balzer, Larry, and John Gassman. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. So there you are, lying in bed, wide awake, listening to yours truly, Ray Bream, on KBC. Well, I know how you feel. I used to go through the same thing, but not anymore. I finally realized after years of tossing and turning that all I needed to do was replace my tired old mattress. So I went to Sit and Sleep. They guarantee the lowest price in L.A., and Sit and Sleep has the largest selection. Over 50,000 square feet of quality brand names such as Simmons and Sealy Posturepedic. Sit and Sleep's massive in-stock selection makes the department store one to two week delivery time unacceptable. At Sit and Sleep, you can buy it today and sleep on it tonight. I sleep like a baby. You should, too. You'll be thanking me for years. First thing tomorrow, call Sit and Sleep and find out about their super discounts for rebrain listeners. Or visit them in Culver City on Overland between Venice and Washington. If you want a great night's sleep and want to get rid of that sore back, do what I did. Go to Sit and Sleep, where they guarantee you the lowest price in writing. When test driving a new or used car, your mind should be at ease. It can be, especially when your dealer is among the top 1% with the highest customer satisfaction ratings. For the last two years, Beach Lincoln Mercury has received the Ford Motor Company Customer Satisfaction Award. That's your guarantee for their personalized attention that you deserve. In fact, the president of Ford Motor Company has said, keeping the customer satisfied is the reason we're in business. As far as I'm concerned, there's no higher achievement. Now look, whether you're looking for a new or used or leased car, if you can't stop by Beach Lincoln Mercury for a test drive, then just call and tell them that Ray Bream sent you and receive your brochures absolutely free without any obligation. The service, parts, and body shop are open Saturdays with extended hours, and Beach Lincoln Mercury is located at Beach and Water in Huntington Beach. Drop on in or call now 
Area code 714-848-7739. That's 848-7739. Beach Lincoln Mercury, a continued winner, ready to serve you. Make more money at your present sales job than you ever thought possible. If you know how, it's easy. The Heilbrunn Sales Seminar can magnify your talents to a degree where you can turn them into money making sales tools. If you currently hold a position in sales or your company employs a sales force, you owe it to yourself to take the opportunity to find out more about the tremendously successful Heilbrunn Sales Seminars. Learn how to turn fear into dynamite and make it work in your favor. Learn how to make prospecting pay off and learn better ways to close a sale. The revolutionary Heilbrunn sales techniques were researched and developed over 15 years and are designed to sharpen your skills, keep you energized in the field, and motivated in the office. The Heilbrunn seminars are so certain that you'll immediately benefit that they'll promise a 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. You have nothing to lose by calling now. Area code 818 347 7562. 347 7562. Hi, I'm Joan Lennon for the March of Dimes. When you smoke, you punish yourself. When you're pregnant and smoke, you punish your baby too. The March of Dimes warns that smoking can cause birth defects and miscarriage. Smoking can result in a baby being born too small, too soon, with low birth weight, the major cause of death during the first year of life. You want your baby to be born healthy. If you're pregnant, don't smoke. Mommy, Talk Radio 790. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word talk. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then talk. We're talking with George Balzer, writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years. Also in the studio, Larry and John Gassman of SpurdVac. That's the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio, Drama, Variety, and Comedy. Uh, tell me about Rochester, George. Where, well, where did you find Rochester, and how did that character well, come about? Rochester was on the show before I got there. But the story on Roch is that he was... His name is Eddie Anderson. <clears throat> he was a, a vaudeville performer, and uh, I think he did a lot of dancing. But uh, they had a, the Jack Benny script required a uh, having a train porter. Mm -hmm. So they got Eddie to to play the part. And the first time he was on the show, his name was Syracuse. 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 Mm -hmm. They right. did a, did a Rochester routine, but the name was Syracuse. And he was such a big hit that they said, we can't let, let this guy go. So they decided to make him Jack's butler and changed his name to Rochester. And that went on for some 30 years they or had, more. They had to keep it in upstate New York. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 that's right. Yes. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about Raj. He did a marvelous job for us. But Roch had a way of keeping you a little bit nervous, <laughs> always a little bit on edge. And one habit he had was that we, we traveled, and we traveled an awful lot, and we'd go mostly by train. Roch was never there at the station. 
you you never saw him anywhere at the station and when you got on the train he was nowhere on the train and the train is waiting to start but somehow as the train started to move Roch would swing aboard <laughs> and Jack was steaming at this time because he worried about him and this went on and on and on and then he always got on well one day we're all at the station same setting train starts to move there's no Roch and he didn't get on so Jack says, well, I knew it would happen. I'm glad it happened. And I'm going to really take care of this. We leave Los Angeles area. We're heading out down the tracks. We go to San Bernardino. And as we pulled into San Bernardino, <laughs> who do you think is standing on the platform? Rochester. And he's got boxes and boxes of barbecued spare ribs. He gets on, gets on board. And that night, after everyone else on the train had their dinner, then we took over the diner, and we're all sitting there with this beautiful barbecue. And I leaned over to Jack, and I said, Jack, you know, it's awfully hard to be mad at somebody when you're chewing on one of his spare ribs. <laughs> and he says, yeah. <laughs> and now, folks, here is our Yucatlamas news reporter with a special item. Ladies and gentlemen, Rochester Van Jones, who has been adrift in the Pacific Ocean for the last two days, has been found by the Coast Guard and towed into port. What? Rochester is the butler of that famous comedian, Jack Bentley. That's Benny. <laughs> Our quartet will now sing their version of that new song hit, Yes, We Have No Bananas, Butter, or Sugar. I don't want to hear that. Oh, my goodness, Rochester adrift in the Pacific. I didn't even know he was on a boat. Well, thank heaven he's safe. When he gets home, I'm going to... Maybe that's him. Hello? Long distance call for Jack Bentley. That's Benny. <laughs> I'll take it. Very well. Hello? Hello? Hello, is this Rochester? You were expecting maybe ship work, Kelly? <laughs> I just heard about you being in the ocean for two days. How are you? Salty. <laughs> I know, I know, but tell me what happened. Well, boss, me and my friend Sam were about 20 miles off Catalina when we developed motor trouble. And you know I can't swim. Uh-huh. Then suddenly a big wave swept me overboard and I landed right next to a vicious-looking shark. So I got back to the boat fast. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just said you couldn't swim. I didn't think I could run on water either, but I did. <laughs> Well, what happened then? Well, when we weren't rescued after the first day, we realized we were in a tough spot. So we started sending out messages in bottles. What did the messages say? Send more bottles. <laughs> Rochester, I hope you weren't drinking out there. Oh, no, boss. No, sir. But after the second day, we sure got hungry. And fortunately, a bird landed on back of the boat. A bird? Good. So I picked up my rifle, took aim, and I... Rifle? Rochester, you wouldn't shoot a poor little bird. No, I just wanted to frighten her enough to lay an egg. Did you frighten her? Did I? She laid two eggs, three strips of bacon. Rochester, don't be ridiculous. A bird can't lay bacon. Boss, when you got a gun in your face, you find out you got talent you never knew you had. I 
Never mind that. Now, tell me, how did you get back to shore? Well, uh, Coast Guard finally found us and towed us into the harbor. Well, I'm glad it came out all right. It certainly was an unusual experience. It sure was. <laughs> Rochester, what are you laughing at? It's the first time I ever lost a weekend on water. <laughs> Anyway, Rochester, I'm glad you're safe, and hurry out here to Palm Springs. I will. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now, let me go back a moment and tell why we did that routine. We were doing a show out of Palm Springs, and we were just about ready to go into rehearsal for Saturday morning. This was now Friday about noon, and we had a spot all written for Rochester, and there's a bulletin from the Coast Guard that Roch and a companion is lost at sea. Legit. He was really lost. And this got national publicity. Now, and a few hours later, the Coast Guard sent out another radio bulletin saying that he was, he was found. Everybody was safe. So now we said, wait a minute. This whole thing went coast to coast. We can't let him do the routine we've got written. So we rewrote the Rochester spot and tied it in with the fact that he was lost at sea. That's how that came about. All right. Uh, Rochester, of course, uh, was uh, a very, very funny man and uh, added so much to the show. And, of course, there were uh, all those scenes with Rochester. But writing those gags seemed to fit Rochester. Now, you know, that, that line that you wrote, uh, send more bottles. I yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'll tell you now a, a strange thing. When we divided the show up, the two teams, we didn't care who took what half. Usually we said to the, uh, Sam and I would say to the others, what half do you want? Because we didn't care. Mm -hmm. And they would select a half. Maybe that half would have the Rochester routine in it. Maybe it wouldn't. If it didn't, we would do it. And it, it didn't, you know, there was no sp special writer for Rochester. We all wrote Rochester. But uh, it played so well. We'll be right back with uh, George Balzer, for 25 years the chief writer for the Jack Benny program, along with Larry and John Gassman of Spurdback. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. You've heard me tell you that every nine seconds, a burglary occurs in California, and most violent crimes and rapes occur inside unprotected homes. Now, the strongest protection against intruders is not a burglar alarm. The answer is Safeguard Shutter Systems, a security system that doesn't allow the intruder in. Statistics show that once a criminal has entered your home, your life is in very high danger. Now, some people are under the misunderstanding that bars on the windows will be the strongest way to keep intruders out. Well, that's not so. Bars can be easily pried apart in nine seconds with a common carjack. They lock you in. And, of course, with Safeguard, you get the beauty the security, and even the noise reduction you're looking for. They even insulate your windows. 80% of Europeans are now protected by these shutters. Call Safeguard Shutters at 800-962-8765. That's 800-962-8765. 800-962-8765. Remember when you first moved into your house? It was only you and your beautiful spouse. Perhaps you had a child or two, and it seemed there was nothing that you couldn't do. The chores were light, the outlook bright, and then something happened that didn't seem right. That elusive thing we all know is time. 
took its toll on your house. You could see all the signs. The paint is chipping, the faucets are dripping, the backyard fence is falling and splitting. The carpet is dirty, the future's not bright. But we have the answer to make all things right. Call Dial 1. 40 trades and services to help keep your home and business in great shape. A Dial 1 skilled professional can repair, replace, remodel, construct, or clean whatever you need done. Just look in the yellow pages under the trade you want. To get everything fixed and every job done, just pick up the phone and call Dial 1. Each Dial 1 company is independently owned and operated. All services may not be available in all areas. Gang violence. Is there ever going to be a solution to this nagging social dilemma? Hello there, I'm Michael Jackson. Monday, join guest host Bill Press between 9 and 1 as we hear both sides of the story from those directly involved. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... Our Jackson at 11 theme, devil worship in America, will creep into a dark corner of the culture and discover the present-day appeal of Satanism and its possible future. The facts are unnerving. That's Bill Press for yours truly, Monday, 9 to 1 on KABC. I talk, T-A-L-K. All Talk Radio 79 numbers are followed by the word talk. Orange County, 714 area, dial 750. And the 213 area, dial 448. The South Bay area, 679. And the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. And then talk. My guest is George Balzer, chief writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years, along with Larry and John Gassman of Spurdback. Uh, let's get to Mel Black. Mel Black uh, was with the show for how long? From the beginning? No, not, well, yes, almost, almost from the beginning, and of course, uh, you can't say enough about Mel and, and the... He took uh, virtually any part that you gave Mo him, right? Yeah. Anything you wanted him to do, uh, he, uh, he could do it. He was, Including the sound effects on many he would do. Yeah, he was, he was the motor on Jack's Maxwell. We'll get to that here in a minute. And let's, let's listen to Mel Blank for a second in uh, one of the great routines. Let's take a listen. Hey, you, come here. Are you a Mexican bandit? See? I suppose your men are tough. See? I guess they would kill us at a drop of a hat. See? What's your name? Sign. Now look, see, I mean, sorry. We don't have anything you want. We're we're hunters. That's all we are. You do not fool me. You have some gold, and we want it. If you don't give it to us, we will kill you. I think. Now, All right, that was, of course, the very famous CSI routine. Uh, the, the, if I may, the, the CSI routine, Sam and, and myself, we were, we were working on that part of the show. We were doing a uh, satirization of <clears throat> Treasure of the Sierra Madre, mm -hmm. in which uh, Walter Houston and uh, Humphrey Bogart. I don't the stars. have to show you no stinking badges. <laughs> in, in the picture. And uh, Don played uh, the Houston part, and of course Jack was Humphrey Bogart. That's when, while we're working on that, and I just happened to get a, a thought that since it was location was in Mexico, if he would just talk to a Mexican bandit and just ask questions, and he would just say, see, 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 then Jack would say, what's your name? Says, sigh, sigh, see. Mm -hmm. That's all we wanted to do was that one short routine. Instead, it played so well 
that I think we did that periodically in each season for about 25 years. <laughs> Just never let go of it. We talked about Mel Black uh, with his uh, sound effects that he created with his mouth. He was the motor of Jack Benny's very famous car, the Maxwell. Well, boss, I've got all the luggage in the car. Good, come on, let's go. Are you sure all the lights are off and the doors are locked, Rochester? Yes, sir. Good. Okay, start the car. Okay. I'd sell if we had a little gasoline in the water. Never mind, try the motor again, will you? Yes, sir. The motor sounds as though it's going from bad to worse. Sounds like it's going from here to eternity. Rochester, don't be funny. Try it once more. Okay. The motor's not even catching. Maybe the battery's dead. Can't be that, Mr. Benny. I put a new battery in yesterday. A new battery? How much did it cost? Nothing. I got it out of your flashlight. <laughs> once more. There you are, Rochester. The motor's going. Back the car out of the garage. Wait till that crowd gets out of the way. All right, folks, break it up. Break it up. Beat it, beat it. Why do they always gather when we try to start the car? You can go, Rochester. They've gone now. famous Maxwell yeah, sound. Yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> uh, describe uh, Mel's mo motor at the end of that motor as the last gasp of a dying swan coming through at least 18 inches of congested neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take, let's take a call from Sid. Hello, Sid. You're on with George Balzer, Larry, and John Gassman. Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my recollection goes back to one of Mel Blank's bits, too, and I guess you would call it a running gag. It ran, would run for weeks. Remember the bit about the Cimarron roll? Well... When Mel Blank was uh, driving that bakery truck through... You're, you're upstaging us here. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> because that was coming up next. It was. Yes, it is, and we'll give you the whole history on that. Good. Anything else? Well, I was just wondering, on that gag, did uh, the Cimarron... Uh, 
bit, you know, the fact that he was pushing the special every week yes. uh, was funny. Mm. Now, did the punchline, was it intended to be a punchline after running for a couple of weeks, or did it just develop after well, being that good for a while? Well, now, ap after the fourth week, we, we cut it off. We, we found a way to, a solution for the whole thing. I don't know whether you remember that. In our, well, leading up to the punchline, yeah. the final, yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, built up deliberately. Yeah, sure. We because it played so well for us, we just kept nursing it along for for. Well, I'll give you I'll give you the whole story on it in just a moment or two. Okay, fine. And then we'll play it for you. Good, thank you. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, we've got about a minute here before we take our first uh, cutaway. Uh, what about uh, the genesis of the Cimarron rolls? Well, <clears throat> it happened by accident. We had a scene with Jack in the bakery shop buying some bakery goods and Mel was the clerk. I was sitting back in the back of the house. A friend had come over to visit me and we were sitting there talking and the rehearsal's going on upstage and this friend of mine, hadn't seen him in quite a while, was telling me about it that he and his wife had just moved to a new apartment and it was decorated very modern. And he says they had modern this and they had modern that and modern something else and it was very modern well we know what he meant to say was sure. modern so when he left i went up on stage and i said jack i got an idea he says what is it i said you know where you're in the bakery shop and you're ordering for mel the the uh, cinnamon rolls he says yeah he says let's change it just you you order order cinnamon and mel says cimarron and now the rest of the routine is you trying to correct him. He said, gee, that sounds kind of funny. I said, maybe it is, let me find out. So he says, go ahead, see what you can do with it. So I took a little time and, and we did it. My guest is George Balzer. I'm Ray Bream and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. All right, we have uh, the first of the Cimarron Rolls gags and this is the way it went. Oh boy, look at those nice looking cakes in the window. Yeah, I'll go in and buy something. Huh? Yes, sir, what can I do for you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Everything looks so good in here. What do you recommend? Well, we got pies, cakes, donuts, brownies, and Cimarron rolls. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cimarron rolls. Don't you mean cinnamon? That's what I said, cinnamon roll. <laughs> well, I don't want any of those. I want to know, have you got any lady fingers? I used to have, but I had to get rid of them. They kept cracking their knuckles. <laughs> don't be so smart. I came in here to buy something. Now, let's see. Well, I know, I'll have a half a dozen donuts, that chocolate cake, and I think I'll have some of those Cimarron rolls. <laughs> what? I said I'll...
going to pick it up in the next hour. There's more to come. Just stop it right there, if you would, and we'll pick it up on the Cimarron Rolls. My guest, George Balzer, for 25 years, the writer for the Jack Benny program, and also Larry and John Gassman, who are officials of an organization called Spiritback, the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio, Drama, and Variety and Comedy. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream. Stay tuned for the news. KABC, Talk Radio 790. Your passport to the world is waiting. Experience Moscow, Madrid, and New York. The West Coast number one dance season. The classic ballet season at the Orange County Performing Arts Center. A full season for as little as $68. Enjoy Mikhail Baryshnikov's American Ballet Theater and the world premiere of Swan Lake and repertory favorites including Gaiety Parisienne. Treasure the first U.S. tour of the Moscow Classical Ballet. Performing the passionate Romeo and Juliet. The electrifying Royal Spanish National Ballet's first West Coast tour and the fiery excitement of flamingo and classical ballet. And the legacy of the late Robert Joffrey continues with the West Coast premiere of Billy the Kid and the Jinsky's The Rite of Spring by the innovative Joffrey Ballet Company. Four internationally acclaimed dance companies and five exciting evenings. Subscribe now to the West Coast number one dance season. The classic ballet season at the Orange County Performing Arts Center. Don't wait. The best time is now for first class seats. Call the center or Ticketmaster Orange County LA in San Diego. Check Sunday's Orange County Register or LA Times for complete details. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 790, the voice of Southern California. From ABC News, I'm Mary Margaret Myers. A bizarre shooting in Concord, California has left a 17-year-old girl dead and five other people wounded, one critically, one seriously. Police have arrested a security guard and charged him with walking into a lunchroom at the MicroPure Water Treatment Company, opening fire on the employees inside. ABC's Greg Edmonds has more. A likable security guard apparently went berserk and fired on the people he was hired to protect. 45-year-old Sabron Flinna arrived at the MicroPure company in Concord, about 40 miles east of San Francisco. He muttered something about his being a lousy cush job. Then he pulled out his service revolver and began shooting. Six men and women were shot. Employees who scrambled to avoid the bullets couldn't imagine why Flinna took his frustrations out on them. Although Flinna is a security guard, police say he is not licensed to carry a weapon on duty. Greg Edmonds, ABC News, Concord, California. I'll have more after this. If you have not yet prepared your will, please listen carefully. Without a will, the laws of the state and not you will determine who receives your property and at what amounts, who manages the affairs of your estate. Your choice as guardian of your minor children may never be known. Your loved ones could face unnecessary legal costs and needless court delays. Now, for only $9.95, you can make your own will quickly and safely with the American Will Kit. You'll receive simple fill-in-the-blank will forms with easy-to-follow directions. The forms were prepared by lawyers to be valid in all 50 states. Order now and you'll also receive free of charge our easy reading personal protection guide giving you important tips and special information that can save you money join the more than one million americans who've already taken advantage of this special mail order opportunity to order call toll free 1-800-445-4100 that's 1-800-445-4100 only 995 plus shipping call now 1-800-445-4100 money back if not satisfied by merrill marketing 685 bloomfield avenue verona new jersey please allow four weeks for delivery 
65 more countries were added to the Agriculture Department's list Friday, the list of areas hard hit by the drought. Nearly 1,500 counties now in 30 states will be allowed to take land out of crop production to use instead to graze livestock and harvest hay. Nearly half the counties in the United States are on the drought assistance list. At a House subcommittee hearing held in Velvet, North Dakota yesterday, state lawmaker and farmer Gene Watney told members of Congress the situation is far worse than critical. There's going to be towns that will be closed down. They will, you know, the last person out to turn off the lights sort of a deal. And uh, uh, we're seeing that happen to a degree now. And uh, if uh, with this drought, it's just aggravating it. Uh, the situation, you know, it, we used to say it was critical. Well, it's near death. In the first day of operation, the government's drought hotline in Washington got more than 200 phone calls during the first four hours. There's been a turnaround in Manila. Philippine President Corazon Aquino has agreed to let ousted President Ferdinand Marcos back into her country from exile so he can face trial and she can try to recover money from Marcos's secret Swiss bank accounts. The president's panel on AIDS has delivered to the Oval Office its final report, including 600 recommendations on how to deal with a deadly immune deficiency epidemic. The report says doctors ought to start giving AIDS tests more often as part of routine health care, and that people with AIDS shouldn't be discriminated against. What was missing from the draft were criticisms of the president that appeared in the earlier version that said Mr. Reagan hadn't done nearly enough to hold back the AIDS virus. Testing of a new AIDS vaccine is to begin on human volunteers in Switzerland, jointly developed by the Swiss firm Sibagaygi and the California-based Chiron Corporation. ABC's Lisa Rowland has details in Geneva. A Sibagaygi spokesman says animal and laboratory tests have been encouraging, but only time will tell whether the vaccine will show similar results in humans. The tests here in Geneva will be conducted on 25 healthy male volunteers between 20 and 60 years of age. Researchers will test the vaccine safety and gather data on the vaccine's potential to prevent AIDS. In the second phase, tests will be conducted in the U.S. on high-risk individuals to see how well the vaccine protects people from getting AIDS. Lisa Rowland, ABC News, Geneva. This is ABC News. It's easy to do it yourself. Listen to Ray Nitschke for Easy Painter. Easy Painter guarantees one coat coverage with one coat paint. That's right, no second coat. So next time you're getting ready to paint, quit messing around. Look for Easy Painter one coater paint brushes and rollers. Thanks, Ray. Also look for the self-igniting five-piece deluxe auto burns kit from burns This deluxe kit has interchangeable heads for everything from tile removal to soldering. The right price, the right torch kit for you. burns and Easy Painter from the Newell Group. For more information, call 1-800-821-0900 for possessing cocaine. For the ABC Information Network, I'm Mary Margaret Myers. What sets House of Imports, Mercedes-Benz, and Buena Park so far apart? Is it exceptional dollar value or standard setting service? Hua Rangdo Martial Arts Grand Master, Dr. Zhu Bang Li, and his son, Martial Arts Champion, Henry Li, are here to help settle this continuing house debate. Son, you know how demanding I am about outstanding dollar value? That's why I bought my Mercedes-Benz at House of Imports in Buena Park. But House of Imports really knocks me out with unbelievable service. I understand, son, but House of Imports is the champ with the best dollar value. And there you have it. Why not visit House of Imports Mercedes-Benz in Buena Park today and decide for yourself? Incomparable dollar value, extraordinary service. House of Imports Mercedes-Benz, where the I-5 Santa Ana and the I-91 freeways meet in Buena Park. Or dial 213 or 714 Mercedes. That's 213 or 714 M-E-R-C-E-D-E-S. House of Imports Mercedes-Benz in Buena Park. Setting the standard.
KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 790. Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brave, and my guest is George Balzer, writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years. And we're reminiscing about uh, all the great uh, lines and the Benny people. And Larry and John Gassman, who are trying to keep this type of radio alive. They're members of the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio Drama, Variety, and Comedy. To be exact, uh, President and uh, Board of Directors and... Uh, John, what is yours? Acquisitions. Acquisitions. Right. Yes, okay. Disc tapes, scripts. How, how many like programs have you uh, dubbed off from those old 16-inch discs to tape? Any idea? Well, we've probably dubbed 10 or 15,000. Uh, really? I, that many? Yeah, I, until December I could have said 99%, but fortunately uh, uh, Palladium Entertainment donated the uh, Lone Ranger and Sergeant Preston radio transcriptions, or about 6,900 of them to us, so uh, we got a lot of work to do now. Yes, you have. That'll keep you busy for a long time. Oh, yeah. George Balzer, we were in the midst of the Cimarron Rolls routine with, of course, uh, Mel Blank. Let's continue with that, and then we'll go to a few other cuts and uh, talk more about the Cimarron Rolls, all right? Fine. Are we, we finished the first segment. No, we really didn't. We, we were, were right in the middle of it. We ran out of time, remember? We ran out of time. Well, then, all right. Let, let's pick it up. Let's pick it all up. Right, here we go. Sure, okay. All right. Well, I know. I'll have a half a dozen donuts, that chocolate cake, and I think I'll have some of those Cimarron rolls. <laughs> what? I said I'll... <laughs> I said I'll have some of those Cimarron rolls. Don't you mean cinnamon rolls? Yeah, give me six of them. Now, how much is it all together? Oh, let's see. Donuts, uh, chocolate, pastry, and a half a dozen Cimarron rolls. <laughs> that comes to a dollar even. A dollar? Well, here you are. Goodbye. Goodbye. And call again. You're quite a character. <laughs> all right, now... That's the routine we did, ex thinking we would do it just that once and mm -hmm. forget it. Mm -hmm. Last week, we worked the little bakery fella into a show. I think Jack was in a... We were doing a Western sketch, I believe, mm -hmm. and Jack was in a hotel room, and he would sent for room service. So here we are with the second week of that routine. Come in. I had that you call for room service. <laughs> yes, I want some breakfast. Orange juice, coffee, and uh, let's see, what can I have with the coffee? Well, we have toast, English muffins, donuts, and Cimarron rolls. <laughs> what? Cimarron rolls. Look, waiter. Bring me some orange juice, coffee, and a Cimarron roll. Okay, and you're lucky. Yesterday, I couldn't have brought you any Cimarron rolls. Why not? We were out of cinnamon. <laughs> oh, just go get it. Uh, oh, 
great. <laughs> Mel Blanc's voice just breaks me up every time I hear right, it. What goes on here now? All right, so uh, we, we go to number three here in a second. The Easter Parade. Uh, no, we have number three, Cimarron yeah. Rolls. Yeah, okay, fine. Then we, we now come to the, uh, the, the third time we okay. used it, which is in the Easter Parade. Well, that's the Easter Parade. Yeah, All right, that's the Easter Parade. Jack and right. Mary are walking in the Easter Parade. All right, I can hardly wait. Let's <laughs> let's do it. Gosh, there are a lot of people out today. You know, it seems like... Uh, hello, Mr. Barry. Happy Easter. <laughs> oh, happy Easter, Mr. Mr. Don't you remember me? I'm the clerk that waited on you at the bakery shop. <laughs> In the bakery shop? Yeah, don't you remember? You came in and I sold you chocolate cake, some donuts, some pastries, and a half a dozen Cimarron rolls. Oh, yes. Say, Mary, this is the fellow I told you about. He can't pronounce cinnamon. I can't, though. All right, let's hear you say cinnamon. Cimarron. You see, Mary? Look, mister, it's such a simple word. You just pronounce it like it's spelled. C-I-N-N-A-M-O-N. C-I-N-N-A-M-O-N? Yes, Simran. <laughs> oh, thanks, lady. It's easy when you spell it first. Yes, yes, it's easy. <laughs> All right, now that's, that's the third time we used it. The following week, the cast was over at Jack's house supposedly for a rehearsal, I believe. And there's a knock on the door and Jack goes out. And here's the fourth time we used it. There's someone at the back door. Rochester, give everybody coffee. I'll answer. Uh, hello, Mr. Bunny. Oh, the man from the bakery shop. Huh? Uh, yeah, I got the stuff that you ordered. Some donuts, some chocolate cake, some pastry, and a half a dozen Cimarron rolls. <laughs> you still can't pronounce it, can you? Look, it isn't Cimarron, it's cinnamon. Now, let me ask you something. Maybe this will help you pronounce it. How are these rolls made? Well, you take some flour, sugar, eggs, and, uh, and, uh, do you want to know all the ingredients? <laughs> oh, look, it, it isn't ingredients, it's ingredients. Yes, I want to know all of them, then. Well, there's flour, sugar, eggs, shortening, and cinnamon. That's it, that's it, that's it. Now, now, look, take your time, think. Okay, now let me hear you say it. Ingredients. <laughs> I don't mean ingredients. I'm trying to get you to say Cimarron. <laughs> I, mean, I mean cinnamon. Why don't you order something else? You drive me nuts. <laughs> All right, just give me my stuff. <laughs> Thanks and goodbye. Bye. Jack, who is that? Oh, that silly guy from the bakery. The fellow who insists upon saying Cimarron rolls. Well, here you are, kid. You can have some of these with your coffee. They're nice and fresh. Uh, wait a minute, Jack. He's right. What do you mean he's right? Well, look at that label on this paper box. These are genuine Cimarron rolls named after J.P. Cimarron, founder of the Cimarron Baking Company. <laughs> Thank you.
rolls should not be confused with ordinary cinnamon rolls, which are made from entirely different ingredients. <laughs> Well, Jack, I guess that'll hold you. Hold me nothing. That silly guy had that label printed himself just because he can't say cinnamon. <laughs> he must be crazy. Well, boss, there's one way of finding out. How? Ask him if he showers with a peel of a jail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that line from Rochester got a big laugh, but just being a part of this excerpt, it doesn't mean anything. He says, just ask, the man must be crazy. He's just asking him if he showers with a peeled potato. But that was part of a running gag in that same show. We talked about a peeled potato, right? Well, what happens is that now we'll go back to the beginning of that show, long before the mm -hmm. bakery man came in, and we'll show you how the peeled potato worked its way down through the script. So well, that we'll Rogers... do that. We'll do that after we take a break. Fine. That's upcoming, so stay with us. My guest, George Balzer. Writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years, along with Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. Make more money at your present sales job than you ever thought possible. If you know how, it's easy. The Heilbrunn Sales Seminar can magnify your talents to a degree where you can turn them into money making sales tools. If you currently hold a position in sales or your company employs a sales force, you owe it to yourself to take the opportunity to find out more about the tremendously successful Heilbrunn Sales Seminars. Learn how to turn fear into dynamite and make it work in your favor. Learn how to make prospecting pay off and learn better ways to close a sale. The revolutionary Heilbrunn sales techniques were researched and developed over 15 years and are designed to sharpen your skills, keep you energized in the field, and motivated in the office. The Heilbrunn seminars are so certain that you'll immediately benefit that they'll promise a 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. You have nothing to lose by calling now. Area code 818 347 7562. 347 7562. Your passport to the world is waiting. Experience Moscow, Madrid, and New York. The West Coast number one dance season. The classic ballet season at the Orange County Performing Arts Center. A full season for as little as $68. Enjoy Mikhail Voroshnikov's American Ballet Theater and the world premiere of Swan Lake and repertory favorites including Gaiety Parisienne. Treasure the first U.S. tour of the Moscow Classical Ballet. Performing the passionate Romeo and Juliet. The electrifying Royal Spanish National Ballet's first West Coast tour and the fiery excitement of flamingo and classical ballet. And the legacy of the late Robert Joffrey continues with the West Coast premiere of Billy the Kid and Najinsky's The Rite of Spring by the innovative Joffrey Ballet Company. Four internationally acclaimed dance companies in five exciting evenings. Subscribe now to the West Coast number one dance season. The classic ballet season at the Orange County Performing Arts Center. Don't wait. The best time is now for first class seats. Call the center or Ticketmaster Orange County, LA, and San Diego. Check Sunday's Orange County Register or LA Times for complete details. True blue, true Dodger blue, telling the story old and new. True blue, true Dodger blue, adding to the glory that's always Dodger blue. Pete Rose and company try to get back into the thick of things in the National League West. Can the Dodgers put their plans on hold? Join us for game coverage this afternoon at 3.30. It's the Dodgers and Reds today on KEBC. 
the word talk, T-A-L-K. South Bay Area, dial 679. Glendale and Pasadena, 244-990 for the San Fernando Valley. And in Orange County, the 714 area, 750. The 213 area of Orange County, 448. Los Angeles, it's 520, and then talk. George Balzer is my guest, who was the writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years, along with Larry and John Gassman of Spurdback. Uh, we were talking about the peeled potato gag that uh, preceded this uh, excerpt uh, regarding the Cimarron rolls. Right. Now we'll go back to the top of that show. Okay. And, and we will then find out why Rochester's <clears throat> reference to peeled potato. Okay. Here we go. And now let's go out to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills. It's such a lovely morning that outside on the front lawn, we hear the splashing of birds in the bird bath. While upstairs, we hear the sound of the shower. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a wonderful feeling that everything's going my way. Rochester, I'm through showering. You can stop singing now. Okay. Say, Rochester, I don't know where you're buying soap lately, but that new bar I just used didn't lather at all. I didn't know you took a new bar of soap. Did you get it out of the service closet? No, I found it in the kitchen. In the drawer? No, in a dish near the drain board. Well, congratulations, boss. Why? You have just showered with a peeled potato. <laughs> A peeled... Imagine showering with a peeled potato. Now, Rochester, while I get dressed, how about fixing me some breakfast? Yes, sir. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a wonderful... Oh, good morning, Polly. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Ah, I've got a wonderful feeling that something is coming my way. She had a feeling all right. She laid an egg. Good girl, Polly. Livingston, come right in. You must be in a good mood. I heard you singing as you were coming to the door. Oh, I always sing when it's getting close to my payday. Why do you sing so long before payday? There ain't much to sing about after. <laughs> I know what you mean. Oh, good morning, Mary. Hello, Jack. You know, it's so early, I thought you'd still be in bed. In bed? Are you kidding? I've already taken my shower. Rochester, how about breakfast? Coming up. Mary, would you care for something to eat? No, thanks. I'm not hungry. You know, Mary, you look kind of cute this morning. You really do. How about a kiss? Okay. <laughs> hmm. That's funny. What? I just said I wasn't hungry, and now I've got a craving for potatoes. <laughs> Ones in town. <laughs> Molly, 
<laughs> funny bit. All right, that's the peeled potato gag. We have Dave on the line from Minneapolis, and let's take a call. Hello, Dave. You're on with uh, George Balzer and also Larry and John Gassman. Go ahead. Hello, Ray. Uh, this is Dave from Minneapolis, also known as K0IZD. I've got a ham in the crowd. Yeah, but anyway, uh, when I was... Um uh, younger, much younger, like a little kid, I used to listen to the Jack Benny program all the time. It's my was my favorite on the radio, and I'm now um, a stand-up comedian too. Uh, but uh, I was uh, uh, congratulate you on uh, the quality of your writing. It was superbly written. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, and it's a distinct pleasure for me to be able to talk to you. Wow. Well, uh, it's a pleasure for me to hear that we've got a young comedian coming up here. Yeah, well, I try to take after Jack Benny. Uh, let me ask you, Dave, do you have somebody writing for you, or do you have to write your own? Uh, I write my own. I write my own, yeah. What have you been able to learn by listening to the Jack Benny program, say? Timing. Timing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. V very important. Something else very important, if I, if I may um, say so. Yes. Um... Do everything you can to make that audience like you. Oh, sure. Even if it takes an extra 30, 40 seconds when you first come out, come off as a nice fella. If they like you, it's easy to make them laugh. Mm -hmm. That's generally but, my style. But if you come out and a little bit smart alecky, they're not going to laugh no matter how funny you are. I, they they hate you already. I, yeah. So come out and take a little time and talk to the audience a little bit and kind of get them in your hand. Then give them the entertainment. Oh, sure. But I was wondering, is there any place where uh, we could buy uh, recordings of uh, old Jack Benny programs? Well, I think the Spurdback people would have uh, the answer to that. There are places where you can buy them but uh, at greatly exorbitant prices for the most part. If you get involved with organizations like Spurback who have lending libraries, you can record them for yourselves at basically the cost of mailing and, and handling and enjoy them, I think, a lot more. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that organization. All right. It's P.O. Box 1587. Are you copying that? Uh, He's a ham. He ought to copy. <laughs> Sorry. Want me, to, want, to, want me to send it out in CW? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. P.O. Box 1587, uh, Hollywood, 90078. And uh, uh, what was the name of the organization again? Spurdvac. S-P-E-R-D-V-A-C. That's all you have to do. Okay. All right to him. All right. Take care. Hey, thank, thank you, Dave. Bye now. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. Maybe you're handy, maybe you're not. Maybe you just want to give it a shot. Maybe it's an old leaky pipe that you've got, and you want to fix it right there on the spot. You might be the type who thinks that it's fun to keep working and working till the rotten job's done. But if you've tried and tried and just can't make it work, or just the mere thought of it drives you berserk, you don't have to solve the problem alone. Just pick up the phone and call Dial 1. Look in the yellow pages under plumbing for the Dial 1 plumber near you. Dial 1 has 40 trades and services to care for residential, commercial, and industrial property. From plumbing to heating and air conditioning, from carpet cleaning to pest control. If you've got a problem, chances are there's a Dial 1 skilled professional to handle it. 
Dial 1 is the only recommendation you need to be sure the job is done right. The next time that you've got a job to be done, just pick up the phone and call Dial 1. Each Dial 1 company is independently owned and operated. All services may not be available in all areas. So there you are, lying in bed, wide awake, listening to yours truly, Ray Bream on KABC. Well, I know how you feel. I used to go through the same thing, but not anymore. I finally realized, after years of tossing and turning, that all I needed to do was replace my tired old mattress. So I went to Sit and Sleep. They guarantee the lowest price in L.A., and Sit and Sleep has the largest selection. Over 50,000 square feet of quality brand names, such as Simmons and Sealy Posturepedic. Sit and Sleep's massive in-stock selection makes the department store one to two week delivery time unacceptable. At Sit and Sleep, you can buy it today and sleep on it tonight. I sleep like a baby. You should, too. You'll be thanking me for years. First thing tomorrow, call Sit and Sleep and find out about their super discounts for Ray Bream listeners. Or visit them in Culver City on Overland between Venice and Washington. If you want a great night's sleep and want to get rid of that sore back, do what I did. Go to Sit and Sleep, where they guarantee you the lowest price in writing. There are annual sales, biannual sales, white sales, red tag sales, penny sales, dollar days, and more. At the Medicine Shop Pharmacy, we don't have too many sales. Instead, we guarantee low prices, so we beat the sale prices every day. Plus, we offer added discounts for seniors and a whole lot of other people. And Medicine Shop offers monthly specials at exceptionally low prices. So stop by Medicine Shop for low prices on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day, Thursday, Friday. Listen, whether you're looking for everyday low prices, fast service, personal attention, or just the great selection of health care products, your neighborhood medicine shop is the pharmacy you should get to know. And next time you're in a participating medicine shop, ask for a free photo of yours truly and mention KABC for $2 off on your first prescription. And visit Joe Diamond in Redondo Beach, $22.99, 190th, or Bob Mitten in San Gabriel at 702 South Del Mar, or Bob Lynch in Westminster at 14341 Beach Boulevard. Ray Brain. KABC, Talk Radio 790. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word talk. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then... Talk. We have Gary on the line from Moore Park, California. Good morning, Gary. You're on with uh, George Balzer, Larry, and John Gassman. Good morning. That's Jerry, and I'm one of the... Jerry. ...from NPR's KCSN, 30 Minutes to Curtain. Uh, George. Yes. Uh, can you tell me the background on the grass rake, grease rack routine? Yes, I can. Mary... Uh, was his, let's see, I have to think about this. She uh, made a mistake. She was supposed to say the car was up on the grease rack. Instead, she said the car was up on the grass rake. Now, Jack <laughs> jumped all over and says, Mary, there's no such word, grass rake. How could you make such a mistake? So forth and so He just wrote her terribly for the... For, uh, I guess a, a week or two. Mm -hmm. Then we went to Palm Springs and we're doing a show. And uh, again, we referred to the to the grass reek that there's no such thing. Well, the the uh, chief of police was our guest star, so he came in for his spot, and he told about an incident that happened the night before, 
and that they were called out by some woman because on her lawn there were 30 skunks. Jack says, 30 skunks? He says, yes, and boy, did that grass reek. Yes. Now, this was the way we paid it off, and I guess then Mary says, you see, you see, and you said there was no such word. That's the story on grass reek. It was an honest mistake. Incidentally, uh let me follow up your Cimarron bit. Yes. You know that Cimarron is really the cross street to the street Rochester's house is on. Uh, come to, yeah, I'm familiar with the name Cimarron. Cimarron uh, street. It is. That's where he was, on 37th place. Uh, south of Jefferson Boulevard. Yes, that's right. Boy, I'm, I'm glad been, I came tonight. I've been, to, been to a lot of good parties there. <laughs> <laughs> we did, too, in high school. Uh, apropos the sea-sigh routine, yes. there's a suit soy in the Ventura County phone book. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really. Uh, isn't it? No, O'Reilly. Oh, come on. <laughs> now, cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what happened with the sea-sigh routine. The reason we could run it for so long is because as time went by, and I'm talking about uh, years, we added to it. We got into the yeah. Sister Sue, what does she do? So, you know, so, see, and so forth. And we, ex we extended that as, as we went along. I loved it. It played marvelously well for us. Um, are John and Larry being modest, or, do you, or haven't they mentioned that uh, they do a show five evenings a week called Same Time, Same Station on the Pasadena City College? No, we knew sooner or later you were going to call in and plug it. <laughs> <laughs> Over at KPCC. Yeah. Is, uh, up on Mount Wilson. <laughs> right here. Uh, did you know that uh, Ronald Reagan's mother, Nellie, used to do 40 years ago radio drama, a show called The Mask and Mike Club, hmm. aired out of the Hollywood Beverly Christian Church on Valley's KGIL. Can I say hmm. that right? Well, you just did. No, I didn't know that. I'm writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to go, Jerry. Thank you very much. Let me ask one question. Hurry. Uh, if anybody's out there who does radio drama at college stations and the like, I'd like to hear them call in, too. I hope so, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. My guests, George Balzer, chief writer for the Jack Benny program for 25 years, and Larry and John Gassman of Spurdvac. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio, AM 790. When test driving a new or used car, your mind should be at ease. It can be, especially when your dealer is among the top 1% with the highest customer satisfaction ratings. For the last two years, Beach Lincoln Mercury has received the Ford Motor Company Customer Satisfaction Award. That's your guarantee for their personalized attention that you deserve. In fact, the president of Ford Motor Company has said, keeping the customer satisfied is the reason we're in business. As far as I'm concerned, there's no higher achievement. Now look, whether you're looking for a new or used or leased car, if you can't stop by Beach Lincoln Mercury for a test drive, then just call and tell them that Ray Bream sent you and receive your brochures absolutely free without any obligation. The service, parts, and body shop are open Saturdays with extended hours. And Beach Lincoln Mercury is located at Beach and Warner in Huntington Beach. Drop on in or call now. Area code 714-848-7739. That's 848-7739. Beach Lincoln Mercury, a continued winner, ready to serve you. Are you thinking about replacing or selling your Oriental or Persian rug? If so, then listen to me for a few seconds. Abraham Oriental Rugs would like to buy your Oriental rug. That's right. Your old rug may be worth more than you've ever anticipated. Even if your Oriental or Persian rug is a little worn or needs repair, you can sell it for top dollar. 
Abraham Oriental Rugs has been in business for a quarter of a century, and they have been very fair about their prices. In fact, one of their slogans is, if they cannot earn your trust, they don't deserve your business. Just tell Abraham that Ray Bream sent you, and one of his associates can consult you over the phone. When you're ready to sell your rug, he'll go to your home and pay you immediate cash. If you're selling your Oriental or Persian rug, call Abraham. Your rug could be worth more than you're anticipating. For your convenience, Abraham Oriental Rugs has a 24-hour toll-free number, 1-800-222-RUGS. That's 1-800-222-RUGS. Call Abraham Oriental Rugs. When it comes to a personal injury and you want to make sure that you get all the compensation you're entitled to, you need someone in your corner who's just as big and strong, just as smart as the insurance company. You need Rose, Klein, and Marius, the oldest, largest, and most powerful personal injury law firm in Southern California, with nine different offices to serve you. Call in area code 213-257-3304. If you're outside the 213 area, call collect 257-3304. An injury on or off the job, an injury from an automobile accident, a personal injury suffered from the use of a product or device. Any type of personal injury means you might be entitled to compensation. Consultation is absolutely free. Call direct or collect, area code 213-257-3304. 213-257-3304. Trust the experts, Rose, Klein, and Marius. Get what you're entitled to, for sure. Call direct or collect, 213-257-3304. This is state school chief Bill Honig. I'm in education. And California Attorney General John Vandekamp. I'm in law enforcement. If your children don't attend school, they simply won't be able to compete in today's complex world. Also, kids that skip school often become delinquents who get into serious trouble with the law. As parents, you must insist on your child attending school. If you don't, you may be breaking the law. Your child needs an education. KABC Talk Radio 790. If you're calling from Los Angeles, dial 520, followed by the word TALK. T-A-L-K follows all of our numbers. For the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. The San Gabriel Valley, 448. In Burbank, 244. And in Compton, dial 639. And then TALK. My guest for 25 years, the writer for the Jack Benny program, both radio and television, George Balzer, and Larry and John Gassman, who are with SPERDVAC, that's S-P-E-R-D-V-A-C, which stands for the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio, Drama, Variety, and Comedy. And I sure hope you remember that, because I can <laughs> never do it. <laughs> So anyway, uh, here you are. You, you've got uh, some Braille there, Larry. That's to help you in case you can't remember Spurdback. That, that, <laughs> there you go, Ray. Trying to help, Ray. For, for those who don't know, uh, Larry and John are both blind. They're twins. And uh, <laughs> funny line. They have to take our word for it. <laughs> of course. I'd rather have you have it than the engineer. <laughs> we, listen, I fly blind all the time. <laughs> okay, let's uh, get back back to what I was asking you, George, about the relationship between you and, uh, and Jack Benny, the and, writers and, and Jack the writers. Benny. Well, uh, another story I, I can tell you, a true story. We, we had a guest star uh, once uh, at one particular time, and we finished the script, and Jack, in deference to the, he was a star himself, uh, said, as long as the script is ready, why don't you just run, take over to his house 
and have him look it over and tell you whether he's pleased with it or not, uh, just to make him a little more comfortable. So we said, fine. So uh, he didn't live too far from Jack in Beverly Hills. So we went over to this house, and he lets us in, and we all sit down, and he starts reading the script. And he says, uh, what kind of material is this? And he starts picking on the script and getting fairly nasty. Mm -hmm. So we explained. We said, well, we, uh, we thought that it was all right, that it, was, uh, that it would play, that it was good for the idea we had and so forth. And he says, well, I don't know whether I want to do this kind of material and just continued talking in that vein. So we went back to the office and Jack says, uh, what did he say? We said, Jack, he just, uh, he insulted us. Jack says, well, if that's the way he feels, we won't, we won't use him. So we didn't, we didn't use him that week. We wrote, we rewrote the show, went on, and then very successful. And then after about three or four years, the individual was a member of the same club that Jack was. Mm -hmm. Why he uh, said to Jack, he says, why don't you use me on your show? And Jack says, I'll tell you why. I don't like what you did to my writers. How about that? And he said, now, if you want to come on our show and do what they write for you, I'd love to have you. About three weeks later, he was our guest. Isn't but that just shows you how much Jack... You, you great loyalty. Yeah. yeah. You used the same script, didn't you? Yes, I believe so. We just fixed it up a little bit. <laughs> he never knew. <laughs> he, no, he just wanted to make... Uh, mm -hmm. You bet your life. He wanted to make remarks. All right, we have another excerpt here. This comes uh, from the show, and it's uh, titled Glockamora. What's the Glockamora thing? Well, one day, a beautiful spring day, I believe, I was driving uh, uh, to Beverly Hills to meet, to meet with Jack and the other fellas, and uh, I have the radio on. And a new song that had just come out, I don't know if it was from Brigadoon or Finian's Rainbow. Finian's Rainbow. Finian's Rainbow. Mm -hmm. And this beautiful voice is, is singing How Are Things in Glockamore, etc. And it dawned on me, he says, wait a minute, those are all questions. I think we can use that. So here's where we took a lyric of a song, and I don't think we changed it at all. No. And we used it and got great results. And I think uh, it's in the railroad station, I believe. Yes. We, cause the good old railroad station. There we go again. Right, because right, we were going to go to New York. Let's take a listen. Attention, please. Train leaving on track eight for Glendale, Barstow, and Glockamora. I wonder which ticket window I should go to. I beg your pardon, mister, but are you validating tickets? Oh, what do you think I'm doing with this rubber stamp? Voting for Hoover? <laughs> Mister, I'm going to report you to the station master and uh, see... Pardon me just a moment. I'm in a hurry. Do you mind if I go first? No, no. It's quite all right. And what can I do for you, sir? Well, I'd like to know something. I just heard the train announcer say that the train on track eight now goes to Glendale, Barstow, and Glockamora. That's right. Now, what is it you want to know? How are things in Glockamora? <laughs> is that little brook still leaping there? Yes, it is. Does it still run down to Donny Cove through Killybegs, Kilcarry, and Kildare? Yes, it does. Is that willow tree still weeping there? Uh-huh. 
Does that lassie with the twinkling eye come smiling by? And does she walk away sad and dreamy there, not to see me there? Yes, yes, she does. <laughs> Good. Give me a ticket to West Los Angeles. There's your ticket and have a pleasant trip. Thanks. Hmm. To him, he's got to be nice yet. <laughs> now, that was played by Elliot Lewis. Did a beautiful job for us. Played so well that I think the next time we went to the railroad station, we took a different song and did the same type of thing. And I think the second one was... Uh, the, the Tennessee, Tennessee Waltz. Tennessee Waltz. All right, uh, we'll uh, take a detour here and we'll uh, do the Tennessee Waltz. So uh, that's uh, the next cutout. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happened there. So let's do it. Uh, this is uh, cut number 17, the Tennessee Waltz. Attention, please. Will passengers who just arrived on the train from Catalina please get in your taxis? You're dripping all over the station. <laughs> Now, here's the ticket window. Oh, pardon me. Are you the ticket clerk here? Yes. <laughs> I used to be in Pasadena, but they moved me on account of the freeway. That's very funny. Thank you. Attention, please. He stole that joke from me. Now, look, clerk. Now, let's not have any trouble here. I want a ticket to New York. Return trip? No, one way. Good. Now, cut that out. I'm coming back by plane. So just do what I... Excuse me, sir, but may I go ahead of you? I'm in a hurry. Well, yes, yes, I guess so. Well, you see, I'm just going on my vacation for three weeks, and I don't want to waste a minute of it. Clerk, will you give me a ticket? Uh, yes, sir. Where to? Oh, I don't care. Any place is all right with me. Well, the next train out is going to Nashville, Tennessee. No, no, not there. I don't want to go back to that state again. Why not? What happened there? Well, I'll tell you. I was dancing with my darling to the Tennessee Waltz. When an old friend I happened to see. And you introduced him to your loved one? Yes. And while they were waltzing, my friend stole my sweetheart from me. Well, why don't you try to forget? Forget? I remember the night of the Tennessee Waltz. much I have lost. Look, mister. You keep out of it. <laughs> Just what did you lose? Well, I lost my little darling the night they were playing the beautiful Tennessee Waltz. Well, what are you crying for? You're number one on the hit parade. I told you to keep out of it. I'm sorry. Well, look, uh, how about a ticket to Banff? Oh, yes, that'll be swell. Oh, you'll enjoy it there. It's very close to Lake Louise. Oh, no, no. I can't go there. Why not? Louise was the name of my little darling. Oh, the one I was dancing with to the Tennessee Waltz with an old friend I have. Look, one chorus is enough. Now, clerk, give me my ticket, will you? <laughs> Uh, I love it, I love it. 
Now, the next time we did, they tried to tell us we're too young. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that here in a minute. We have to take a break. But one thing I want to ask you, uh, that, will, of course, was Frank Nelson. And uh, the uh, the Frank Nelson character, always lo I love so much. And, uh, and the, the idea of, yes. Now, when you wrote that in the script, did you have a prolonged yes, or did you just write Y-E-S? We, we prolonged it, but not as far as he did. We just put on... Nobody like, could do we that. We put on, like, maybe four S's. <laughs> Yes. We'll be right back. Well. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. The thrifty people know that fighting the pain of headache, muscular ache, back pain, even toothaches, is a serious business and demands serious measures. Now that's why you'll find Advil, the advanced medicine for pain in the tablets or caplets of 165 size at Thrifty and Thrifty Junior. Now, Advil contains ibuprofen, now in non-prescription strength. For safe, effective, fast-acting freedom from pain, get Advil. Thrifty has a suggestion to try. Next time you have a backache, try Momentum. Momentum muscular backache formula helps you get moving again with a combination of fast-acting and long-lasting medications. Momentum helps relieve and relax tight knots of pain, helps you straighten up and move more freely again. Get moving again with Momentum in 24 or 48-count sizes at Thrifty. And look for Thrifty's coupon book in the mail or junior by Thrifty or Thrifty Junior. You could be a winner when one of four cruises for two. Thrifty! Your pipes are leaking. The roof needs fixing. There's painting that has to be done. Your carpet needs cleaning. And you've just been thinking, now's a great time to call dial one. Nothing is easier, nothing is faster than experts at each job they do. So why take a chance when you know in advance dial one is the right one for you? Dial one are the reliable service people. For home or business, the dial one network of skilled professionals has the expertise and long-term experience to see the job through from start to finish. It's quality workmanship every step of the way. 40 trades and services taking care of the inside and outside of your home, business, or commercial property. Dealing with Dial One is like a recommendation from a good friend. Your direct line to dependable service, whatever you have to have done, is as close as your phone, at work or at home. Just remember to call Dial One. Each Dial One company is independently owned and operated. All services may not be available in all areas. Out here, due process is a bullet. It's a Western showdown this coming week as the Dodgers head for Texas in the series with the Houston Astros. Hi, this is Fred Wallen. Join Stu Nahan and me for another week of sports talk and Dodger talk. Will the sort of lads put some distance between themselves and those pesky Astros? Well, let's talk about it. Also, the heavyweight championship of the world in boxing is up for grabs Monday night between Mike Tyson and Michael Spinks. It's sports talk and it's Dodger talk all next week at 4, right here on Talk Radio 790 KBC. Los Angeles, the number is 520, followed by TALK, T-A-L-K. All TALK Radio 79 numbers are followed by the word TALK. Orange County, 714 area, dial 750. And the 213 area, dial 448. The South Bay area, 679. And the San Fernando Valley, dial 990. And then George talk. Walzer is with us, a writer for the Jack Benny program all those years, 25 years to be exact, along with Larry and John Gassman of Spiritvac. Uh, George, I have a question. The running gags were so uh, typical of the Benny show. I remember one that went on for a long time. Uh, your eyes are as blue as the waters of Lake Louise. Well, uh, which, of course, if anybody's ever been to Lake Louise, you know, you know the gag. Yeah. <laughs> These uh, uh, 
Uh, well, Jack actually did. He really had blue eyes. And as he would describe them at times, as the, what we wrote for him would be, bluer than the lips of a schoolboy at 40 below. <laughs> <laughs> or bluer than the thumb of a cross-eyed carpenter. <laughs> but, but the waters of Lake Louise are not blue. That's the gag, of course. Yes. They're green. Uh, one I particularly like is uh, a little more complicated than the first like, two examples I gave you. When someone would say to Jack, uh, your eyes, they're blue, aren't they? Jack would say, bluer than the stomach of a duck that's been chased through a huckleberry patch. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a lot more, of course. Let's take a call from Emily in Riverside, California. Emily, you're on with George Balzer, Larry, and John Gassman. Go ahead. Um, this is my first time for calling, but something just happened. And listening to and them talking about Jack Benny, I have to tell you something. Yes. I'm an old lady. 50 I'm an old man. <laughs> Fifty-four years ago, on the 21st of June, 1933, I was in the hospital having a baby. My cousin went in and had a baby at the same time, and she died. Now, her husband said he would not take the baby. He wanted nothing to do with it because he lost his wife on account of it. Jack Benny was performing in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm getting a little emotional. Yes. And he heard about it. It went in the papers that there was a baby that father refused to take, and it was in the Boston City Hospital, and Jack took it and adopted it. And that's my cousin, Joan. Wow. That's Joan. Mm. I wanted all my life to let her know, but my family said no. They didn't know if she knew she was adopted, and uh, it, it was never told. But I have a cousin. She's still, I've followed her life. I know she was married and divorced and the whole bit. Uh-huh. Well, I... Uh, I'm to tell you that he... And, and she doesn't know any of, of this history. She may not, so I don't want her to know. She doesn't know. Yes. I don't know what they told her. But yeah. her name's her Joan. Uh-huh. And she was born the twins. Well, I've, I've known her since... Uh, she must be 54 years old, because my son is 54. Yes, I met her when she was, I think, about eight years old. Oh, well... If you ever see her, tell her she has a cousin, Emily, who loves her uh -huh. spirit. I've never well, met her, but I know this man came out in the Boston papers. Of course, that was a story. There was a man with a brand new baby, and he said he refused to take it because his wife died. Yeah, well. And Jack and Mary Livington took it. Uh-huh. That's quite a story. Emily, thank you very much. Yes. I just wanted you to know what a wonderful person he is, and I don't know what she knows. That's why I've never made it. Well, I, I saw her uh, a month or so ago, and uh, uh, she's a very fine uh, lady. Thank you very much, Emily. Now, let's get back to the uh, two young... Another song based on this uh, lyric of the song, working it into the uh, uh, train routine. So let's do it. Here we go. Mary, I want to get my ticket changed to a Pullman. Let me see, where's the ticket window? Oh, here's a window that isn't busy here. Oh, mister, mister. Yeah. Are you the ticket agent? If I'm not, I made $2,000 today. <laughs> hey, now, what can I do for you? Well, I'd like to exchange this ticket. Oh, did you get it for Christmas? <laughs> no, I didn't.
didn't get it for Christmas. Just that this ticket is for the coach, and I'd like to ride Pullman. Now, look, my train leaves in a few minutes, so will you please... Uh, pardon me, but would you mind if we went ahead of you? Huh? <laughs> we just got married, and we're very anxious to get away. Ain't we, honey? <laughs> Go right ahead. Where would you like to go? Any place. We just want to get away before our parents catch up with us. They objected to us getting married. They did? Why? They tried to tell us we're too young. <laughs> too young to really be in love? They said that love's a word, a word we've only heard <laughs> Frank Nelson and Elliot Lewis. Oh, that was Elliot Lewis? Yeah, that was Elliot Lewis. Yeah, oh, Elliot Lewis did all that, three That was Elliot them. Lewis, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, it sounded like Phil. Yeah, no, it was uh, That was Elliot, Elliot Lewis. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Elliot. And uh, Frank Nelson. Uh, a lot of people uh, remember Frank Nelson for the character, but a lot of people don't know that uh, he was very active in the uh, radio union, uh, mm -hmm. radio and TV mm -hmm. union. He was one of its uh, first... Uh, right, yes. ...national... Uh, uh, Presidents. Presidents, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah of, mm -hmm. of, of AFTRA. For many, many, many years. That's he right. He was very heavily involved with the. Uh, and with uh, AFTRA. did so much for the. If I recall, it was Frank Nelson who was uh, at the head of the union when uh, they got the pension and welfare, mm -hmm. which was a very I big believe, I believe yeah. so, yes. yes. I believe so. Well, he was a great man. He did a great job yes, for us for all those years. Well, I have to tell you that we're coming to the end of the program and uh, George Balzer and uh, Larry and John Gassman have spurred back. Uh, gee, we're going to have to try and do something like this again. Oh, anytime. George, uh, any, any parting line here? We've got about 10 seconds. Well, except uh, to say that it's been a lot of fun and uh, maybe you're right about doing it again sometime. I hope you've had fun. Yes, indeed. I think uh, all of our audience has and thanks to all of you for being with us. Thank, Thank you. you. Anytime we can talk about Jack Benny, it's a well worth three hours. We can do this for days. There you go. <laughs> Matter of fact, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Ray Bream, and this is KBC Talk Radio AM 790. We have time for uh, another uh, quick bet. Do we have a little bit of the, I, I love the rim shot thing. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. You know, I mean, that's great. All right. So that's, we, do we have it? Okay, let's Ah, gee, Mary, it was awfully nice of you to drive me down to the station. Oh, that's all right, Jack. I wanted to see you off. Yeah, well, let's go in. Train leaving on track five. Four and a half. A Sousa. And 
You know, Jack, there's something fascinating about a railroad station. So many people going so many places. Yeah. Mary, I'm going over to the newsstand and get a magazine. You wait for me here. Okay. Attention, please, attention. To facilitate the holiday rush, all passengers going to Cucamonga may have their choice of trains, local, express, or mule. <laughs> have your feed bags validated. Well, I've still got time to get my magazine. He hasn't announced my train yet. Attention, please, attention. Train leaving on track one for Baltimore and Washington. It's leaving now, so you better run. Well, I better go over and get that magazine before the train leaves. Attention, please, attention. Train leaving on track three, all the way to Schenectady. Just one stop at Kansas City. <laughs> we don't have time for the rest of it. Again, George Balzer and Larry and John Gassman have spurred back. It's been great. Thanks a lot for being with us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Have a good weekend. Stay tuned for the news. KABC, Talk Radio 790. We have your style, the chick white shoes. We have your size, the chick white shoes. We make them wide, the chick white shoes, just for you. Ladies, if you've been blessed with wider than average feet, relax. Chick white shoes carries the finest footwear and the most flattering styles, all in wide and extra wide width. And chick white shoes proudly feature such fine name brands as Revelations. Revelations, the shoe with the patented red carpet cushion construction. You'll find the Revelations shoe for you at Chick White Shoes. For the location of the store nearest you, dial toll free anytime. 1-800-341-2888. That's 1-800-341-2888. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 790, the voice of Southern California. From ABC News, I'm Bob Walker. A U.S. Marine Corps helicopter has crashed in southwestern Japan, killing all seven people on board. Yeah, we'll talk to you later tonight, Sunday night. Good night, everybody. Jaws Professional Saturday Night 7221 Alt Tab Sound Forge Pro 11.0 Escape Enter The way it works in Vermont is there's a, an advisory group Enter Menu File Menu New A Leaving Menus Data Window Sound 2 Star Save as Dialog File Name Sound 2 Edit S A T U R D A Y N I G H T
seven dash two two dash one seven T G R E T U R N O P A T R I C I A S E C O N D P C Save Save Button Enter Data Window Jaws Professional Patricia Office Bill Bragg Skype Edit Alt Tab Skype Trademark Left Bracket Alt Page Down Alt Tab Patricia Office Bill Bragg Patricia Office Bill Bragg Type Windows M Desk S C K D X S C K D X S Sound Forge Pro 11 Enter User Account Alt Y Sound Forge Pro 